to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and Kellen Brower. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Mech Show. Thanks for listening. Coming at you. Monday, July 3rd, 5.01 p.m. Pacific. Red Bud. Lots to talk about when it comes to Red Bud, man. What a great race. America's birthday. If you're uh, listening to this and you're just grilling up some steaks, some twisted teas, and you're starting your, your day off, your day and a half off, well, welcome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Great show tonight here on the Pulpa Mech Show. We have Dylan Ferrandis. We have Lorenzo Lucrecio. We got Brian Deegan and Lewis Phillips all taking the time to let us call them and be on the show. 702-586-7857. You can also be on the show by calling us. We're talking uh, AMA Motocross at Red Bud. We're talking World Supercross. Uh, that kicked off over in the U.K. We're talking um, MXGP as well. Motocross the Nations. Look, it's getting to the point, and we reviewed this on the uh, on the Racer X show yesterday, that we need to start talking about Team USA for the MXDN. So we'll get into that also tonight. We have some Works Connection Pro Launch Start Devices to give away because those guys swept the podium. This weekend with their Pro Launch Start device, Pupplemex 20 is the code to say with Works Connection, and we're going to give two of those away tonight. We'll tell you about how to do that later. Thank you, Motorsport.com. Thank you, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension, and Engines, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Cherbies, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Renegade Racing Fuels, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleMachineJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Weisco Piston, EVS, and a new one. MTX Braking is on board with us right now. I want to thank the guys at MTX Braking. Uh, they make uh, they come from a motorcycle background, a dirt bike background, with uh, brake pads for mountain bikes, e-bikes as well. I've used these myself. They're race compound. Their red pads are amazing. The gold ones work great as well. MTXbraking.com. The code PULPAMX is an introductory pulp deal when buying direct from the folks at MTX Braking. Go to MTXbraking.com. And again, these guys are dirt bikers. They come from the power sports end of things, and they've made mountain bike brakes better. Uh, so please check it out. Make your make them better. More power, better modulation while remaining dead silent. And as I said, two compounds, red and gold. MTX Braking. Use the code PULPAMX. If you got an e-bike, they're a little heavier. Braking is key. These pads are amazing. They're, they're a must-have. I've got a brand-new Intense Taser, and I will be dropping these MTX pads in right away. I'll be taking the stock pads out and putting these things in. So thanks to MTX Braking for coming on board with us. I'll tell you more about the Millville Ride Day. i got some news about the Sturgis Motorcycle Hall of Fame as well. Uh, voicemails coming up. Race Tech Rant. X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. Motorsport.com Tweet at Talon segment. And again, Dylan Ferrandez, Lorenzo Lucrecio. Brian Deegan, Lewis Phillips calling in tonight to talk uh, to talk some uh, 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 motocross. My co-host from Bracer X Online, start your systems, Kellen Army Nation, um, uh, the, the head the head captain of Kellen Army, 
Kellen Brower, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, man, I'm a captain now, too, just like you and Lewis with yep. the ship. Yeah, you're I'm captain, a of, captain of the Kellen Army. Captain of the video game nerds. That's you. <laughs> you, you got that on lock. I, I witnessed it at Redbud. You were at Redbud this weekend. I witnessed it. Guy was very excited to meet you. Very, where, where was this? Uh, we, were, we were walking by the announcer's tower. Why do I not remember that at all? I, I'm wow. drawing a blank, but yes, Shitting I know. I, I know. I apologize. The Why guy, do I not remember? Maybe this? we weren't by the announcer's tower, but the guy yelled, "Kellen!" and you stopped him. Hey, man! Oh, like he was. He was. Can I get a picture? Yeah, he, yeah. He was. Heck yeah. He was Kellen Army. <laughs> well, I love it. They're uh, they're everywhere. They they are. Uh, so like I said, you were at Red Bud. So we, great guy to talk to you about the race. Uh, we got a good show. Brian Deegan, the general yeah. of the Meadow Militia. I mean, dude, you just don't get the general's time very easy. So, uh, Stoke for having Brian calling in. Lorenzo Lucrecio, Wildcat Racing. Pulpa Max is Wildcat Racing. Dude, we did pretty good. We had a shock yeah. bolt fallout. So that's, ah! you know. <laughs> Drop one of the night. How many more tonight? One of many. The, the, the shock bolt falling out wasn't ideal, but yeah. Lorenzo was great. Uh, Boutron had his best race since the opener. Wildcat racing, man. The opener or Hangtown? Because he got fifth at Hangtown in the second moto. Yeah, so but we... overall. Yeah, I guess overall. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair um, enough. Yeah. But yeah, so anyways, uh, good to have those guys running the Pulp Mex graphics. You know, nothing says America's birthday like a Pulp Mex Wildcat racing. Like a Canadian's uh, radio show on bikes on America's birthday's weekend on a, a Venezuelan and a Spaniard's bike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect Just combination of all the... What he said. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, lots to get into. Jet won again. Yep. Jet led every lap. But this one was maybe a little different. A little bit, yeah. Maybe a little different. So, we'll get into that as well. Uh, directing the, the cameras over there um, and working on the app. Breaking news on the app, too. Uh-oh. Got some breaking news. This Friday? That. Travis Marks. What's up, Marks Dog? I'd like to be privy to this breaking news before <laughs> you announce oh, it. Oh, you stop it. You stop it. You You We could have a drop battle. You texted Oh that? About the app. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, like yeah. hey, I'm thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. So like <clears throat> something crossed his mind. Okay. Yeah. Crossed my mind, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're gonna go in iterations. So we'll get uh mostly a live streaming iteration out first on and friday the, and uh, this friday on friday yeah. and then we'll get uh, so that you can do archives after that okay that's a little bit more complicated so we'll okay. go in iterations yeah oh, do we still get drops on the app is yes, all i care drops about. are okay. already in the new app actually so because that's what i use the app the most for right but now but, then, the wa- the but then like the wildcat room the Wildcat drop. It's got to yeah, go in there. Oh, it'll be in there. Don't oh, you okay. worry. All right. Don't you worry. Yeah, uh, drops are already functioning, so okay. we're good. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a call? Give us a call. We got some lines open. Uh, but yeah, so the breaking news on the app is that Mark's thought about it. That's the breaking news. Finally. <laughs> we're back on track. He thought about it again. He thought about it. Baby, baby steps. <laughs> baby you steps. Got to walk before you can run. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, uh, taking your phone calls over there in the corner, uh, the wolf man. Wolfie. Wolfie. The wolf pack. What's up, Talon? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for coming in. Yeah. How's, how's motorsport.com gearhead life? Uh, it's pretty good. We had to work today, but it was light. I think most people are vacationing. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, get working on my uh, return stuff. Oh, I'm off tomorrow or I would. Oh, boy. So yeah. is he your personal savant for this whole thing? Like, if you need a part uh, or whatever, you just go to him immediately? Yeah, and Tits, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, both too. of us. Okay. I yeah. feel like Tits has more of a role in Steve's riding than I do. Hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Tits is overworked. Oh, stop. It. Oh, here stop we go. Um, Can confirm. Interpulpamex yeah. collusion. Yeah, big golf. He's overworked with golf. <laughs> it's really, really <laughs> tough. All right. Uh, look, uh, let's talk Red Bud. Uh, first of all, um, again, I've said this over and over, um, and it's a great track. It's not the best track of the year in my mind. Many riders think it is. 
But it's not only the track at Red Bud, it's the event itself. It's July 4th weekend. If that race isn't around Memorial, is it Memorial Day? No, no. Independence, Independence Day. Independence Day. If that race isn't around Independence Day, is it the same? Do you think? Is it the Independence Day? Is, is the Independence Day stuff the what puts it over the top? Uh, I think it's uh, probably slightly less just because I feel like you get this weekend, you get a lot of families that are like, hey, we can like, you know, go yeah. out for five days, take yeah. a few days off work because we're already getting an extra day anyway and, yep. and go out and camp for the weekend. Okay. So you might lose like a few campers, but yeah. I feel like the people that are actually traveling to the race uh, for like one day to how, go hang out and, and yeah. have a good time, I don't think it would take away from it. I feel like a lot of people love coming to this it, event no matter when it is. It's the the crown jewel of the series. It really is. That's a, that's a overuse saying, but it's true. It's a yeah. great race. The weather yep. was fantastic. The track is great great uh facility you know obviously holds the two mxdns crowd was nuts they really liked hayden deegan winning yep really like that <laughs> um and, and you know and they were they were cool with everything it's it's a great race if you're from australia or the uk or some other godforsaken country and you listen to this and you want to come to America, go to a national, go to Redbud. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there, that, that's where you go. There's a few Feld people this year that now that there's the collaboration, a few more Feld people are going to start coming to the events. And when they ask me, like, what event would you recommend going outdoors? I usually yeah. always say Redbud. Yeah, yeah, because of the all the things you just li- listed, the atmosphere, the racetrack itself is really good. I don't love that it's like two halves of a racetrack, right. so it's a little bit hard to follow. Yeah, but like it's Lakewood, still, you can stand, yeah. you know, there and kind of watch the whole thing. But in yeah. terms of like riding it, it looks like everyone's always having a great time riding it. Yep. And, and yep. Um, second the, best track of the series <laughs> second best track of the series yeah millville yeah, so. best track but yeah no i think um, it's great it's it's really it's a really cool race to go to for sure and, and and um i didn't watch the podium back on tv but watching it back on tv the motos it you know it, i think you can you can capture the 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 spirit of it yeah just a um, sea of people you know and yeah and like look american motocross series we had chad on the show a couple weeks ago he took some heat for saying that nobody wants that everyone wants to do supercross and he's got a point to that for sure there's a lot of riders that would just love to do the Justin Brayton program, 100%. Um, so I'm not knocking that. But when you watch Red Bud, you have trouble thinking the American Motocross Series is in any danger at all. You know what I mean? You have trouble thinking like, oh, like nobody wants to do this or it's dying or like we can roll out a stacked field of 14 factory riders or four like we have now. Anderson came back, so five. But And we're getting the same – great vibe and racing that we're, that we're having yeah you know I, I, mean? so I agree the, the whole american motocross is dying <laughs> i go to red Bud and i'm like yeah no it's all good yeah you know? the only thing i'll say to that though is that i talked to a few photographers and video guys after the race that are down by the podium that are yep. along the fence lines with the fans usually yep. and they said this year felt a little more subdued now i don't okay. know what yeah. that could be like right. it, it, you know obviously deegan winning they went crazy for yep but, uh, you know, maybe it was that there was a smoke in the area from a few days before. So maybe a couple people didn't come because of that. There yeah, was yeah. the chance of rain. We did get a little bit of rain. So yep. maybe people stayed away from that. Yep. So I, I don't know right. if that was those contributing factors or if, like you say, maybe yep. not enough people racing the series. But right. whatever. Like, uh, I still think it was really good. Yeah, it was. It was really great. Uh, so Jet won again. Um, Kenny got close at high point. Uh, jet crashed, right? This weekend, Dylan was much better. He's going to... He's going to call in in a couple minutes. Sexton's back now. He, Sexton probably uh, it will get better, you would think. So how confident are you of Jet going 22-0? and 0? Like, uh, I feel like this weekend and High Point, I, I don't want to say cracks in, in Lawrence's armor. Like, that's mm-hmm. a little strong because he did kind of pull back away from Dylan. Mm-hmm. But I, can, I, I, I don't think he's going to do it. Like, I think, I think these guys are getting better. I think they're getting closer. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, after watching this weekend, I feel like that percentage in my mind went down a little bit yeah. because I felt like those guys are closer. Like you look back at when Ricky and James did it, as soon as Alessi went out of the series for James, like there wasn't really anybody else putting the pressure on him the way that Dylan and Chase were this weekend. And then the same for Ricky when he won his uh, uh, two perfect seasons that he had. Like I feel like the difference here is that Jet is actually having people that are staying somewhat reasonably close to yeah. him. Yeah. And he does have the pace in hand to maybe pull back away. But yep. even being close, like it just takes one late tip over for it to be done. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Ricky would be 30 seconds gone and a late tip over didn't matter. Like yep. I think that that's something that could potentially ruin the, this whole thing for him. His starts are on point, so that's going to be tough, right? They're, yeah. they're great. But yeah, I mean, and again, Dylan's going to call in here in a little bit, so we'll talk to him about it. Riders are always, you know, a little weird to talk to about this stuff because they have to maintain a, that chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. and that confidence level. And Jet did sort of pull back away, but I don't know, man. Yeah, like I, you know, I saw I saw something where we're like, yeah, maybe he's not going to win every moto. Yeah, well, so. and and like to your point about Dylan and and uh, Chase, I feel like they're both like angry at this point. They're like, we should be better than this. We yeah. should be closer to, yeah. to Jet in this facet. So to finally like smell it again and be close yeah. enough to be like, man, all we need is a few tents here and a bike setup change here and we could be on them all the yeah. time. I think it's going to motivate them that much more in these next few weeks to, to finally snap that streak. I checked in with Chase. I said, hey, man, not bad first race. Like you fell with a fall. He goes 2-3. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't fall in a second moto, he probably wins. I, or I mean, sorry, gets second. He probably gets second. Beats, beats Dylan. I don't know. Uh, and he, I said, are you happy with that? And he's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I, not, not happy. I got to speak to him just a little bit after the race, not too long, but he said he really wanted to get Dylan. Like he was yeah, yeah. like, he was trying everything he could yeah. do to figure out a way by to make the, the lines work and whatever. And then he said in the crash with Dylan uh, or not with Dylan, yeah. but the, when he crashed, yep. Dylan roosted like the rut in front of him. He couldn't see. And he just went over it oh, and, okay. and watched the front end. So yeah, like yeah. that even motivated him to be like, I got to get back to him and yeah. get by him to like, well, he got back here, to him, so. but yeah, he couldn't, yeah. couldn't quite close it from there. Um. Yeah. So uh, you know. So Jet's great. I just don't. I'm not ready to do the undefeated thing yet. Whether there's. Uh, I think we uh, can talk about it. Like yeah. I think we can say that you know this, that, and this happens that it's happening. Right. But I think for the next, I, I have we have to get to like the Loretta's break. I would say before I'm like, okay, wait a Washugo, minute. After Washugo. After Washugo. Yeah. Right. Like if there's only six motos left to go, I feel yeah. like it's a different story because. Obviously, you say he's a great starter. The whole yeah. shots have been there. He's led every single lap except when Kenny was on the track. Obviously, things are trending towards it yeah. being a possibility. Yeah. But when there's all these motos left, it just takes one weird thing to happen. If there's six chances left, there's yeah. less chance that those weird things yeah. happen. Yeah, it's, uh, it should be interesting to see what it goes. Hunter Lawrence, uh, I mean, look, it's never good when the guy crashes and gets up and goes to the cart. Yeah. Like, you know that riders are like, oh, shit. I'm... But it sounds like he's going to be okay. He's ready for Southwick, so... We should it, the battle should be back on this weekend. Uh, Hayden pulled within eleven, right? Is it 11? Yeah, eleven, yeah, 11 back, points. Yeah. So um, yeah, again, like you look at Hunter, crushed the first moto. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we had questions about a first moto. He hadn't done it all year. Uh, what well, can he do it? And then you know, just gone. See yeah. you later. And then that happens in the second moto. I guess that's that's all it takes for Jet too. You know, the, the or we saw Tomac at Denver. Mm-hmm. These yep. things happen. These things do yeah. happen. Yeah, and I saw Hunter at the end of the day. He was just walking around, looked kind of normal. He had um, all that kind of like uh, sports tape yeah. wrapped around his, yeah. his arm and stuff. But it, 
when he got in the cart after the incident, uh, he was like very gingerly holding it, not doing anything. When I saw him later in the day, he was kind of moving it like normal yeah. again. So I, I think he's going to be totally yeah, Lars fine. Yeah, Lars said he saw blood yeah, on his glove right. and was like, ah! So. I, I would be more concerned about, he said he got his ribs hit again. Yeah. And that was the same ribs that he got hit uh, with earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. And obviously he went 3-1 at the opener still. But I feel like you could tell Fox Raceway, he was like laboring and mm -hmm. having to fight through that. And then as the series went on, he looked more comfortable. Yep. So it's almost like he's having to start over there but with yeah. Deegan and these other guys more up to speed with the outdoors that uh, they maybe weren't at yeah. the first round so I think that might be a little bit more of a problem Hayden wins his overall first first overall he's got a moto win got one at Lakewood uh, Lakewood Hangtown Hangtown sorry uh, and then wins an overall yeah, yeah. So I mean, fans loved it, it for sure. Here we <laughs> it go. was absolutely yeah. bananas. They were going crazy yeah. on the sidelines. And uh, look, I, I, I will say that I don't necessarily think after watching him earlier this year at Futures that if you told me he would finish uh, whatever it was, second in points in Supercross, and now he's second in points outdoors, and he yeah. has an overall win, he has a moto win, I, I feel like I would have maybe called you crazy. Yeah. And I know people are like, you know, you're doubting him, but it's just like... You're a hater! To, to go to this level this fast as a rookie, no matter who you are, is very impressive. Like, even Jet Lawrence was good as a rookie, but yeah. crashed a ton yeah. and obviously got hurt. Yep. Hayden Deegan, I feel like, is on a different level it, than that where his consistency is maybe the most impressive thing to me. Like he's always up front yeah. battling late he's in motors. Great shape. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is his opening round at Supercross was maybe the worst he's looked all year. Uh, loose, out of control. And he still got fourth. Yeah. Big saves, like <laughs> a couple of big saves, a couple of wild rides. And you're like, you're like this, this kid's not going to make it. He has, and then it was like, it took him like two races as a pro. And he's like, Oh, okay. Like yeah. I can do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's impressive. Absolutely. Well, I, like I said, I think for me, earlier this year when I watched him start at you know at Fox Raceway and you hear him go around the track and he's just pinging off the red limiter yeah. everywhere. And I was like, he just reminds me of Barsha in 09 when he came out and just was yep. wide open everywhere, hanging off the back of the bike. But I feel like the difference with Barsha then and even sometimes Barsha now is that like Deegan is riding that hard all the time and kind of looks in control. Barsha, yeah, sometimes yeah. you're like, whoa, no. man, he's hanging no, it all out. I don't see the wildness from no. Deegan. I just don't see it. And then you added the fact that, as I've said 20 times, the dude clearly off the track does his work. Yeah. He's in great shape. Well, you can't so, ride that hard no, that long no, no, without doing the work no. and being in shape like that, for sure. So that so we went from, ah, oh, Hunter Lawrence has got this, to 11 points, and Deegan's there's blood in the water for Hayden Deegan, and it could be on. You could know? be on. Yeah. It'll and, be exciting. And there's no way I put it past Hayden to start a little rivalry with Hunter or bump him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they already like, had their yeah. kind of running at Thunder Valley where yep. Deegan was trying to get – or, yep. or uh, Hunter was trying to get around Deegan yep. and Deegan yep. was blocking and Hunter wasn't thrilled about it. So, you know. But that one was more of like, uh, hey, hey, Hunter's clearly faster yeah. and I'm just going to try to block you and I didn't really like that move. I mean like, hey, I'm I'm as good as you and I'm I'm ready to go your pace. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, so I, that could – be the only the thing is, is that we're coming into the round, and I know that Hunter's going to be a little bit hurt and banged up, but we're coming into the round where maybe it's Hunter favored the most. Yeah, uh, obviously being a sand track yep. in Southwick, and he's won a moto there before and stuff. So, like, yep. I, I think that that might maybe switch the tide back quickly yep. if Hunter comes out this weekend yep. and goes one-one or beats in both motos again. But for now, you definitely have to say the momentum has switched a little bit. I think. What about Kitch? Kitch, yeah, I mean, really, Kitch. really solid second moto, like quietly solid. So far, we've seen if Kitch gets a start, he can win. If Kitch doesn't get a start, <laughs> 
Forget it. Yeah. Yeah, but the first moto, he came from pretty darn far back. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I feel like I checked him at outside of the top twenty at one point really? real early oh, in the okay. moto. I don't remember um, that. Yeah. I don't know if he went down or, yeah, or yeah. something like that, but um yeah, and then got all the way to eighth in that one. I'm gonna and ask he was him. charging. And then the second moto uh, like very impressive, just got the lead and quietly snuck away and wasn't really doing the leap that much while Hayden was doing it every single lap. So like you thought, oh, maybe Hayden's figuring out lines and is going to able to close that uh, gap down. But Kitchen just kind of slowly rolled away from him. And uh, hopefully we get more of that Kitchen as well, because obviously he could be another factor in, uh, you know, winning races and maybe getting into this championship a little bit down the stretch as well. Uh, Kitchen's texting back right now. Okay, we're waiting okay. frantically for I this. Said, Did you go down in the first moto early? He said, no, I just started 20th. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was right, you know, somewhere okay. about 20th or so. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, not a good okay, start. And yeah. then second moto, great start. Right, yeah. No, he, he, can, he can do it. When you dry your hair like that, you better be good. Well, he even said yeah. in the post-race press conference after the first moto, he's like, this is stupid. I dyed my hair for nothing. Like, I went out of my way to make this cool haircut, and I finished eighth. This yeah. is terrible. So okay. he, he was motivated to turn around. All right, uh, uh, we got uh, we got Lorenzo Lucrecio, Wildcat, Pulp Mex calling. We got Brian Deegan, uh, Dylan Ferrandez, and then our buddy Lewis Phillips, boots on the ground at the UK opener, of the World Supercross. So yep. uh, we pre-recorded that one, and uh, we had a conversation with Lewis earlier. So Lewis will tell us the ups and downs with that, and just added to the show uh, our buddy Alex Ray. Oh, because there goes my hero. I think that's it. That's it. So we'll talk to him and more. Uh, Kellen Brower from Start Your Systems in as well. Firepower Parts, Max Anstey, Firepower Rider. Dean Wilson over there crushing it with Firepower. Over 50 years' experience in industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. Firepowerparts.com. Batteries, chains made by uh, some of the leading companies out there. Uh, the riders, privateer guys, use these uh, Firepower Parts and Supercross, in motocross, and all of it. The... Uh, Featherweight lithium batteries are backed by a two-year warranty and uh, firepowerparts.com. Check them out uh, on the website and uh, on social media. Got a call. Uh, first caller of the night is uh, Cooper. What's up, man? How are you? Doing good, Steve. Doing good. Uh, got a little race tech rant for you guys All right, regarding the flaggers um, at mm -hmm. Red Bud this weekend. Okay. Um, with them throwing the Red Cross flag with riders not even being injured, and there's another flagger standing literally across the track holding a yellow flag, not doing jack shit. Like, what, what are we doing out here? This is becoming a little bit of a joke. Dude, this is 13 years of the Pulp MX show and 13 years of me crying about flaggers being really bad. We saw World Supercross flagging was not good either. Like These people are volunteers. Or, or not volunteers, but they're getting they're get paid shit. And they're not – like, they try to get trained, but – the sport doesn't have enough money to bring flaggers week to week and pay their travel. But I agree. Like, it's not good. It's 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 horrible at times. Like, riders have been directly injured from bad flagging. But I don't – I'm I'm uh, not one to sit here and yell about it too much because I don't want a flag. <laughs> I'm not doing it for 50 bucks <laughs> and a T-shirt. Like, screw that. So, like, if I'm – I don't know what the solution is. I'm with you. It's horrible flagging. I see it every week. And and I especially don't want to do that for $50 in a t-shirt and then go have to stand in the middle of the track while guys are coming at me and try to direct traffic, which is I mean, what we need in that situation. If there's no red yeah. cross flag there when Justin Cooper's going over that double and no one with a yellow flag is on the track, he's jumping right he's into, into that, that guy. guy. And, then, and then getting hurt even worse. And think about this. They're younger, they're younger kids, too, a lot of Sometimes, times. Sometimes, yeah. And you're just like, they don't know what they're doing. But, like, again, who's flagging? I'm not. <laughs> Get uh, Weege out there. Yeah. <laughs> like... Cooper, I'm 100%. with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, like, why are we going to hand out penalties when there's, you know, well, either give them a yellow flag to wave as well or, right. you know, I, yeah, I, we talked about that on the, the, yeah, the standing. I know we talked about that on the review show. The wrong flag was out, but then again, it, it's out. So as a rider, you got to be like, hey, that's the flag is out. Like, I can't, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. see it in Supercross all the time. Some <laughs> battle will be going on, flags flags waving, and then the dude has to, like, single, 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 a triple, and then the flagger just puts the flag away, and then second, third, and fourth just fucking air out the triple and make up four seconds. Like, it, it there's it's, yeah, it's horrible flagging indoors and out. World Supercross, same problems. I don't know the solution. We don't have enough money. Like, I understand from F1, Kellen, you know more than I do about F1, but there's a, like, like they bring the same guys every race. They fly every oh, race. Oh, 100%. The safety crew. Yeah, you know, safety the f- crew. And, and the technology is so advanced there that they can be like, hey, yellow flag at turn nine specifically, yeah. driver off the track yeah. out, out of the turn yeah. or whatever. And, and, and obviously they all have radios so they can radio so, in and say like, hey, someone's in the ga- gravel yeah. trap on the left side or whatever. So we're just so. a bunch of hillbillies with, with, with flaggers. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you, man. <laughs> I get it. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank have a good night. Thanks. Uh, Bill, what's going on? You want to talk about the combine? Bill. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I'm here. What up? Yeah, uh, Roger McNabb. Like, he's been a pro in Canada for a couple of years now. Three, I think. And what is he doing? What is he doing racing against a bunch of amateurs? Like, I don't understand that. I don't know either, man. You should. I'm with you, Bill. You should see my text messages. I'm the only guy. All these other guys that I'm friends with are like, yeah, like that's what he should do because he should shine at the combine and he should get a ride in America based off his combine rides. And I'm like, wait, he's been racing men, like grown men with pubic hair and stuff for like three years, 25-minute motos, sand, mud, all of it. Like he's a pro. He He's a pro. I I know they say he's only 18, but Jet's 19 and, and Bradshaw was seven. Like I, I, I don't get it, man. Deegan's 17. Deegan's 17, like – I don't know. They tell me they tell me that winning a combine is better than going like twelve twelve at Redbud. More people will care about the combine win. But is it? I don't know. Like yeah, we, but I'm he, telling you what I was told. We've done stuff on YouTube of the combine and it like you know, some people are like, What is this? Like they don't a lot of the comments are like this is dumb or this is stupid or whatever <laughs> instead of just like Wow, know. that's awesome that Casey Cochran demolished the field right. like Talk I don't to, feel da- like that talk to Daniel who- Blair and Myrtle and ha- Ryan Holiday <laughs> and Paul Parabinos and all my friends that are like telling me that nope, this is the way to do it, and I'm and I'm confused. So now, and again, I like Ryder. He's awesome. I'm sponsoring him this year. I got a logo on his jersey. I got his jersey behind me here in the studio. He's awesome kid. Um, but now he didn't win the combine. He went two three in the co- right two three. Uh, yeah, think, yeah, because yeah. Bomber's yeah. wheel broke. He got terrible starts. He worked up to two three. Casey Cochran beat him. So now is every, and I'm not saying I am, but now are the amateur experts, the managers that I was told are eagle eye watching him, are the managers like, ah, this kid's shit now? Let's do a case study, okay? Like, you know? Benick this weekend did not race the combine and yeah. instead went 10 9 in the motos. Right. Okay, then he's going to eventually drop back down and, and race Loretta's. Yeah. And we think he's going pro then after for Unadilla. Yeah. So when he gets to Unadilla, or if let's say he raced combine and went one one, which he probably could have done, would you going into Unadilla be like, oh Benick, he went one one at the combine versus oh Benick, he went ten nine when he raced the red well, bull? I like, think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, you're going ten yeah, nine. Uh, right? Yes, absolutely, but not not the not my friends, not, not, <laughs> not my not, friends, not any of my friends. All my friends think it's great, so I don't get it, man. You know, so all right, Bill, good yeah. talk.
Yeah, it was just like, oh, thanks, thanks. Thanks for taking the call. No problem. Thank you. Getting you riled up early tonight. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was yelling and screaming about this on the weekend to Ryan Holiday. You know what I mean? A yeah. Team Green guy, and I, I don't I don't quite understand it. I don't get it. Um, and again, I'm not. You know, when you say these things, people, oh, Ryder, they're going to yell at Ryder. Math is talking shit on you. I'm not. I love Ryder McNabb. He's a great talent. He's a national champion. I think you should race pro. And it's also, I'm not trying to talk crap on the combine either because I think it's... Yes, it's you a, are. And MX Sports is going to be calling you. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I think it's a great thing for a lot of guys, but yeah. I feel like maybe those top guys like a Benick or a Cochran or a McNabb who's already a pro, yeah. I don't know that they really need it. You know, They're, they're riding at Baker's Factory or the, the, the goat farm mm-hmm. with all the pros, doing the motos, doing the workouts... They're not going to school. They're not. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're full pros. They're they're full on pros, yeah. just like Ryder McNabb, and they're racing an amateur combine. I, yeah. They're, well, you know. Oh well. Anyways, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm kind of with you, uh, Bill. But again, I was told that I was told it was better off to to do the combine. So you just raise your hands and back just, away. Another thing that from years from now, Kellen, they're on my tombstone. Well, you talked you know, to Ryder, right? Yeah. So what did he say? Did he say like? Damn it! I got. I went two, three, or was he like? No. Oh, well, you know. We yeah, learned. yeah, yeah. He was just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, RenegadeRaceFuel.com. They're looking for dealers and distributors. We had Tony from Renegade on a little while ago. Justin Brayton uses this. The Firepower Honda team is using this. They want championships with it. Renegade Racing Fuel is the only fuel going into JB10's tank. RenegadeRaceFuel.com. Please check them out if you can. Uh, and uh, man. They engineer their own fuel. The cooler, the fuels burn cooler, cleaner, and more consistent than the competition. Renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing octane bullcrap. Again, they're looking for dealers and distributors for Renegade Race Fuel. So check that out and uh, really good stuff. Chris Kiefer tested it as well on Pulp MX. So we're happy to have the Renegade guys on. And we're also happy to have Renegade sponsor our first guest of the night, uh, Colin, and giving us some of his time tonight to talk about Red Bud and more. Star Yamaha's Dylan Ferrandez. What's up, Dylan? How are you, man? Hey, you uh, are good. Thank you. Thanks for um, calling in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has been for sure. Hey, um, so we were talking before High Point about how you, Aaron, Cooper, no one can quite, quite grab a, a regular podium spot. And we were wondering, like, oh, who's going to be the guy? But you've got three straight motos in the, uh, on the podium. Uh, this weekend, you got closer to Jet. Like, are you, are you back? Are you, are, you, uh, are you happy? Are you back to where you want to be? Uh, I mean, uh, I want to win, so okay. <laughs> I don't win. I'm not really happy, but yeah, it's better. I'm getting closer. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Redbird was a step in the right direction. Uh, like, like I say, in all, all, all round, I kind of say the same thing. You know, with the new Yamaha 450, we needed some time to understand the, the new chassis, and uh, it took took us a few rounds. Uh, I did podium on the first two rounds, but I was not really comfortable. You know, I just mm-hmm. did it uh, like. Uh, I was kind of hanging out on the, hanging on the bars and tried my best, but I was not very riding great. So I feel like this weekend uh, at Redbird was the only one where I finally rode correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I feel it's because of the, the change we did on the bike. Um, we learned a lot and we, we did a lot of testing during the weekend mm-hmm. off and uh, it helps a lot. We, the bike was way better this weekend. Yeah, I was Kellen. I don't know if you talked to Dylan after after Fox Raceway. Dylan was one of the most unhappy podium riders I've ever talked with. <laughs> Dylan, you were like, "Yeah, I got third, but my bike, I, we got a lot of work to do. Like, I got a lot of work to do. My bike." <laughs> you were you were not happy after the the, the podium at, at Fox Raceway. So yeah, 
Yeah, because I was uh, pretty bad. I, <laughs> I finished on the podium because I gave everything I had, but yeah. I was very out of control and not really riding or um, I'm supposed to ride. So yeah. it was uh, difficult when I'm, when it's like this. It's difficult to be happy even if you do podium. Sure, sure. Um, so you talked about the rider triangle with me a little bit at the opener and uh, trying to find that. Is that what you worked on? Did you did you get that in a better spot? And uh, And then I'm guessing you just did suspension work as well over the off week? Uh, no, that's the thing. It's not really suspension. Uh, I mean, uh, we we already find a kind of a good setup in okay. suspension, and, and now it's really chassis. Like we, it's really like yeah, the, the, this uh, this chassis, uh, the balance of the bike. Like it's, uh, it's really that's what uh, bothering me. Uh, I mean, that what that that's why that's what was bothering me. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we just work on that. And uh, I mean, you you know, is it? it I can't really explain uh, what we changed, but yep. yeah, it wasn't really only suspension. Okay, all right, yeah, so got it, more chassis stuff. So you caught Jet in the second moto. Um, he pulled away a little bit. Did you feel comfortable riding that pace? Like, is that, when you were catching him, when we know he's won every moto, he's the standard right now, how did you feel when you were catching him? Like, uh, yep, I got this, I can, I can keep going, or did you feel out of your comfort zone, or what did you think about that? Um, I was comfortable, but uh, I was physically not ready for that. Like I think okay. uh, yeah. every every previous model, uh, I never really been in this situation fighting for a win and uh, able to have a clear track and just pushed every lap. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of my first model where it was like this: me and feeling good on the bike and ready to go fight for a win. So I think uh, physically I was a little tight, especially I, I, I burned a lot of energy in first model and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still not 100% physically. You know, when uh, I hit my head uh, in Supercross, um, <clears throat> I had to do a big break. Uh, I couldn't do uh, anything for for more than more than a month. Like I, I didn't cycle or run or gym or yeah. whatever. So I, I, I lose a lot physically. So um, this uh, I'm still paying it today. So it's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was happy yesterday. I wasn't that much tired um, after after Redbird. Like uh, compared to. After the first round uh, at Pala, I was like on the moon. Sunday and Monday, I was <laughs> yeah. just miserable. I was so tired, and so yeah, I just yep. uh, I just need to like get. I don't think it's just get 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 back to shape. It's more like get back to this pace, and uh, sure. I think that second model was uh, was uh, a good. Um, I kind of unlock myself a little bit, uh, if I can say. Right. Um, before I let Kellen jump in here, uh, Renegade Racing Fuel is bringing Dylan Ferrandez on the show. Do you think, Dylan, not having Eli there, I know you guys are quite different in your setup, but not having Eli there has maybe hurt uh, the testing and the development of the bike as much as you would have? Like, obviously, everyone's going to work together. The team's going to take Eli's uh, thoughts and your thoughts. And, like, do you think just you being the sole guy over there is, as has uh, uh, hurt the development as, of getting things fixed as much as you need to be? It's difficult to answer that. Uh, okay. The thing is, uh, Eli, uh, he has such a unique uh, riding style and and so different than than the normal riding style. So it's right. very very difficult to 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 compare him and any other rider. And uh, I, I feel I feel it in Supercross. I mean, the, the last two seasons, uh, I mean, his bike was so much different, and uh, yep, yep. it was. Like it doesn't really have to to be to be his teammate because we we ride uh, very differently. So so I don't know. I think it would have been uh, difficult to have two riders doing a lot of testing uh, together. I think it would have been a difficult situation for the team. 
Okay, got it. Well, so going off of that, I mean, it sounds like you you may have been kind of testing it by yourself anyway, coming back from injury. But were you guys able to maybe lean on, uh, you know, the Yamaha team in Europe at all with Jeremy and Glenn and Maxime, what they found with the bike in the few months of testing it before to get any sort of adjustments to the chassis that you were looking for? Or was it all just you guys putting your feet on the ground and doing it yourself? Uh, I know the team. Uh, the team uh, talk a lot with the uh, Yamaha in Europe. They change a lot the the setup and stuff. But I don't really know if they they use them a little bit or not. Like uh, we, it's very different track. Uh, we it's different track. It's different. Uh, I think we we use very different engine because uh, us in in the US. I mean, I, I know from my experience riding the GP, you cannot have uh, the same bike over there. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. Here in the U.S. is very more soft and 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 we need more power, not more power, but more deep power for for very soft ground. So, so I, I think it would be a mistake to use the setup of of Europe um, Europe rider. But um, now, honestly, I don't know. I, I never really ask. Uh, I never really ask what they use. <clears throat> I, I know I talk a little bit um, with Maxime Renault because it's French and we're friends. But yep. I don't. We don't really talk much about setting. Uh, I know what he likes and doesn't like on the bike, and I told him also what what I think. But we never really exchanged because, yeah, it would be too too complicated. Uh, really. yeah. For me, being back from injury, I just get back on on the track and just give my feedback, and we we try to move from there. Listen, are you still on the air fork? Yes. Well, Dylan, listen, that could be the problem. <laughs> uh, the, the KYB guys got me the PSF fork and and the, the shock. And I mean, I got like top ten at the World Vets with that on my bike. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I li- I really like that fork. You should look into it. That's just me, but you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you should tell them. Okay, <laughs> I'll get on that. Hey, uh, chest protector was back out again this week. What? I'm so confused. I-, I liked it when it was under. Now it's over your jersey. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I asked myself the same question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last week we we rode a, a sand track okay. and it was like so warm and humid and I had sand everywhere like in my back and I just put it over for the second model and I don't know I I felt a little better like I I got a little bit the feeling I had in 2021 so I was like ah, you know what let's, <laughs> okay. let's do it again and try to ride uh, as good as 2021 you know okay nothing, yeah uh, you, nothing crazy you riders are weird so we should look for it. Over the jersey this weekend, then, like you're back. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if my gear match uh, match match my chest protector, uh-huh. yeah, we'll do it. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, another kind of weird question off of that. Uh, we have a, a picture that I saw of you today drinking a Coca Cola after the first motos. Like, what's what's the deal with that? Are you just trying to get more sugar in your body to to I guess rehab? I guess real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you you do a moto and you give uh, so much energy. Uh, and you sweat so much uh, when you you show up on the podium. Uh, you just want to sugar, try to, to get back the the sugar level uh, back to normal. So I just yeah. did that uh, to help. I mean, uh, uh, I kind of uh, I'm very big uh, big cyclist fan, and uh, I always see uh, the guys from Tour de France. Uh, they always um, always uh, first thing when they pass the finish, they do sugar. So I start uh, I started to try uh, try to do the same, and yeah, it really, it really helps. Yeah, so you can actually feel that difference then in your recovery, like it, it you recover a little bit faster between the motos because of something like that. I mean, I, I would not say I recover faster, but 
maybe help but uh, no when you when you do a model and you give everything uh, you're tired anyway it's not a, a sugar or sugar drink will not help that much but yeah, yeah i think uh, i think a little bit of everything uh, doesn't hurt have you um what do you think of the greats i guess let's start with that dylan where are you at with the greats uh, in outdoors uh it's it's not bad like uh give the um, Everybody's on the same um, on the same gate, mm-hmm. so everybody have option to be good from everywhere on the gate. But like before, like you, we had to to give everything in practice to get a good lap to pick the best gate. Now this is uh, is gone. Like you can really start good from from sure. pretty much everywhere. So I don't know. I don't this this I'm fine, but it's more like uh, before you know you, had, you could prep your gate in a, your your yeah, style. Yeah, your way. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can just. Like feel the dirt. Like some some track you you gonna have more traction. Some track you will, you will have uh, less. So that was more like a rider technique. Now it's like uh, a little bit. Uh, it's always the same. Like uh, when you get it, uh, when you know how to start good on a gate, it will be every start the same. So just I don't know. I like uh, I like better the dirt just because it was more old school and more natural. I feel like uh, motocross is, uh, is is so natural. We ride uh, in such a big field with a uh, with a. With um, like the dirt always being so great, like it's very to me, it's very natural, and, I, and that's what I like in, in this sport. Okay, and then so the last couple of races, they've left the rut in front of the greats to try to create some separation. Um, are you good with that, or do you wish they would just plow it and, or disc it up before the motos? Or what's your thoughts on that? Because they're trying to create some separation by leaving the rut there. Dude, that that was horrible. Like the last two rounds, the rut after the gate were insane. Like <laughs> I, I don't mind, I don't mind the rut, but they leave from from the practice start. We do we do in the morning. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Already like before the first model, I think they already four start. So right. the rut is already big, and for second model, like it's it's insane. Like honestly, uh, I don't mind, but uh, it was a little too much for High Point in the mud uh, and and um, Redbird uh, with all gnarly it was. It, it was a little too much. Like second moto for me, Redbird, I was P3 on the gate, and like I just couldn't find a clean gate. Like yeah, yeah. Um, the Jet and Chase, they found one on the inside, mm-hmm. like with no really bumps on in the red, but there were only two reds with no bumps. Every other r- gate were like crazy bad like and the guys they rushed me they were like hey let's go you gotta pick your gate I'm like, yeah. Yeah, i just don't know they're, they're leave me alone bad. like right. where can i go now it was redbird was crazy like way out of comfort mm. so this weekend we also at, at redbird switched back to the old start we obviously had like the the gp slash donation start with that right-handed first turn but then they had this switchback one again do you like the the old version or did you prefer the the new one that they had for the the motocross of nations uh i don't i don't mind but i just think it's very that version version is very dangerous mm-hmm. like we, we we go to the first turn with so much high speed and we have a, a wall in front of us, like a dirt wall. So if anything happened, it, it, turn, it turns out bad. And we, we see with the, the Moto2 in 250, it was, a, it was a pretty scary. So now I think for, I don't mind, like it doesn't change anything to me, but for safety, it's a, it's a, very, uh, it's a, it's a very bad version. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Yamaha's Dylan Ferrandez? Give us a call here. Renegade Racing Fuels bringing you Dylan Ferrandez on the show. RenegadeRaceFuel.com. Uh, question for me, Dylan. Have you tried the hydraulic clutch? Is that something that you interests you at all? Or are you like Eli and you're just cable guy? 
Uh, I think I tried this winter. It was okay. on a, uh, one one uh, the Japanese. They came to do some testing, and I think it was on one bike, and uh, I didn't feel any difference. And okay. I, I let the team decide, and they picked the, the cable. So sure. not a big deal. What uh, What are we going to know about you and your 2024 plans? Obviously, talks are still going on now. Uh, I know you've talked to some teams. When do you hope to have something settled for you? Or are you close to deciding where you're going to ride? Or can you give us any info on that? Mm, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, right now, I look like uh, we retired. Uh, I don't have uh, I don't have anything. I don't have any offer for next season. So I think uh, retirement stop and it. <laughs> stop it. Come on. No, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So so I mean, just nothing. Well, there's got to be some things go- going. I'm sure, but yeah, nothing signed. Uh, yeah, not that much going on. Honestly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Question for you about your concussion and your injury in Supercross. Uh, really scary stuff, isn't it? Like, I don't know if you've had bad concussions in the MXGP days or anything, but, like, it affects everybody differently. Some people can take a hit and, you know, be back on the bike in a week. Others, you know, you get light sensitivity and noise sensitivity, headaches, all that. Like, it sounds like yours was a bad one. Those are scary, man. Yeah. Um, what's crazy, that for me, uh, it wasn't scary because uh, it's – it's like to me, I, almost like I blink my eyes, and I was from crashing to in the medical tent. Okay, yeah. So I yeah. didn't really feel or didn't really hurt. I, like to me, it was like I just blink my eyes. I didn't really yeah. see the time going on. Like oh. it was, uh, and it's only after when, uh, when yeah, I saw my team, my wife, the the the, the people uh, asking me if I was fine. Like uh, I, I was fine, and I just. Like after like a few days after I realized uh, how bad it was, but yeah, when when it happened uh, to me, like uh, it, it was super easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course uh, I had bad um, bad symptoms after, and uh, I couldn't really feel it because uh, yeah, we we yeah. more across guy, you know, we we always hurt. Like uh, every day we crash and we we had small injury or whatever and we feel like it's normal so we 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 keep going yeah, so it was yeah. a little bit the same no i had a little bit headache a little bit uh trouble vision and uh, stuff like that i was like yeah it's fine i hurt i, I hit my head it's, it's gonna it's gonna be okay so i rode again and yeah crash again uh probably because uh, i was not feeling right yeah. and um, then i then i decided to to really work on it and and make sure everything was fine and it was not like a Lucky for me, I, I found some really uh, great people in uh, in Europe, and uh, I think to me they are the best in the world. They're, mm-hmm. they're working on concussion and, and everything that's going with the concussion for athletes um, for many years now, and they they treat it like a real injury. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I learned so much, and and yeah, it, it was bad. Like I, I think uh, if I didn't meet these people, I would have never been able to to be normal again really uh, wow okay i really had to yeah. follow a, 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 a very strict protocol and mm-hmm. uh, we have to do some um, brain recovery eyes recovery eye training like it was yep. uh, it was very uh, interesting but yeah i'm glad i did it and and yeah i, I hope uh, i hope like um, anybody in in the sport that will have concre- bad concussion like me can can ask me and, and I can provide them uh, where to go if, if they have this kind of problem because uh, it really works. And, yeah. and um, the, the doctor I met over there, they really explained me that, yeah, many athletes in the world, they, they're like me. They, 
they think it's nothing, it's just a little bit of headache right. or something, but yeah, it, can, it can be bad. And if you crash again on it, it can be even worse. So, yeah, it's, uh, the head is a... Uh, is, uh, is bad. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a problem when you hit it. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. And we've seen so many motocrosses over the years, like, get knocked out cold, and then seven days later, they pass the Alpine Star concussion test, and they're on the track, and you're like, whoa. Like, again, everybody's different, but, yeah, it's scary stuff, man, for sure. So what, what's crazy, like, I did that concussion test that, uh, that sorry, that, that, yeah, it's not really the concussion test. Like, uh, they make you do a physical test uh, before the race. Yep. And so I did it, and I made it at Daytona. Mm-hmm. But I talked about it with doctor because they made it. They made me do it again a few weeks later in okay. France. Yep. And I paid it. Oh. And so they okay. explained me that it's because the, of the adrenaline of going racing and like you want you want to make it so much, like you put so much energy, and you want it ah. to do it so bad that that's why you you make it. That's but, why you pass. Yeah. Yeah, and so they explain me so much thing like and yeah, like you said, it's not normal when when someone have concussion and seven days later they ride, they race. Like it's not normal. I think uh, uh, our sports uh, have a, have a more can progress uh, more on safety on on this side. Yeah, absolutely. All right, phone call for Dylan from Trevor on one. Trevor, what's your question for Dylan Ferrandez? Hey, Dylan. Uh, so I really hope I'm not putting you on the spot here by asking this, um, but. Hopefully we're all wrong with what we saw, but what exactly did uh, Jet whisper to you on the podium there about your wife? Did we see that correctly? Uh, I don't know. What did you see? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. I didn't want to come right out and say it in case. I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable or whatever, but it it sounded like when you were talking about putting the gloves on, like kind of your pre-race ritual, it seemed like he leaned back and said, oh, that bitch, like joking to you. And it seemed like you got pretty pissed off. Oh. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, no. Uh, he said something uh, funny, and then I, was, I wasn't pissed off. But, uh, yeah. No, and it's okay. fine because, uh, you know, uh, Jet and, like, um, the, my wife, me, and the Lawrence, we are, we are friends for, for a long time now. Like, I was, I was already friends with the Lawrence uh, in Europe. We are in the same team, so we know them like great and and there's no no problem but no it was i don't think he did anything uh, anything bad and if he did it uh, just because he's young and stupid probably (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad that you said that because there's been quite a few people like mentioning that online and i thought i was crazy and i saw some people talking about so i'm really glad you cleared that up because i was i thought that's what you said and i'm like holy shit uh, I'm surprised he didn't throw his fucking head through the table. Yeah, but. no, 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 no fighting. Yeah, they're they're friends. Good. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, uh, good. Thanks, good, Trevor. Right. Thank you. I don't. Need, I should have done my research on this question, so it could be really dumb. But Dylan, did you race Butron at some point? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, or my career. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's <laughs> what I'm. Right. In MX2, I was racing him, and he was the Michael Alessi from Europe. Always, uh, always all shot. Yeah, so when you showed up at Paula and you say you see Jose Butron, are you like, what the hell? He scared me. Like, he was next to me. I don't remember which model. I was like, fuck. I know this guy is top great. Like, he beat me in all my 250 career in Europe. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to get a good start for real. Yeah, oh yeah. No, gosh. he, he when, when I saw him, I'm like, hold on, is that the Jose Boutron? Like, <laughs> the same guy? Or does he have a, does he have a kid? You know, because I, honestly, I hadn't heard him. I didn't realize he won EMX 3 
Yeah, or EMX something. Open, I think it was. EMX Open. I didn't even know that. But I was like, yeah, wait, Dylan and Jose <laughs> Butron would have raced <laughs> for a long time. Oh, right? my gosh. So, um, Dylan, I know you said that, you know, you weren't you're not happy right now because you're not winning. But earlier in the year, you were having some great battles with AP. You'd come off the track. You, you guys would both, like, hug. Obviously, there's a friendship off the track with you guys. How much were you enjoying just, like, being back and, and being able to race him? And, and obviously, you're not happy that you're not winning, but you still seemed like you were having a good time out there battling. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you finish on the podium, it's still, uh, still great. But, no, I'm not really having fun, that's for sure, not winning. It's, like, really something that I need to walk it, walk on it, but I think it's too late. I'm too old. But yeah, it's it really like when I don't win, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> hate it you, so you much. are, yeah, crazy. dude. Yeah, you yeah, made but, a... yeah with, go ahead. I'm AP, sorry. We, we, sorry, with AP, we we've been teammates uh, since I moved to the US, so I know him. Uh, I know him pretty good, and yeah, I mean, everybody's friend with AP. You know, he's one of the nicest guy uh, in the industry, and it's uh, difficult to not like him. So yeah, for sure, when we had a uh, Big battle. Uh, it's always good to 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 have some respect, and also I I, I know he was uh, in my rear for long long moto, and uh, he probably eat, eat a lot of roots, and I know how hurt he is. Uh, or yeah, like it's not really really <laughs> nice to feel the roots in, uh, behind someone, so especially behind the Yamaha 450. So yeah, it was kind of uh, like uh, you know congratulate him for being such a good competitor because he was trying hard and didn't make it but yeah it was still uh, doing a big fight with me so it was it was i mean i still like um fighting uh, fighting every guy on the track and uh, we are still a racer so so we like that yeah dylan uh for people who don't know dylan made a podium in supercross this year or whatever it was and you're like yeah i'm happy but i i, I want to win one of these and, <laughs> and i'm like yeah what a great ride you're like ah i want to win <laughs> so that's the he's way committed, you are man he's yeah committed. that's the way you are dylan like you're never yeah you're you're you definitely aren't like super stoked on a third or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, just when you taste the win, uh, that's the best feeling in the world. So you get addicted and it's yeah. a drug, and you, you just like after when you taste the first place, the second and third uh, doesn't taste the same. So oh, yeah, yeah, difficult. Uh, I wish I could enjoy it more because uh, even for my my team and my wife, like sometimes she's like, "All right, you need to smile." Like it's, yeah not good you know it's not bad for me and, and yeah i'm like yeah I try but i just i just don't like it so yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm... um uh any any french uh mxdn talk at all for you anything brewing have you are you on a short list or anything is it too early uh i mean uh, if there is the list i think i'm on it okay because i probably deserve it but like i, I answered this question at uh, the press conference after redbird someone okay. asked us yeah asked uh, all of us and uh, yeah i said uh, for me uh, i need to to feed first i need to finish this championship the the outdoor championship and be focused on it and then also i need to know what i'm gonna do next season you know uh, uh, mix of nation uh, especially when it's out of uh, us it's uh you, you you have to to plan it. You have to to make sure you're ready for it. You you need to recover from it. So mm -hmm. it depends on what what uh, you plan to do after for the, the season ahead. It uh, it can be it can be a problem. So I, I need to know what I'm gonna do next season, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll know if I do the nation or not. But uh, yeah, for sure this season it's in France, and uh, mm -hmm. I never did a uh, more cross of nation in France. So that would be a great experience and. Uh, and uh, probably something uh, I would like. So, yeah. I think that might be the most insane. I've been to 20 motocross nations. 
that Erne one might be the most insane one I've been to. You know? It's just yeah, nuts. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, with it being in France, like, I feel like when it's in the U.S., a lot of American riders, like, try, I don't know, extra hard to court to get onto the team, and they'll ask around and do whatever they can to to try to make the team. Uh, when it's in France and, and you have a chance to race in front of your your home fans like that and obviously feel the support, does it – do you feel, like, a little extra motivation to, like, you know, want to get on the team and, and be there for your countrymen? Uh, I don't feel uh, like I, I, th- I think the riders today they are not not really like that. I think uh, the 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 future season, the next season, is priority today. Okay. Like uh, mm-hmm. MX Nation, really a, a race you do as a bonus after your season. So I think now like the mentality for many riders is more like depends on what the team wants to do, the testing, the recovery. So um, for sure, like we when we are when we decide to go, it's like extra motivation to be uh, to be to ride at home. But to me, and I feel like from what I heard from many other riders, uh, they probably doesn't say it public. But today, I think uh, the, the next the, the next season is more priority. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, coming up next year on the show. By the way, is uh, Brian Deegan uh, Dylan, and I, obviously Hayden's great. He just won his first overall. But how about the fans around that truck all year long it's just nuts i don't know i don't even i didn't even see it uh, i don't i think <laughs> in the rv or in the 450 team okay. uh, i don't right. want to see what there are many people around the 250 team oh yeah yeah it's, there's a lot there's a lot going on over there. You, should, you should walk over steve there. he's trying to win he's focused on winning he, he doesn't is. have time to look at the, the 250 truck that's a great point that's a great point uh southwick <laughs> you got to be happy uh for this weekend dylan coming up uh, why should I? I feel like you're good at Southwick. Yeah, I have good stats for sure. Yeah, uh, I think I never been uh, off podium over there. I have uh, multiple wins, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's the track. I've been uh, been good on it, but um, we see like uh, it's Southwick. Uh, the the weather can make a lot. Like it sure. really affect the track, and uh, and yeah, it can change a lot. The track it can be a good tr- uh, like a fun track or a nightmare track. So. With you, but okay. um, yeah, it's a, it's a track where I have good stats, so I hope I can uh, I can keep up. Chest protector over this weekend. <laughs> That's it. Chest protector over. Yeah, That's, that's going to be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you for the time, Dylan. I really appreciate it. Good job at uh, Redbud. That was uh, exciting when you were catching jet. And uh, yeah, man, slowly getting better and better here. So it's exciting to watch if you can get back to your form um, where you need to be. I think, yeah, this thing could get really great. So thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you very much. I would try my best. All right, sounds good, Dylan. See you, man. Thank you. Dylan Ferrandez, everybody, brought to you by Renegade Racing Fuel. Uh, nothing going on for next year. Yeah, that was kind I of mean, shocking. I mean, like, maybe he's snowing us a little maybe, bit. Maybe, but, like, come on. He's got to find a ride somewhere. Yeah. I know he's he, too good. I know he's talked to the HEP guys. That, yeah. That's happened. Yeah, but, for yep. sure. But, like, if he – I mean, the fact that he even said the words retirement, like, I think you I, know that he probably is thinking it yeah. a little bit then. I'm being serious, though. Yeah, he's not happy. Dude, kn- the guys, I know. You've interviewed him. Yeah. yeah he's well, never, I mean, he's very he, quick to bring up the bike every time yeah, I interview him, which is, is why we were so you know bike-heavy on this interview for, for tonight, yeah. I feel like. So, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he doesn't uh, make a lot of excuses. 
He's like a lot of Europeans. They just they just tell you what they think. And, yeah. And, you know what I mean? This and is, I don't feel like when you ask him about the bike, he's like, the bike is the problem. It's no, holding me back. No, he's yeah, like, no, yeah. I I have to figure out yeah. like why I don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, on yeah. this chassis or yeah, why it doesn't yeah. feel good here. Like, uh, uh, if you if you don't if you're afraid to ask a question, don't ask Dylan because he's going to give you straight <laughs> facts. You know. Well, I mean? even like, yeah. right there, he yeah. said many riders probably don't say that they don't care about motocross of nations. Right. But I'm thinking the next season already. Right, so. right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Jackson on one. What's up, Jackson? How are you, man? Hey, what's up? How are you, buddy? I uh, I'm doing well. I had a SMX question about the points. Okay, shoot. So, so it's overall scores um, for the three playoff rounds. But I was wondering, is it like outdoors where you get individual points for each moto? No, it's one main event. It's a supercross style. No, oh, what? I thought it's it was double I moto it was format. Two moto format. What? Yeah, I gotta really brush up on this. The, I, w- I don't know the answer specifically to his question though, because each round is uh, double points the from the ne- from the previous triple, one. Right. Correct. Yep. It might be like a triple crown where the overall is the the score at the end of the night. I haven't. I would think fully it's an Olympic that, style scoring, which yeah. is not Olympic at all. But yeah, because well, I was right. thinking like, like one, one, yeah, 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 yeah. If it's individual motos, then first first round would be you can make up six. Second round you can make up nine or twelve. Then last round you make up eighteen, which would be crazy. Like yeah. thinking of Dylan being tenth place. Yeah, I, well, that's that's what I said. Like, so if we um, uh, if we have a SMX round where Aaron Plessinger and I'm just pulling his name out goes five five one, and because the last one is triple points, and something happens, first turn crash or whatever, and Aaron Plessinger, you know, is the SMX champion, are we? I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, are we going to be like, oh, my God, you know? Like, I don't know. Right. Okay, so on the website, just real quick, on the website, it does say, in which Olympic scoring will be determined in overall okay. finishing position for each round. Championship points will be awarded in accordance to each finishing order yeah. for a two-moto 20-minute So there we go. So Olympic-style format, format okay, so, and so, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. I yeah. do have another question, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Uh since Trey was on the uh, – my brother Trey was on yeah. the Legends last this weekend. I don't know if you got to see him ride or not. I didn't. Uh, no, we, where, we just talked about Where do you think it. he finishes in the 450 class right now? 6-7, uh, 7-6, seven, seven, yeah? Yeah. What do you think, Kellen? Yeah, I think I that, that's possible. I mean, I don't know what his fitness is like as a test rider. I assume probably quite well because he has to do yeah. probably endurance testing too. But I mean, there's, and there's a difference between – Speed-wise, he's there, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Trey Kennard. He's, well, yeah. he's fast, yeah. right? Yeah, we, we know how he can jump in after getting hurt and just absolutely still run the pace. So <laughs> what do you think, Jackson? Are we off or what do you th- – higher than that, lower? Or what, I, where are you at? I don't know. I think his – he's been telling me his wrist <clears> – this <throat> wrist injury he had a little bit ago has been bothering him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says like 15, 10, 15 minutes in. Okay. He's, it's been getting numb. Well, but I don't know. He's 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 a fat kid. I don't, he's a fat kid at heart. He's been he's eating a lot of cake and we. He was great on that re-raceables we just did with him. He was great. Yeah, that was awesome. He, he, that was, was, awesome. he was awesome to talk to. So, uh, thanks, Jackson. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, two motos. I don't know if I knew that. I, or maybe yeah. I didn't. I forgot about that. I don't know. Yep. Uh, how long are they? Uh, Twenty plus one. Twenty I th- plus one. I think is what it says. All right. Thanks to the folks at Wysco. They've been manufacturing pistons right here in the USA for over eighty years. Uh, Factory Honda HRC is teamed up with the folks at Wysco. Full range of performance components as well. Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons. There's a code to save on pulpamexshow.com if you want to save with the folks at Wysco. Uh, thank you to those guys for bringing in you our next guest, uh, giving us some time tonight. He is. Um, well, he doesn't need an introduction. It's Brian Deegan. What's up, General? How are you? Yay, what's going on? Doing good. Are you 
Hayden's dad or are you metal militia guy at the races? <laughs> what are what, where are we at? Like, how, what's a, is it? Is, is, that, what? is that the big question? <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, like, what do people, when they say to you, like, I guess it depends on how old they are, right? On what they want to talk yeah, to you about? Yeah, 100%. It depends if they're over 40, I'm the militia general. But anything, <laughs> anything under 40, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a dad. Yeah. That's cool. It's like, hey, can I get Hayden's autograph? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Fine, fine with me. Yeah, yeah, you're not a guy um, that uh, this really cared all that much about it. But um, hey, congratulations, man! What, like, what a race to win your first overall at! Uh, what uh, a time you had to have been so stoked. I mean, you're a motocross guy. You know Red Bud. You know the meaning. You've raced it yourself. You know how yeah. important it's a crown jewel of our series, as we were saying earlier. So, congrats, man! That had been awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh... I couldn't have been, I guess, better moment, really, like a storybook, uh, really, to the first win. It was, you know, I couldn't have been only planned any better. But I'll be honest, like, going up to that race, I feel like Hayden had this, I could just tell he's getting, like, antsy. Like, mm-hmm. it, that mindset where just, like, really, really wants to win. But he realizes, you know, Hunter's obviously on a very high level. So... Yeah, but you know when when misfortune happens, you got to be there to capitalize, and that's kind of the way it played out. So, because um, someone was going to win that race besides Hunter, that you know overall. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, after that second moto incident, and um, so someone was going to win it. <laughs> you know, that, that so it was just cool to see that Hayden was able to be that that guy for sure. Yeah, the fans just slightly enjoyed it. <laughs> just just that was nuts. It was it was it was really cool. You know. So. I think yeah, I, I think a lot of people have bought tickets to to events like wanting to be there at his first win. You know, I sure. feel like yeah, and I and obviously Red Bud already had a massive fan you know fan base there as usual. Um, yep. but, so it really just played out. I played out really good. You know, I, I, it couldn't have been any better. It was cool that you know, like I said, a, a American could win that race that day. It was just a cool cool moment. Did you like Red Bud racing it? Did you like the track and everything else? Like, were you into it in your racing days? It was one of the, yeah, I'd say it was one of the better tracks that I yeah. liked. I mean, I grew up in Nebraska, so it was kind of that same style dirt. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it had a lot of jumps, you know. I like, I really used to really like Troy, like that Troy, yeah. Ohio yeah. track. Anything with a lot of jumps. So I was like, <laughs> really, like, that's all I really wanted. Like, stuff like Unadilla, I hated. I was just like, dude, this place sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I, don't know, I just always liked the, the tracks that had some jumps, and Red Butt always kind of had that vibe. And and it was it's always been a crazy event there. It's always yeah. had a lot of energy. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, it really just played out perfectly. And I think I think the star bikes are good there, you know. I yeah. think, it, and, you know, the way they changed the start was, was good. Uh, for for fast bikes and and I think it I think it all kind of played out perfectly. You know? Yeah. What did we have? One, two bikes that were not star jumped the leap. Vial did it. Volan did it. A Volan couple times did it. Too. Okay. So KTM and then so we, star. Yeah, star bikes doing the leap and then yeah, a couple other guys. Um, yeah, I think a Cowies did it. Like a few Cowie mm, guys that's did right. it once, maybe once or twice. Okay. I think everyone. I think everyone's team manager is like jump the leap. Like they just like I think they're all telling them you guys it's a second, almost a second yeah. a lap. Yeah. And and, uh, and so I think most everyone nuts up and tries it, and then they kind of have to go through with that huge case 
and then go, okay, I tried it, you know, and then they get to get out of it for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> did did you uh, did you jump it in your day? Was it was it doable on one twenty five? I don't remember. No, no, I think there's only one guy that jumped it on one twenty five. <laughs> no, uh, I think Swink you know, did. I, 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 think, I don't think we ever jumped it. I think Swink did on one twenty five. I think RM one twenty five days. Yeah, but but it was rare. You're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it kind of changes every 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 year. Um, was Redbutt yeah. and I, I, I keep going back to your racing career here. We'll talk about your kid, but was Redbutt the race for, that did you in at Triple X when you threw your helmet in the crowd? Was it Redbutt? What, what race was no, that? No, that is kind of long story of that. But Redbutt, <laughs> Redbutt was the one where I started on the very inside gate and I got up on the grass and like <laughs> uh, hole shot it by like a mile and. Uh, and then I was on like a pro circuit off the shelf, you know, Suzuki yep. uh, deal. And dude, I got, dude, every straightaway I got passed by someone. And, and uh, <laughs> before I knew it, I was like, dude, I, it was it was miserable. It was okay. definitely, it was only worth the picture. Uh, but <laughs> the photo of the whole shot. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It was at Mount Morris in 98, I think it was, when I was kind of my final strings with moto triple x were on the cat the cowies that were like yeah. turds um and then uh i think watson forgot to put coolant in my bike and so i basically my bike seized <laughs> and uh, i just remember getting off the track seized at that around the top finish line area and i just remember I was so mad i just threw my helmet in the air like super high and it went in the crowd <laughs> and, and someone got it someone was yeah. popped, right yeah so, I mean, granted, yes, it could have been this or that for sure. Uh, and then they Motor Triple X tried to get me to write an apology letter. They <laughs> that's it, right? I remember the story yeah. now. And you're like, I'm yeah, not writing I'm any like, letters. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, when man. Kenny Watson like sent me a called me or said there was I don't think there's text then or nothing. Yeah. But he called me and. It was like, dude, you got to do it. The AMA is like on us, man. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it. I'm like, dude, there's no way. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I'm like, that was it. Yeah, that was D Day. Yeah, it was. We parted ways then. Yeah, I was like, bro, I'm not doing it. And then, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more Moto Triple X than throwing your helmet in the crowd. I mean, that's awesome. That's what you guys yeah. do. <laughs> I feel like that's when they lost their way. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> Uh, Brian, when, when you see Hayden in these races, he's out front, he's battling, you know, you've, you've grown up, you've watched him grow up, you've lived it this whole time, but now it's on the professional level. Like what kind of feeling do you get when you're on the sidelines? Like, are you nervous? Are you pretty sure of everything? Like, how does it actually feel to watch him do this? It's yeah, I'm dude, I'm so nervous and I, and I hate it that I'm like that, but like, I just like. I don't know. I think it's just when you have a kid and it's just, you just know, like, it's like, there's so much emotion tied to it and I just get nervous. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, as time goes on, that will probably go away, you know, mm-hmm. I, and it, but I kind of, half of it's cool too. It's exciting, you know, cause the nerves are, it's just exciting times, you know, you got, uh, so new and everything's new and fresh and, and, uh, so every moment's for the first time and, so it's hard to duplicate that, you know, and then I'm just, it's exciting, you know, so I'm definitely, dude, I'm the nervous dad running around for sure. What are the emotions like then when he gets this win this weekend, like thinking back to some of the accomplishments you had over your career, uh, does it feel a lot different? Do you have like a sense of a pride or accomplishment when he's able to, to finally win a race like this? No, it's a massive amount of of pride and accomplishment. I mean, as a proud, you know, proud parent and you just, but it's more than just that. Oh, we got a trophy. It's, it's, uh, 
it's the work during the week. It's you see your kid get up at six in the morning, put on his running shoes, he's running, he's training, doing the motos and, you know, and, and the risk. And I think there's so much to it, which I think why the emotion's so high. And I feel like it's very hard to explain if you guys, you know, you know, you guys know the sport, you see what it takes during the week. And, and the other part of it is these guys are going, you know, practice tracks. They're always on the clock. I mean, every lap's fast. Every lap's on the edge. It's, you know, think of they're on a dirt bike. I don't know, probably 200 days a year, right? Like, like hauling ass. And, and so the risk is so high at this level. And I, that's why I just think the emotion is, is high, right? Like when you get those moments that are, that are so big that is like to win red by his first race. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a massive emotional moment and I got to, you know, I love it for him. I, you know, I try to step back, let it's his moment and let him, right. you know, soak it in because it's, dude, he's the one doing the work. I ain't the one like putting on the running shoes. You, know? you <laughs> like, probably for, should have put the running shoes on more often. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, so um, did, is is he exceeding your expectations? Uh, I, I, for me, I mean, I'm not on the inside. You know, he broke top ten when he came out of uh, uh, Loretta's last year. That was really good. Good start. I'm like, that's that's. Yeah. He's gonna be. We we did a preview shows because us experts, quote unquote, we know everything. <laughs> I I said, you know, I said, ah, five to ten, and then next year winning races. You know, like all of that. And dude. Supercross, I mean, he did everything but get a win. Now he's yeah. second in the points. He won a moto. Now he wins an overall. And we've we've all, us quote-unquote experts, uh, we have to rethink this and think about title, designations, all of this shit that comes with, with, with this because he is absolutely crushing it. Did you see this or did you think also, hey, five to ten and we're learning? I, I yeah, I honestly, like, you know, start with Supercross. I honestly thought he was going to be somewhere fifth to tenth, mm-hmm. and, and I thought, you know, and uh, but I knew his conditioning was really good, so I knew he would kind of be around with the guys who don't fade uh, mm-hmm. because that's a big that's a big deal. And so, and then going in outdoors, you know, last year, you know, he it wasn't the best showing. You know, he's definitely, but I'm glad we did that. I'm glad he raced those last few outdoors sure. to. See, see what it is so you know coming into this year he was had the mindset of like okay uh i'm gonna fight for this and i think deep down inside in his mind he believes that he can do what he's doing mm-hmm. and he just doesn't really talk about it but for me no i figured yeah he'd be somewhere like if we could break the top five that would be pretty awesome outdoors like uh because i watched you know i studied it last year and i'm like those dudes are rolling the top three are rolling <laughs> well like, you they're you also down. know as a racer i mean you know like yeah, yeah these guys are you know they're the tip of the spear like yeah it yeah yeah when you see those guys like in, in the top three even top five guys that are just like holding that pace the whole time and and I was, I just, I don't know, it's hard for me to grasp that he would come from getting 10th last year to, like, running and mm-hmm. being on consistently on the podium. I mean, that's a big improvement, a big step forward, you know. And and uh, so I was, no, I didn't yeah, expect okay. it. I, I'm not, not like, can't believe it because yeah. I do, he has surprised me before for sure, you know. Uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Brian Deegan. Uh, give us a call. Brought to you by Wiseco Pistons. And again, Honda HRC teaming up with Wiseco and full range of performance uh, components for dirt bikes and more. Um, that's the number one thing I think I'm impressed with Hayden is his conditioning. You mentioned it with the running shoes and mm-hmm. 6 a.m. Dude, 
the guy is in shape. I mean, he's 17. He's 17, right? 17? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he. you just don't see kids, even Carmichael. He's doesn't in shape the first couple of years. You know, like, you, you don't see kids that dedicated to their fitness until they get a little older and a little more mature. And Hayden's fitness is unbelievable. I mean, he's really busy on a bike, but so it takes up a lot of energy. That, yeah. that, that's the part where I'm really impressed, Brian. No, thanks. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Is, is it a genetic thing? Is it, uh, you know, when he, is it, is it just the training, you know, having a good program? But when he went to star his first, day to do this they had to do a fitness test mm-hmm. to see where their base was and they said they're like man his his cardio is really good like and i'm like well i don't know why because he just does <laughs> okay. motos yeah, yeah he really just does motos he does work out i mean he doesn't it's not he's not like a crazy triathlete like he, yeah you know we just did the typical moto routine you know um but so i don't know you know yeah. maybe it's a genetic genetic thing that helps but it, it, he does work his ass off and he goes to bed early mm-hmm. eats good he doesn't eat really eat junk like he's just really really focused you know how do you how do you like keep keep the dms out like, how, do you, how do you how do you monitor that how do you because i i know what goes on i've seen them and riders show me them and yeah how do you what do you do brian how do you calm that down how, what, what goes on um at some point like for a while there we just kind of blocked it all out like, like we were like you know what we will handle all the media and all the socials yeah and at some age at, at some age he's got to run do his own stuff yeah you know which yeah. he, which he does you know he has been for a while now and and i'm like hayden there's a difference like well, the best way i can describe it is you're at the races you're walking through the pits and you got you're getting ready to go to the moto and you're go to the gate and you're like focus and all these fans are grabbing at you telling you stuff yelling at you and you're, you're, you're just tunnel vision, right? You don't care less what anyone's saying to you because mm-hmm. you're going. And I go, so what's the difference now? When you go online, you're, and all of a sudden you're going to listen to the Those are the same fans, the same people. Like, they're all of a sudden you're going to listen to what they have to say. I'm like, so I get it. If it's positive, cool. If it's a negative, you know, I just, I, we've had these talks. I'm like, yeah. dude, the negative, all the negative does, and I, I put this in all the kids' heads, is the negative, all it's doing it's not describing who you are. It's describing who they are. And I think that's, that's their, they get it. They just get it. Like, and they see the media as it, what the media is. It's, it's a, you know, it's a resource and it's a way to promote the sponsors and promote your value. And they, they get that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't think they buy into it that much. Obviously you're human, you know, you're going to, you know, if, if it comes from a steward or, you know, like a Carmichael or a McGrath or yeah, okay, I'm going to listen. I got, what, what are they saying? And then kind of decide whether I'm going to agree with it or not. Yeah, you know? sure. It's like, you know, I, I think he's grew up around it. Yeah, he's human. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's yep. got emotions. You know? But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a battle, dude. It's always going to be a battle. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a social media game, you know. Everyone has access to it, everyone. So um, you can't. You can't block it. It's there or for even, everyone. Even chicks, dude. Chicks. Just like, you know, <laughs> stay away from these chicks, Hayden. Did he get on that say He did. I don't know, though. Like, it's like, like, I mean, obviously he likes girls, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't but, like, like. Yeah. I mean, I know I know what, like, guys like A-Ray back in the day uh, before yeah. he got engaged. I want to make sure I'm clear on this. I, <laughs> yeah, not I, now. You know, guys like A-Ray in their DMs. And I mean, he's a low-level 450 main event guy. He's not Hayden Deacon. You know? I needed help. I had two chicks. <laughs> yeah, like I can imagine what, what, what he – so, yeah, you got to 
Dude, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not a parent, so I'm not a parent. I have a basset hound, but I could just think to myself about <laughs> it, being a parent and trying to, like, you know, you just hope you put a – I guess you just – in the end, Brian, you hope they do the right thing. You've taught them well. That's all you can really yeah, do. Yeah, that's the best you can do. Right. And they're going to they're gonna screw up, dude. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. life, right? Yeah. You just hopefully it's not bad enough to be detrimental. And, um, and you know, you hopefully lay those foundations. And mm-hmm. and I think, uh, you know, there's, you got to hopefully they're driven enough to see the, the, the big picture. And, um, and I think he has a lot of guys he looked up to, like Ryan Dungey and, and different guys that were, like, you know, really focused on their career and then decided at some point to, you know, build their family. And there, there is there's, there's that route. But um, it's, you know, he never know, dude. Yep. Everyone's going to do their own thing. <laughs> No, for sure. Yep. Uh, well, so going back to the, uh, along the lines of what you're saying of everyone has an opinion and all this stuff, like obviously Hayden's been in the spotlight for a long time, and yeah. now there's this this new wave of like really the Moto fans knowing and also us Moto Media and stuff talking to him and more and uh, having opinions about him. Like, how have you felt about not only how he's handled it, but what you've thought of like his transition to dealing with all of that, like extra attention that he had attention before, but this is obviously a little bit different. Yeah. I think he's earned like the right now to like, you know, to the media. He's, you know, I get it before we built this machine and now I think he's kind of earned, you know, his, his right to, to stand his ground and be who he is because through his work and results now. But I feel like he, you know, he as a parent, you kind of <laughs> get nervous. Right? You're like, okay, now, you know, letting him just do all, run on his own, say his own interviews, do all his own talking. And, and, um, and you, you know, you always worry, like, what could be said? What could be taken out of context? And, you know, it happened with Haley, you know, like, it just, the stuff happens. And so you got to be careful with that. But overall, I think he's been pretty good with all his interviews. You know, he's been surprisingly, like, and, and I tell him, like, be yourself, dude. Like, at the end of the day, if you say something dumb or funny or goofy or who cares? Like, at the end of the day, don't – let's try to stay away from the robot, you know, deal. Yeah. You know, let's, let's just try to be yourself. And, and I go, some people are going to dig it and some aren't. Some people are going to make funny and some aren't. Like, it, who cares? Like, it, you know, people will see you're authentic and get behind that. And that's kind of the vibe I think we're, you know, trying to do. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people are better than others at getting better – quotes are better uh getting more out of the athletes you know like mm-hmm. doing interviews and doing the, the media and talking some people are better at it, some aren't you know it just depends it's it's uh what you're gonna get you know all right we got a call for you here from sean on two sean uh welcome to the show uh brian deegan brought to you by white school piston what's your question for brian hey guys thanks for taking my call um, yep. so i know like you race you had all this experience in the past from like moto and riding and all this stuff like is it influencing um, Hayden a lot? Like, is that almost like why he's so fast? You think it's because like you are like his backing? Um, is you, you're saying because I like the the mental game we've taught him, or just because I've been in racing my whole life? Yeah, kind of like the whole thing. Like, I mean, like you know all like the mental tricks and everything, like how to keep them in in like when a kid's crazy, you know. But like you know, like you're keeping them like. Like in, like mentally in, in the game, like yeah, yeah. I, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's uh, you gotta think we've been racing. I've been racing for decades. You know, all forms of racing from the the highest to the lows to the you know all different types of teams and pressures and moments and 
And uh, so, yeah, we try to use that with Hayden, always trying to use my experience. And, and I study, like, I, dude, I'm always listening to podcasts on, on mental games, uh, the mental game, on, on the training, on the new fitness, the new health, the new, mm-hmm. like, I'm constantly trying to learn, and I'm just constantly trying to use that to, to feed the Hayden. And, and the good thing is, is the guys at the Star, just, they've been great. They've been super open. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they know I have, a lot of ideas and a lot of you know energy to to try to help Hayden and they've been super open to that you know I think some teams could be you know more standoffish on that and uh so it's been a great formula to be honest and, and Hayden listens man he's like mm-hmm. I could be like hey dude that you know and in, in the sand section you know moto one you know you slipped up you did this you did that he's like yeah i remember he remembers everything on the track which is weird like i never remembered anything you could tell me oh you ran this guy and you landed on this guy but like yeah. really i mean i like uh but for him he just like super in the moment he remembers everything i say hey change that line maybe next moto hit this that and then he'll do it and uh, so i think it's just been a form of upbringing you know ever since they're little just always getting coached maybe like always getting told like this that and i think he's just a good listener you know some kids are good listeners and some aren't you know it's just just the personality you uh back in the day with with the militia guys you were part of star team with the the valley merger there was like nine guys Mm -hmm. wearing two sets of gear and it was a kind of a mess but i did want to ask like from those days, and I don't even know how much you were involved back then other than stroking a check and whatever, but yeah. did the team, like, did that scare you away from signing with them again and how much improvements have they made? And kind of relate, if you can, to the two times you've, you know, from, from when you signed with Star to you working with them back in the day as a sponsor. Yeah, I remember, like, back back then when we sponsored the team, uh, that I remember walking into their rig and it was like, dude, it was pretty bad. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I think when they first started, it was, they were, you know, they're roughing it. Yeah. And then, and I mean, to where they're at now, dude, you think of, I like, I give them like massive respect, like how many years they've been in it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm like, dude, for Bobby to, you know, truck it to every race, like, dude, I'm, Dude, I feel like I'm struggling now like, to get to every race, you know? And I'm, like, pretty yeah. good shape, dude. Yeah. Um, so I, like, give them, dude, it's gnarly, like, how much how much they've invested in, in how many years and how much improvement to become one of the best yeah. teams in the sport. Like, that's pretty gnarly, dude. And then to take the Yamaha 450 team and flip it around. Right. And, like, yeah. that's, dude, that's gnarly. Like, that. It's pretty crazy. Like times have changed, dude. It's yeah. crazy. It uh, Keith and Kevin Johnson and Isaiah from from that to now, you know, uh, they've they've come a yeah. long way. Absolutely. We got yeah. Cody on too. Uh, Cody, what's your question for uh, Brian Deegan? Yeah. Hey, Brian. Um, as a fellow Can Am racer, I was wondering what's the latest and what's next for your off road career on four wheels. Yeah, we just I just did the Can Am commercial for the new units that are coming out. Uh, you guys are gonna trip out when you see those. They're like they're completely different. So it's just good. Can has been a big supporter of us, so I I try to jump in and race when I can. King of the Hammers is always a big one for me. That's a gnarly mm-hmm. race out in the desert. Uh, but I try to jump in when I can. But with Hayden's schedule, it's like we're wide open yeah. every week, and so <laughs> I try to mix in some stuff during the week so I can still, you know, fulfill my obligations. And and I still like the can ams are fun because you're, it's safe. You're in a roll cage. You, you can go right. hit jumps and go 
ride a track. You kind of feel like it's a moto thing almost, but you're a little, it's a little safer. So, uh, for sure. That's my involvement, but yeah. So is hammers kind of the next thing you're racing then in uh, February or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. Hammers or, um, if I can do any short course stuff, I'll try to jump out and do that. Um, but yeah, probably mainly that event. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Cody. Cool. Thank Thank you. Uh, Brian, a couple things uh, more before we wrap up here on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. So, like, the, 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 the incident in the heat race with Jordan earlier this year or even the Hunter thing yeah. at Lakewood. And, again, this is stuff that, like, we, the media, we talk about and, and critical yeah. of. Um, plenty of praise, obviously, for what he's done. When you see things like that, um, and, and, again, correct me if I'm wrong, like, I'm happy to hear your side of things. Do you uh-huh. pull Hayden and be like, eh, probably not that cool? Uh, or do you, or, or are you like, yeah, no, nothing wrong with it, man. You, you know, you're going to make your mistakes. Like, again, you're a racer. You've, you've done, you've been in these situations. So I just wondering like how you, uh, sort of tackle things like that. Or on the flip side, maybe you don't say anything and I'm off my rocker <laughs> being critical of this stuff. Yeah, I think we're, you know, we spend, we're together every day. So I think we talk about pretty much everything, you okay. know, and yeah. So, yeah, we do cover all the topics, and, and I think he's got his reason. I like to hear why, like, sure. you know, yep. why why that happened, and I kind of make a decision from there if, if it needs to be corrected or, or I don't know, maybe it's just a young kid sending it and just going, you know. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you know which you're young, you're young, you're going to make – you're going to make those decisions that are, you know, a young kid's going to make. Right. And in mm-hmm. time, those things might change or might not. Like I, you know, obviously I think he'll mature through the years and become a much more polished, you know, uh, racer. Yes. You know, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, those moments, yeah, we, I think you learn from them and I like to, you know, for sure. If, if it's in the wrong, I'm definitely talking to him about it. <laughs> right. Right. You're yeah, like, you're, you're sure. like, There's Hey man, like, there. yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. you you were right. a guy. You had controversy on the track. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like for me, that was my thing. And for him, I'm like, dude, you don't like you just be be your thing, whatever your thing is. You know, like it's there's no pressure to be my thing. You know, right, That's, right. You know, oh. just be. But I think you know, like you said, he in his mind, he's he's a young racer that doesn't want to give an inch. Yep. And, and, yep. And uh, and that's just his mentality. And I'm like, man, I, I can't soften that. But you know, I do like do have to be careful. Like I'm like, you don't want to be reckless, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, there's some racers that are on the track, and and there's and they've been like that their whole career, you know. And and I think there's young racers that start reckless and and they learn, you know. And I think there's a lot of different scenarios that way. But yeah. um. Yeah, nobody's uh, perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect, especially not a seventeen-year-old kid, and he's gonna. <laughs> no, he's gonna, no, yeah. dude. I remember Stewart. Stewart, like even yeah. Carmichael, dude. Carmichael was laughing the other day. We were doing this deal, and uh, and he's like, "Do you remember at that Supercross where I like jumped and landed on your back, and and, uh, <laughs> and you came over to the pits and told me to settle down?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and it was the best story. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. see, everyone. I think all the young racers." go yeah. through it you know yep no absolutely i agree thank god to brian that when hayden made his pro debut duke finch was long retired because he <laughs> yeah. would have had it out for hayden <laughs> oh, yeah no for sure yeah he would have not been duke, so for, for people sure. who don't know duke was a long time ref and uh 
Yeah, but I think Brian Deegan was Duke Finch's worst nightmare for for, yeah. for a he long spent, time. Yeah, he, he, uh, he spent a lot of time coming over to my range. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he going, Brian, did you do this? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Duke Duke yeah, was no, like, yeah, a lot of good, good run-ins for sure. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah, um, along sure. those along those lines of uh, you know, you say you talk to him every day about everything um but have you already yeah. seen this year uh where within the moment of something you kind of almost maybe stop yourself and say like ah let me let the team talk to him about that or let me let the team kind of decide stuff or are you always just trying to like be there for him for whatever he needs with that stuff well yeah 100 percent. you know like the team has their dude these guys have been doing it a long time they've won a lot of championships these dudes know how to win so I have to take that into consideration that, yeah, it may be my son and I've always coached him and I've always been there for him and always set his bikes up and always mm-hmm. been a part of that to where I'm like, okay, these dudes have already done it. They know this bike really well like and this program. Yeah, I do step back. There's a lot of times where Swanee knows how to win championships. The dude knows the game. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, so there is times where I step back and let Swanee – like, I'm just like, okay, I see what's going on here, and I just get out of it, you know? Like, I just stay out. And and uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a balance for sure. You know, we, we bring our coach to the races, and, uh, you know, we always – Aiden and I will always have our time where we sit down and we watch video, watch tape. We study. We study guys, study lap times. Like, we ha- we'll always have our time. So, But I definitely give time to, you know, step back to let the other guys do their thing because – they're already proven, dude. It's not like um, we went to a light team that hasn't won in years, and we got to help mm-hmm. them figure it out. You know, it's uh, <laughs> that you know that's not the scenario here. But um, and you know, I think this year, the year, you know, bringing back up, you saying, or even my surprise with Hayden's ability. Like I'm, yes, I am surprised that he's been able to do run up front this quick. And outdoors are gnarly. It's not all the good guys are on the track. It's not an east west thing. But I feel like, you know, we, we think, too, like, imagine if, like, say, Hunter wasn't in the class, you know, and, and this year, if he went to 450 mm-hmm. already, what the year what the year would have looked like, you know? Yeah. Um, it would have been a whole completely different year. But stepping back into reality, I go, dude, it, you know, it's a good thing that you get to see how high the level is. Like, that, that level that Hunter rides at and, and Jed, and, and their, their level is very high. And, and so... If, and I think it's worth having that experience this year where Hayden gets to see that level. Uh, imagine if he, like I said, wasn't in the class this year and then Hayden thinking, oh, I got the level, we're good, we're, we're kicking ass. And when there's, you know, and the level's still a little higher, you know? And so uh, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a, this year's played out perfectly. Um, and I think it's Hayden's just learning nonstop. And, you know, and hopefully, you know, God willing, his days will come, you know, like he'll have his moments, you know. I had a, when I was wrenching, I had a rider's mom tell me the front tire was not working. I'm just like, what? A front? Yeah, just, let's let's let the Dunlop guys and the rider discuss the front tire. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, no offense. Is, but, yeah. yeah. The good thing is mom does not, she, she does not say anything about anything to do with any of that. The bike, so, right, right. Um, yeah, it mom, Mom does a good job of, like, if, if kids are whining and being like, oh, I'm hurt, she does a pretty good job of, like, toughen up, don't be a pussy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's really good at that. Uh, <laughs> so that is- we had Hayden on the show earlier this year, and, of course, 
you know what came up on the show, the ghost ride. So, yeah, uh, every, <laughs> everyone's waiting on that, and uh, we're going to see how yeah. that turns out. So Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't think this weekend was the right place for that. Like, no, that wasn't. No, this was a, it. Was a different moment, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe the first one one <laughs> is when he ghost rides yeah, it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right? I cannot wait for the internet to explode over that. That's that's going to be the next day. Yeah, they're just going to explode. And the real big winner of all of this Hayden stuff, by the way, is Duff who's probably getting subscribers <laughs> on his Instagram. <laughs> think about Duff's Instagram, uh, Brian. Just think about this: the DMs that Duff is getting, the subscriptions that Duff is getting. I mean, that's yeah. the real winner of this whole thing. <laughs> uh, that's, how, that's his bonus. Yeah. That's how he gets paid. The, the subscriptions yeah. on his like Instagram. Uh, thanks for the time, Brian. Really appreciate it. The kid's amazing, man. He's really opening some eyes. And, and like I said, like I don't follow the amateur stuff. I don't really care all that much. I don't watch yeah. the vlogs. But to do what he does and the shape he's in and the work he's putting in uh, speaks for itself. It, it absolutely does. Uh, he's crushing it, man. So thank you for the time. No, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. I know everyone puts a bunch of time into this, and everyone yep. has to do the traveling and all the work. And, yeah, thanks for uh, representing the sport. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for the time, Brian. Yep. See right. you, guys. See you, Brian. Uh, that's Brian Deegan, everybody. Brought to you by uh, Wiseco. Uh, please check them out. There's a code to save on popmexshow.com for Wiseco as well. They've been manufacturing pistons for over 80 years. Good interview. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really yeah. good. Really good interview. I thought it, I, it was it was cool to see that, like, I, I know that the media has been a little critical of, of Hayden for some of his moves this yeah. year. And that, you know, to a degree, we were all wrong about how he would perform. Yeah. And Brian was like, yeah, I honestly, he's outperforming my expectation too. And yeah, even in those moments where things yeah. were a little bit weird, we always talked about it. So yeah. like he was, he was pretty open about some of that stuff that, you know, behind the scenes we thought, oh, maybe they just swept under the rug. No, right. they, they talked about it and made sure that they're on the same page. Thanks to Brian Deegan for that. Uh, thank you as well to Dylan Ferrandis as well. And Kellen Brower, co-host tonight, brought to you by Decal Works. The mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. DecalMX.com, promo code PulpMX23, 20% off your custom graphics. I've been using Decal Works for a couple of years now. It's fantastic stuff, project bike stuff, uh, Blue Crew stuff, all of that. Decal Works, number one for many reasons, uh, pul code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. I don't think Dylan really understood the uh, the suspension joke I made where I said I had PS like because I did. <laughs> He's I like, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. you can test yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, All right, cool. Yeah, great. Really <laughs> uh, we're going to commercial break here. Lorenzo LaCrucio is coming up. Lewis Phillips as well. The ex-brand goggle tear-offs. We are going to call our buddy Alex Ray before, before the night is over. Hopefully it's not too depressing. Can we? we no, we gotta make it he's happiness. on the golf course and he's, okay. been, he's been drinking a little bit. So Fuck my ass. this late, I think it'll be all right. All right. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching as well on YouTube's. Uh, and uh, are we on Facebook or no? No, no Facebook. No Facebook. Yeah, okay, just YouTube. Mm, yep. uh, all right. So we'll be right back after this commercial break, everybody. Yeah, he knocked his dick loose. Pretty At Motosport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what Motosport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. 
Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. I'm Cooper Webb, and I choose OGO. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jared Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Stargate Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Diallo, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrandis, and I choose OGO. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started GUTS Racing. GUTS stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GUTSRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GUTSRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomac Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin StarCross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin StarCross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin StarCross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, 
visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At Motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what Motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. 
FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. I'm Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGF. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Diallo, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrangi, and I choose OGO. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. With over 80 years experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CV4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com.
Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pop Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, and the folks at Fly Racing. Fly Racing, man, at Fly Racing USA on social media. Thank you to the guys at Fly for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, Ryder McNabb, Fly Racing Zone. RJ Hampshire, Fly Racing, so on and so forth. Justin Brayton, Fly Racing as well. Kellen Bauer in from RacerX. Start your systems as well. Pulp 20 is the code to save with ProFilter.com. Pick up a pre-old, ready-to-use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service. Uh, they make uh, uh, air filters and oil filters for street bikes, side-by-sides, dirt bikes, and everything in between. And again, Pulp 20 is the code to save with ProFilter. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. And again, Pulp 20, code to save with Maxima USA as well. Whether it's SC1, MPPL, uh, the suspension clean, uh, chain lube. Great air filter oil also, um, FFT it's called, MaximaUSA.com, whether it's Factor Kawasaki or Mitch Payton. Um, yeah, they use uh, the, the folks at Maxima for all their oil and lubricant needs. And Pulp 20s go to save with Maxima and with ProFilter. Thank you to those guys. Uh, Kellen Brower brought to you by the folks at Decal Works, of course. Uh, still have some uh, lines open if you want to call in, talk Red Butt or more. We also have the Works Connection Pro Launch Start Device to give away, Kellen. And I'm going to let you, Kellen, decide... Contest at pulpamexshow.com is the email. Contest at pulpamexshow.com email. What number email wins a Works Connection Pro Launch Start device? Do we have a range? Eh, 300-ish. 52. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 52. Let me write that down. All right, 52. Email 52 wins a Works Connection Pro Launch Start device. Uh, picked by Kellen. And then... Um, so in that email, do you just have like email after email say like entry, entry or whatever it is? Yeah. Like, in- wow. And then I just count them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right down through the order. Well, I just, I put my finger on the up button and I just go one, two, three, four, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. I just, so that 52 will be easy. Yeah. Okay. But we had somebody do like, you know, 200 and something the other day or <laughs> the other show and I'd count all that. So, all right. contest at pulpitmexshow.com. Thank you to the folks at Works Connection for that. Pro Launch Start Device. And, uh, and uh, we're going to give one more away before the end of the show, of course. Thank you to the folks at Renthal. Factory Honda, Kawasaki, uh, Red Bull KTM using Renthal. Kellen, what's your bar band of choice? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, what, 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 what do you mean you have no idea? 
Uh, I don't. I don't know because I my my bike right now yep. is not even in my garage. Okay. Uh, so the last time I rode it was like three years ago. Okay. So I really have no <laughs> okay. idea what's on it, and I don't remember what I, I had last on it. To be honest, a fraction of a second, a few grams, this went sideways. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I apologize. Uh, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, okay, what grips would you use? Are you full waffle, half waffle, soft, medium? What what grip are I you? I think. Uh, I, Last time I had to put grips on, yeah. I put on full waffle. Full waffles. So, yeah. That's I think that's style. pretty much what I'm comfortable with usually. Uh, Renthal.com, the Interspeeder Global Leader in Manufacture and Design. And uh, please check out Renthal.com for more information. they got an inventory locator, USA only, on their website. they got a works fit tool as well. And they got more championships than all their brands combined. All right. Let's, keep our next, let's not keep our next guest waiting any longer. Uh, he's brought to you by Renthal from Pulpomex Wildcat Racing. <laughs> Lorenzo Lucurcio. What's up, Lorenzo? How are you, man? What's up, guys? How's it going? Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the time tonight, I should say. Uh, um, man, like, okay, so I'm super bummed because you would have went 8-7 and crushed it at Redbud. But like I told you at the race, like, this wasn't like the race of a lifetime for you. Like, you'll just get 7th or better this weekend also. So it sucks the shock boat fell out. I'm not taken away from that. But, dude, you're riding great. And, you know, uh, Southwick's a great track for you. And you could be even higher this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it two ways. Uh, you can look at how much of a progress I made in, you know, two weeks, or you can look at it how that one slipped away. So I mm -hmm. choose the other one. Yeah, I okay. choose. I choose all the progress I made, and uh, you know, it's not like I, I was given that seven position. I had to work for it. I had to pass a couple of guys, and you know, I was very comfortable. I'm really happy with my fitness because uh, you know, the incident happened five minutes to go, so I only had a couple laps left. Yeah, I was feeling really good. Um, you know, I was just having fun, honestly. Like I, I was honestly the track was pretty bad. Like I mean, it wasn't just terrible, but it was pretty bumpy, and I was just having fun. I was just flowing. I was uh, in my own element. So yeah, whatever. We'll go this weekend and give it hell again. Yeah, there you go. New suspension for you, right? A little more settled. A little more um, uh, feel a little more comfy on the bike. Yeah, for sure. It's just. Uh, just time, you know, uh, even though I didn't have much time on this suspension, I got to spend a whole day testing and trying stuff out. And even in the, at the races, I had the, the, the tech with me, uh, power band was kind enough just to send me Tyler, uh, there and just to be there for anything we needed, even though <laughs> he just went there to hang out because we didn't give him any, anything to do all weekend, but <laughs> just to have him there, it was nice just to pull in in the mechanics there and be like, Hey, I feel this. Or even after the motos, just come in and be like, hey, what do you feel like? I see this. And then it's nice, you know, to what you're feeling on the ray, like on the bike, and then what they're seeing from the outside when back to next, that also it's a, a, it's, it's a good feeling because it, it knows you're not talking out or you're behind. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's good. Uh, like, like I said prior, uh, I have nothing bad, or I have nothing but good things to talk about. My uh, old suspension uh, company, just with their new job, it's just really hard for them to give me the time I'm required for me to be at the position I am in the yeah. championship. You know, before maybe it didn't matter much because uh, you know I wasn't fighting for top tens and stuff like that. But now it does matter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we decided to go that route. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, I mean, it's paid off. I, I've said it, and I kind of I told myself before, like, on the flight this weekend, you know, because normally I don't sleep on, on the flight. I just think about, 
you know, what's going to happen. And I visualize, I do all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I really need to show up this weekend and go because if not, then all the trouble I'm causing here with like changing <laughs> suspension and yeah. everything, yeah. people are just going to say like, oh, it just still sucks. So uh, <laughs> it's nice just to uh, be able to back my words and be like, yeah, when I feel comfortable on the bike, yeah. uh, I can go fast. And then also what I've been saying all year that I want to translate my speed from the tra- from the practice tracks to the race, I'm getting closer. So that's also something that I'm very happy with. I'm finally not feeling like froze up at the race and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm making progress. Like I said, I'm feeling more comfortable. Even though on the back of my mind, this is where I destroyed my ACL a few months ago, like last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was nice just to check all the boxes I wanted. Uh, I wanted to be top 10, uh, both motos, but fighting, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to – I still have a lot to bridge the gap for the guys in front of me. Uh, so that, that's my next goal, but I've been checking all the boxes. Uh, if it wasn't for the bike, I would finish all motos so far. And that's my, one of my goals. So, uh, it's out of my control what happened, but I'm still just looking forward and yeah, let's see what comes next. Yeah, it's great. Wildcat racing, Lorenzo Lucrucio on the show. I'm really still pissed at Chiz, Kellen. What? I'm pissed at Chiz. Okay. Because, so Lorenzo shows up at Fox Raceway, right? We hadn't seen him for a couple of years. And Lorenzo shows up with Boutron. That's another That's another story. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I saw Lorenzo in the morning. Hey, I'm like, wow, hey, what's up? And, and so you guys crush it. And then I'm talking to Chiz, and Chiz is like, Oh yeah, Lorenzo's been riding at the at the the place, whatever it's called. He's been shredding, man. Sandbox. Sandbox. He's been shredding, and I'm like, Chiz, you play Pulp Fantasy. Like, don't you think this is valuable information for someone? He's trying to keep his secrets for himself. He's, I don't he's think, a player. I don't think he picked Lorenzo. <laughs> and I'm like, Chiz, like, so you're like, you know, Lorenzo and Butron were the surprises of the opening round. And Chiz is just like, yeah, man, he's been shredding. And you didn't feel like at all you need to say this, Chiz, to anybody? Anyways, I'm still pissed at Chiz. Wow, so. Who knew? I didn't know you <laughs> yeah. were that angry about yeah, it. Yeah, I just, <laughs> fuck you, Chiz. Like, you know, you should have told us that that Lorenzo's flying at the sandbox. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways. Um, yeah, it was really cool for you to let me be a part of the team this weekend. Thanks a lot for the graphics. The jerseys look great. The bikes, everything looked awesome. Like, the, the color schemes and the, and the pulp logo. It was, it was really cool, Lorenzo. Thank you, man. No, thank you for coming on board. You know, it helps a lot. It keeps it going. And, uh, yeah, I mean, by any means, uh, I feel like we still got room to improvement in that department. Uh, but it's, you know, it's trial and error. We're still, it's our first year. We're still figuring things out. I'm still trying to figure out the team mm-hmm. owner uh, role and rider at the same time. Uh, my mom is figuring out the team manager, helping me out. My dad also. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we look forward to always be better each weekend. And, uh, yeah, so far, I mean, this is the first really hiccup we have. And, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you coming on board and just kind of opening eyes to people that, you know, they can be a part of it without, uh, you know, being too much trouble or anything like yeah. that. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Can't wait to keep it going, and hopefully, I uh, know for uh, it's announced today that for uh, Washugo we have a, a title sponsor that'll be Racist Kramer. It's a, a punk rock band. Nice. band. Yeah, Racist Kramer, so, <laughs> punk rock band. That's great. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's great. They're out of uh, Utah, Salt Lake. So they're coming. They're actually making the trip over there. So that'd be exciting. Uh, we're planning something cool with the graphics and uh, gear and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all exciting. You know, uh, I feel like we we earn all the attention we're getting, mm-hmm. but at the same time, earning it and getting it is two different things. So everything is aligning, and uh, yeah, we're excited. We're just living the dream uh, one one week at a time. Where do we rank Steve in terms of all-time title sponsors you've had? Is he is he top five for you already, or what? <laughs> I mean, it's top one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Top one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but seriously, for you this year, like, results aside, because obviously everyone's made a big point about there's some guys missing, but results aside, I feel like watching you ride, you just look different this year to me than what I've seen from you in the past. Does it actually feel like that to you? Like you found like this next step in your own ability, your own program, or, or, or is it something that we just haven't really been paying enough attention to with you? Well, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when amateurs, uh, I used to win a lot. Uh, so it's not something that I, it's, it just came out of nowhere, you know, like all the riders that didn't do much in amateurs. And then when they turned pro, they turned the table around. Uh, you know, in my last couple of years in amateur, I was, I was fast. I was winning. Uh, you know, right when I was peaking to go pro, I have an injury that set me back a whole year. And that's when I missed, I feel like my chance to get on a factory team. So with that being said, whenever I turned pro, I only got a one year deal with rock river and after that i was just jumping around with bike to bike bike to bike so every year was a different manufacturer every year was a different program uh and then don't take me wrong there were great teams but nothing to be competitive enough uh but with that being said also i matured a lot i went to europe i had that chance of a lifetime to go there and actually just open my eyes different world different cultures different thinking uh and just kind of growing up uh you know, been always, I've said this many times, I've always been with my family by my side. And then when I went to Europe, it was uh, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I was alone. Uh, you know, I grew up a lot. I kind of uh, had to do a lot of thinking and what I wanted to do, where I wanted to take myself and my career to, and then just what men do I want it to be? You know, I've always grown up with a, with my dad as a, as a figure of a hardworking guy that he came from nothing and built this empire at home so it's like i always had that drive but at the same time i was like man i want to find my purpose so i went to europe i went to france but racing specifically uh stefan he gave me a great uh opportunity to showcase myself uh in the emx uh class which i know i was racing a bunch of youngins so that helped me a lot because they're fearless if you think 250 class is sketchy here you gotta go to emx <laughs> uh, yeah, they do not care. They do not think about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. My my first race, I qualified thirtieth. I almost didn't make it. So, uh, yeah, that opened my eyes a lot. And then the trainer there, Thierry Van Mosh, a French guy, he's amazing. You know, he turned my career around. He uh, he made me better. I was only with them three months because that's all the chance I had to be with my racing. Uh, unfortunately, with my age rule, I couldn't continue developing with them because uh, since they're only an EMX, mm-hmm. uh, MX2 team. But those three short months, honestly, that's where I really got my speed. That's where I really got my technique dialed in. I mean, I know I've been in MTF for so many years, but I needed a change. Uh, you know, less MTF because I was burnt out. Uh, 
you know, I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I went to Florida by myself. I struggled a little bit there two years. And then I, I had this opportunity with this guy, which he opened my eyes. He teach me how to train. He teach me how to uh, do technique and all that. And even now, we still talk here and there. So uh, just to have that support and uh, just kind of open my eyes, uh, I got really uh, – I improved a lot under him. And then I went to Czech Republic two years by myself there too also. Uh, and, yeah, it was just a different world. Like not many people spoke English. Even my boss spoke, like, very little English, like – I almost taught him and his whole family to to speak English, which was cool. So I had I had that butt racing experience where everything was great, and then I went to Czech Republic where everything was like difficult, and um, you know the team was good, but don't get me wrong, just living there, it's just a different uh, culture. I was living at the beach in France with like all like tourist guys which spoke English, uh, which was cool, and then I go to Prague, which is one of the most beautiful uh, cities in the world. Uh, very cool architectures, churches, all this stuff. And then, yeah, just to go from pole to pole, uh, you know, the language is very difficult. Uh, so, so yeah, it was cool. Uh, grew up a lot. And then when I came back to the U.S., I knew my speed. Uh, just racing with this guys over there, Caroli, Herlings, uh, those guys, they're no joke. So I uh, improved a lot. And, uh, yeah, just pretty much I knew I've always believed in myself, just was never able to showcase that. So now that I'm able to showcase that, even though, you know, the, the, if you want to say the, the field is depleted, blah, 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 you still got to be there uh, and, you know, race. Uh, each weekend I'm getting closer to the front guys. And, yeah, that's my goal. So going back to when you got that opportunity to go to Europe and race in EMX, when you're taking that ride and you're going over there, it, were you mentally thinking at that time, like, well, maybe I'm just going to be like a guy that goes to GPs now, and then GPs is going to be my future. Or were you always thinking like, no, I would like to come back to the U.S., and this is just one of those opportunities I can take and try out? Well, to be honest with you, I had an opportunity to go in 2019, but I had a passport issue, and that mm. was going to be an MX2 ride, like okay, full MX2 ride. So just with the with my country situation, with the embassies back in back then, it just made it impossible because I had an expired passport. They wouldn't let me go there to like an embassy in Europe and renew it there because all the embassies in the States were closed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, long story short, I missed that opportunity. And then the following year when COVID hit, uh, they had an American rider which had an issue to go back into the in, out of the country because he wasn't European. And luckily for me, after that problem happened in 2019, I became a Spanish uh, resident, like uh, uh, I've been a, mm -hmm. my dad, my my family's from Europe, uh, even though we're from Venezuela. You know, my grandpa was from Italy, and my my grandmother is from Spain. So I inherited the nationality. So I got my pa Spanish passport. That's how I got to go there. So uh, yeah, as soon as I got that opportunity, you know, you're scared because you don't know the people, you don't know the team, you only hear and see stuff like that. So I asked a couple of people that wrote for the team, like how's the team, blah, blah, blah. And you always get different opinions. Um, but my experience there was uh, second to none. I would do it all over again. But I knew it was something transitional because, uh, you know, my family, my, my whole life is here in the, in the United States since I moved here in a very young age. Uh, so I knew, I mean, if I made a good living out of it, who knows, I'll probably still be there. But that wasn't mm -hmm. the case after 
I had to jump from EMX to MXGP and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I knew, especially the first year I was in there in MXGP, I was fine mentally just because I was doing well. I was improving a lot. Uh, you know, I, I cracked the top 10 a couple of times. I was, uh, you know, battling out with the fast, faster guys and the privateer guys, not the factory guys, of course. Uh, but then the second year was just really difficult for me mentally. Uh, you know, I got hurt at the beginning of the year and then the language we got, I got mistreated. I needed surgery. They told me I didn't need surgery. I needed like wrists and elbow and shoulder surgery. And they told me I was fine. <laughs> so then Jeez. I was like a month in and I'm like trying to ride and I can, you know, barely make a, a lap. And then my whole side just freezes up. I can't, I have like no strength and stuff like that. And then I take like two months off and me being a, a hard ass, uh, you know, I, I never pain is, is my friend. I, I, I could be dying. I, I just say, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I want to race. Uh, I've raised with multiple broken bones, wrist. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I was just being a hard-headed. And then instead of coming back to the States and getting checked out, like my parents suggested, I toughed it out there until I was in a Czech championship race there uh, after missing almost all year with the GPs. And I landed a jump. And next thing I know, my arm goes completely numb. Like, I got no uh, movement in my fingers. I have a really bad pain in my back. And I'm like, man, this is not good. So I spoke with the team owner. He saw me because I'm literally, like, just frustrated. I'm crying, like, out of anger. And then I'm just like, man, this is it. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm done. So then I came back to the U.S. Uh, yeah. I talked to my surgeon which is done, Ricky and everyone in Tallahassee in Florida. And now I'm like, hey, like, I got this issue, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, I think it could be your, your ulnar nerve in your elbow. And, like, just come over and I'll mm, check it out. So okay. we did some MRIs on the wrist, uh, elbow, shoulder, and it was, like, a month before motocross nations in Redbud. And I'm like, hey, do you think I can make it? I need a race. I need a race because I need people to see me, blah, blah, blah. I need a ride for next year. I'll just, you start stressing before you even have to. And then he's like, all right, let's first get you diagnosed, and then we move forward. Mm -hmm. So the race was fine. It healed incorrectly, but he said, just wear a wrist brace. You'll be fine. I know your pain tolerance is tall, so you can do that. Definitely you need the elbow surgery because that's why your arm is going dead. And then you need uh, – surgery in your arm but if you can uh, in your shoulder sorry if you can bear with the pain and if your shoulder doesn't pop out then you'll be good to go so i'm like all right whatever yeah just give me my uh the elbow surgery i'll be fine blah 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 so then i started rehabbing and all that i couldn't put any weight on my elbow for the nerve for four weeks and then yeah so i was going to therapy i was doing all this and then the race wasn't like four and a half weeks so I was like, man, I need the real ride, ride, ride. And so I told the doctor, I'm like, hey, doc, I'm riding in three weeks. I don't care. I don't care if I lose the surgery or whatever, but I feel great. <laughs> so he's like, all right, you can start doing strength. Well, strength for me, man, that I could ride my bike. So I went to ride my bike. I felt fine. Uh, you know, just felt back to normal riding. I was here riding in the U.S., uh, getting ready for Nation. So I had only a week. And yeah, like the second day riding, I I literally tipped over, landed on my elbow, and my shoulder popped out. Oh, 
And I'm like, and I'm like oh, no. Like, I put, I put it back in. I didn't tell anything to my parents or anything. I think they knew what was going on. I wrote after that. It was it was weird, the pain and all that, but I made it. Uh, so we show up through Motocross Nations, and I, I did pretty well. You know, I had all year without riding. My fitness and all that wasn't, uh, you know, all I had was just physical training, not bike training, and you need time in the bike and blah, blah, blah. But I did great. I won the LCQ. I finished eighth in my qualifier. And then on the first moto, which I was MX3, so it would have been the second moto of the program, I was, I think, eight or nine or somewhere there battling with Marvin. And, uh, I, you know, I blew my ACL out. And, uh, yeah, that was it for me. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'll get my knee fixed, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But my knee was so strong that it never popped out. So then I had some, to do some sponsor's obligation. And then I was riding in Venezuela, and then the shoulders started popping out like crazy. So I'm like, yeah, I need surgery. So. <laughs> That's what I did. I came back in December to the States. I got uh, knee surgery first, ACL. And then three weeks later, which was the week of my birthday, so second week of January, I got surgery on my shoulder, uh, rotator cuff, uh, ligaments, and something else. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it was. This is it, what Lorenzo's been up to. <laughs> From, from from America to, to 2023 outdoors. This is uh, a lot of injuries. Good gravy. Well, just a lot of injuries and a lot of like personal turmoil too. Yeah. Like like a real like uh, ups and downs, Lorenzo. This has to you know the fact that you're here, top eighth in the points and and all of that is a real nice comeback story from what you've been through. Jeez, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's been gnarly, but like I said, uh, Mama didn't raise. Uh... <laughs> A wheezy, a pussy, whatever you want to say. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, in my in my vocabulary, quitting is not an option. So I've always fought hard. I always get my hardest. So yeah, uh, this is just another day in my life. You know, many people maybe maybe don't know it, and uh, mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying it. I'm just not saying it so people feel bad about me. Just saying that if you never give up, uh, you know, you can get you can get to where you want to be, even though I'm not there yet. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's like I said. Uh, it 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 was. This was probably the first time that I thought about quitting, just because how hard everything was, and every time I kept trying to come back, everything is uh, falling apart. But yeah, you know, I I just knew uh, the man above had a plan for me, and I just had to keep following. And then yeah, whatever it is, I'll just keep grinding it out until it's there's, it's not possible anymore. Uh, Southwick, 2018. Lorenzo Lacrucio, seven seven. Right ahead of some guy named Cooper Webb and Phil Nicoletti. <laughs> so yeah, you got to be looking forward to this weekend, man. You're good. At, you're good in the sand. We know that. Yep, I love it. Yep. Uh, I just I never rode it much to be honest growing up. Okay. So when I did get to ride it, it was almost like something so like like kids going to Disney, you know? Like wow, <laughs> like I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after riding Lomo, I don't think. Um, Southwick is really sand, to be honest. No. I don't care whatever people say. Uh, yeah, after after struggling there, I just got to really wake up calling. I'm like, yeah, I, I question my my Sandman days, like my sand rider skills. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, yeah, uh, the team, uh, the Czech Republic, they had a sand pit a uh, few hours away from the team, uh, from the capital, from Prague, yep. and we rode it a lot. So I improved a lot. Uh, we rode a lot of mud, uh, ice, snow, yeah. uh, sand. So, 
yeah, I really became a all-around rider. And uh, yeah, this weekend I, I I just look forward to keep uh, moving forward and progressing. And yeah. Well, for people who want to be involved in the Wildcat Racing Program, like I was, uh, you can uh, you know you can hang out at their tent, you can meet the riders, you can you know be the full experience of being a team sponsor. Uh, you can just DM Lorenzo on Instagram and uh, get involved that way. And uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a real cool deal. You have enough funds right to get through the rest of the season we, we that was a little in question but you're good now from what i understand you are committed to the rest of the nationals uh yeah i mean that's the plan as of now yep. you know incidents happen here and there like last night we had a little incident with the camper but luckily it wasn't anything major just like a break line okay but yep uh but yeah uh that's the plan. Uh, right. I want to. I want to be able to do a full season. I want to be able to do all motos, even though I had a DNF this weekend. But mm-hmm. that wasn't my fault. So. Right. Yeah. So they're uh, looking. They're looking for more title help, more title sponsors, more sponsor help. Again, Wildcat Racing, catch the fever. Uh, I did. It was great. It was. It just looked really good. It was really cool to be involved. Uh, and um, you know, yeah. So, so if you want to get involved with a couple of really great, hardworking privateers. Uh, DM Lorenzo on Instagram. Uh, the Jose Butron, we had Ferrandez on earlier tonight, Lorenzo, and I said to Dylan, like, hey, you used to race Butron. So, like, what were you thinking when at Fox Raceway when he showed up? Um, you, he was your teammate over in Europe. And did he say to you, hey, I want to go to America? Did you say, hey, I'm starting this thing up. I'd love to have you alongside me. Uh, was this a goal of Jose's to, to do this? Of course. Uh, did he ever win an MX2 GP or no? He did. Yeah. We, I think he won like a moto, technically speaking, because yeah. it was in a super final right. or something like that. But well, I don't know. Great, great GP yeah. career for the most part, uh, Jose Butron, for many years. How did that come together, Lorenzo? Yeah, so I met Jose around, you know, the end of 20, no, beginning of 2021 when COVID was hit and mm-hmm. GPs didn't start to like June or July, something like that. Uh, we went to Spain for like a training camp, and that's where I met him. We really clicked together. We speak the same language, so uh, it was kind of like a no-brainer. Okay. Uh, you know, he's a very passionate writer, and uh, yeah, he's committed. You know, he's 32 years old, but you would think he's 17. <laughs> uh, the energy he has, the commitment he has. You should see his phone with all the notes, with suspension, <laughs> yeah. uh, gear ratios, uh, measuring tires. Yeah, measuring tires. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's committed, so he's gnarly. Uh, I learned a lot from him too, like the aspect of just business and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good. Uh, and yeah, yeah, we we spoke every day, you know, because he always he he was not based out of Czech Republic. He just said that place was too cold and he didn't like it, <laughs> so he'd rather go back to Spain. Yeah. So we only see each other for the races and stuff like that, but we always spoke every day on the phone. He always asked me how it's going. I was asking how it's going and stuff like that. We yeah. kept in touch. And then, yeah, he always like, oh, man, my dream is to raise a pro national. He's like, Supercross? I don't think so, but <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I was, at the beginning, I didn't really pay attention to him because I was racing GP. I was living the vibe. But then when I was really struggling, he started saying that. I'm like, yeah, dude, I want to go back so bad. I don't want to be here anymore. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, negative 30 uh, Fahrenheit, and I'm, like, freezing with, like, 10 feet of snow. Yeah. And, like, we're, we got to ride 40-minute motors like this. I'm like, yeah, screw this. I want to go back home. <laughs> My shoulder's pumping out. I'm like, yeah, screw this. So then we started talking about it, and then I actually, in Motocross Nations in Mantova, uh, 2021 maybe, I don't remember, uh, 
the Venezuela Federation, not the Federation, but one of the guys who was really pushing for the workers of Venezuela bringing it back. Mm-hmm. He was the team manager for us, uh, for Venezuela team. And yeah, we introduced them to him because, uh, you know, we were all parked together, yep. blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, we all clicked together, and then we were like, hey, why don't you come to Venezuela and do some cans, do some races, like just kind of promote more of the Venezuelan uh, stuff. And then he's like, yeah, like we'd do it, whatever. And then like we started doing that. We started talking more, we started talking more, and we're like, dude, I want to race in the United States, but like I know I haven't done crap just to get a, like, a ride. And I'm yeah. like, I want to I want to do my own team, like just find sponsors, let's find this. And he's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we started talking to people in Venezuela, Spain, Czech Republic, America, anywhere you can think of. Yeah, yeah. So we we put this deal together. Like I said, as I was recovering from all these injuries, I had a lot of time off in between, like uh, you know, therapies and stuff like that, and recovery. So uh, yeah, we pulled this deal together, and then yeah, he was stoked that he could come out and uh, and race. And yeah, I'm stoked to have him here. Just kind of racing and have two two first year team two bikes on top 10 yeah uh top gas guys in the in the championship even though we know bar is out but whatever we're, yeah. we're here so uh so yeah it's cool it's, to have it there just all the experience he brings with the gp uh and yeah it's they they call him in the gp the matador that's like the killer so <laughs> he's a very straightforward guy he's he's doesn't care who's in front of them. He yeah. always gets whole shots, which I'm surprised what's going on in here. In the yeah, States, starts but. haven't been great over here, but you're right. In, in GPs, it was Boutron is the whole <laughs> shot master. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I was listening to Dylan talking about it, and I'm like, yep, same, same way I felt about him. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to have him here just to see his hunger. You know, like I said, he's 32 years old. He mm-hmm. looks like a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I gotta stop, like, calm him down because he's too much. I'm like, dude, you're too much. You're driving nuts. Like, calm he's a, down. He's a fiery Latin dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so with you guys, like, there's a chance both of you just qualify right into the SMX playoffs. Uh, have you said like, hey, Jose, like, maybe we should go to a Supercross track soon and like actually <laughs> like try it out because you might have to race a little bit of it or what's the deal there? Yeah, to be honest, I don't really want to freak him out. Okay. <laughs> just, just let him do his thing in yeah. the Nationals, right? <laughs> yeah, when it, when it comes to the time, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that. I think he'll be fine. I think he's more uh, scared because he's never done it, Yeah, like a like a legit super track. But I, I keep telling him, hey, there's no whoops, and it'll be more like a Atlanta's Daytona style, Yeah, which, I mean, it'll still be difficult, but it'll be more like faster. It won't feel such a super grassy. But I mean, he sees every day Kenny, Kyle, Shane, yeah. and those guys riding Supergrass, and you know the tracks here in America—they're really—they really shock you if you look at them. But then when you ride them, they're not that bad. So yeah, he's yeah for sure. He's like, I don't know if I should do it, but I'm like, dude, if you don't even get last place, if you qualify directly and you get last place, you still get good money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, if you if you can like, doesn't matter if he gets in, he needs to go because it's good money. <laughs> even LCQ money's good. Uh, Kellen, what were you saying? The announcers for Lorenzo? Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Um, look, I mean, I don't think Lorenzo Lucurcio is that difficult of a name to say, but if you're gonna stay in the U.S., c- can we maybe think about changing your last name to Lucrecio? Because God bless the announcers, they just can't quite. <laughs> get it right for you so maybe lacrosio moving forward 
trust me, I've dealt with this situation since <laughs> I'm like 16, 17. So, um, yeah, I don't get it. Um, I mean, they always ask me, like, hey, how do you say your na- last name? And I'm like, hey, you say it this way. And they're like, oh, say it completely the other way. And I'm like, why you bother asking me if you're not <laughs> listening to me? Yeah, really, right? Hey, have you talked to AC? So it's kind of cool oh, that, go ahead. that Jason uh, Weech, uh, he's probably one of the only ones that gets it right all the time. Yeah, because <laughs> no, he's a professional. He's a, he's a real professional. Hey, have you talked to uh, AC ever about your shoulder and ulnar nerve and all that? He's going through a lot of that same stuff. Honestly, not really. No, okay. we used to train. We used to train a lot yep. together. Uh, 2019, 2018. Right, right. Uh, and then you know he went to California. I went to Europe, and right. we're reconnecting now. You know, we, I, I, it's kind of crazy. You know, uh, I got the opportunity to train with those guys, and uh, that also I got a lot better at it. But it also frustrated me a lot because I see my lot times during the week, and then I go to the weekend, and I'm like, yeah, this is not the same. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, I got to train with him, uh, Troll Train, yeah. Kenny, uh, Chase. So you know, they're all my friends. Uh, we, you know, we even with Kenny now, we still train together, do all that. Uh, you know, Chase, it's close, but at the same time, not train together. And then Adam, you know, I'm seeing him again on the weekends, and then uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, like I said, yeah. I'm not. I'm I. I, I will always remember this. Uh, the first day I was in the sandbox, they told me, uh, you know, the guys in charge there, like, hey, like, you know, you're going to train here, but remember, these guys are the ones that are, like, making it all happen. Like, if you piss them off, yeah, <laughs> then you're probably going to get kicked out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. So, at the beginning, I was, like, really shy. Like, I, re- I didn't really want to bother them. I didn't want to talk to them and stuff like that. But they were, like, really welcoming. They were, like, yeah, they just became friends. Uh, yeah. You know, they're nothing like they they paint them to be. So, but I always keep that respect to them. You know, if they don't ask me for for stuff, I don't I don't go out of my way to tell them because I don't want to be like, oh, yeah. who asked you to tell me this stuff? Like, I got all these guys uh, researching for me. Like, I you know, I, I'm just not that type of guy. Just sure. To, be able to like, be like, hey, you should do this. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, let me tell you what we did in Venezuela. Um, <laughs> Uh, Renthal. Yeah, like if if yeah. he asks me, cool. If not, you know, it's uh, I'm like I said, I'm not gonna go uh, tell him what to do. Renthal bringing you Lorenzo Lacrucio on the Pulp Mech Show. Thanks to the folks at Renthal. Fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. One of my favorite uh, highlights of the national so far this year is at the opener round when I talked to Butron for the first time, and I was asking him about his bike and his setup, and then he said. He said, "Yeah, this guy Dan said something about fantasy, and I had to, I had to be seventeenth or better. He wasn't. He, he, Dan was telling me it's a gambling side. I don't really know, and I'm just like fucking Truman, dude. <laughs> Truman and oh, his ignition. It. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, you know. Dan, he's always supported me. He's helped yeah. me. Uh, so when Jose came, he brought some gets from overseas, and I'm like, hey, I know the guy that can help you out. I can transform those things. Yeah. Good." Uh, so, you know, I got them both in contact and stuff like that. And then he was talking <laughs> yeah. to them like, hey, are you going to do good today? Because, yeah. you know, 
I'm surprised he never he's, he's not texting me each week. Like, how you feel? Like, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, he, uh, it, was like, he just don't pull off. He told me <laughs> that's all. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, we did not what we did not what to expect coming into the season. So yeah. I think yeah. we both were really nervous. And then on top of that, you get Truman telling you, "Hey, you got to be finished seventeenth or better, or else everyone's gonna hate you." Uh, I know. Oh, Jose was very very confused about it all. <laughs> that that was really funny conversation. Conversation for sure. Um, I uh, it's it's been really really fun to watch you guys uh, do this well. I think Kellen, it's kind of like like there's just neat stories that develop over the course of a Supercross season or a Motocross season. And the Wildcat guys, I think for us in the, in the media, this is a this is the cool story. Yeah, it's become know? the summer of Wildcat. Like right. there's always a summer of some privateer <laughs> yeah. or something like that that we yep. that we learn and develop with over the yeah. year, and it's yeah. it's you, cool you, to see this like, story for sure. Like there goes Lorenzo right by Anderson. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, Wildcat, like, oh, okay, dude. Cool. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> um, and it's it's amazing though, like that that nickname because that, that's my nickname here in the states. Honestly, like that if you go to the fan box. 2018, 2019, you'll hear all the boys call me, hey, the Wildcat. The Wildcat, okay, all right. (laughs) So it's kind of funny because one of the, the, I was riding in 2019 for this dealership uh, in Cassini, Mm -hmm. and the owner, every time he saw something he didn't like, like graphics or anything like that, he would say Wildcat. So (laughs) I send him a picture of my graphics, and he said that, and I'm like, what the heck is this? So I text the general manager, I'm like, hey, what is this? And then he goes, oh, he didn't like him. Like, he hated him. And then I'm, like, started messing with my graphic guy. I'm like, hey, he, this guy said they're Wildcats. And he's like, what the heck is that, dude? And I'm like, he hated him. Yeah. So then he started, he started messing with me, and then, like, it just got carried over. And then uh, one of my buddies, he mechanic for Michael Moseman, then he started getting the word, uh, spread it all over the uh, Baker factory. So everyone knew what the Wildcat was. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, I think it was someone from the TLD team told Alex, and then Alex like, hey, what about this Wildcat thing, Wildcat? And they're like, you know, Kenny heard it. <laughs> yeah, it was it. It was Adam over. heard it. And then, yeah, it just escalated. And then we were like, Thinking for a for a team name, you know, we didn't want to be like, hey, like so and so energy drink or whatever, because yeah. we got an energy drink sponsor, we got a sandwich play sponsor and stuff like that. And we're like, no, we cannot do that because you know, we just had to do our own identity. Yeah. So I was like, hey, screw it, just let's call it Wildcat. You know, it's just, what a better way just to explain ourselves. Yeah. Wildcat, you know? <laughs> That's, it's so, fantastic. Uh, yeah. And then I'm I'm just really glad that it, everyone stuck around. Like it, it just stuck around. Everyone liked it so far. So yeah, yeah it just it's funny how it just came up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, are anything else for Lorenzo before we let him go? I was just was going to say, like, is the plan moving forward then? Stay in the U.S.? You want to come back and like maybe race Supercross next year, or maybe wait and do nationals again with the team? Like, well, what do you want to do? Oh, baby, I'm committed at full season here in the states. All right, there we go. I'm going outdoors. I. There's there's no quitting. We're just going up from here. I'm, nice. I'm looking to, like I've said before, uh, even if if I do get an offer from a team that makes sense to me, uh, you know, even if I move, like I said, to a team, mm-hmm. my goal is to keep growing the team. Just to kind of when I, I just whenever my body and I decide to be like, hey, we're done. Yep. Uh, you know, I can just always fall back and have something to rely on. You know, I love motocross. I'm really passionate. Uh, about this i study a lot i w- watch all the races gps whatever you know so 
this is my life. This is what I grew up with. This was my dream growing up. It's still my dream. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep it going as long as I can. And then, like I said, if I find something, a program that's better than what I can put together, then I'll do that or else I'll just keep writing my program, which I know my limitations. I can pick whatever I want to ride with the bike. And then, yeah, uh, the next goal is to find some help from a manufacturer and yeah, just kind of establish ourselves as a team, uh, not a one year hunt wonder, mm-hmm. not a, you know, come and go. Uh, my plan is to come here and stay in the States. I'm committed, uh, super grass, uh, and yeah, outdoors, of course, after that. Awesome. Uh, so the best way is people DM you on Instagram, right? Or do you have an email you want to give out? What's the best thing to do for people? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the team email is easier. Uh, it's wildcatraceteam at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, that's probably the easier way, honestly, just because I'm so busy with, like, training and stuff like that. I, I Like, I just saw an email from a guy from the weekend. Uh, you know, he emailed me, how can I help? And he emailed me and, and my pilot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I should be checking that more often. But, you know, just with all the traveling and all the crazy stuff, I'm tired. I'm trying to figure out yep. stuff like talking to the KTM boys to see if they can help me while my bolt came out and all that <laughs> stuff. So yeah, the team email is probably better. My Instagram, if not the second best thing, it's Lorenzo Lacrucio underscore. Um, yeah, you can okay. just really hit me up there. I'm always there. Uh, well. And uh, if not the email, you know my mom takes care of that email. Me too. So we can always. There's more eyes on that account and my personal well thanks for letting me be involved that was awesome so uh, no, thank cool. you steve uh, it was cool for you to be the first one to come on board and yeah. you know think of outside the box and do all this stuff yeah why well, can't gave you guys a lot of love he, he you know he didn't hate it saying my name he said but he, <laughs> he enjoyed giving you guys some 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 publicity on the show so that part was good um yeah i, I saw the race and they put a lot of camera yeah. on me so i'm like i'm glad i didn't look like a goober out there <laughs> yeah you could have been like phil was complaining today because he said he jumped the leap every fucking lap but the one lap i didn't jump but they put me on camera yeah. and he was, hey, he, was, no. he, was he was telling weege like I, fuck you weege yeah <laughs> trust me i made sure i, I jumped the leap every single lap <laughs> i knew they caught me slipping it was going to be that one time and i didn't want to be the talk of the day and then yeah. i was already making enough fun of jose for not jumping it yeah so uh yeah i was like no i gotta leave by example i gotta do every lap even though i'll die if i chase it but yeah i was telling uh, phil i was giving phil shit that while Pupplemex wildcat team you know beat him this weekend and he was like Buchan was catching me, but I said, no way. He's not getting me. But he goes, Lorenzo, he was fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of gave you some credit. Phil did. So, yeah. That's weird. Honestly, like, Phil and I, you know, everyone says how hateful he is. He's being good to me. I mean, he cuts me out every time and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, we are talking on the, on the gate, and he was just like, just, we're, coming both from injury so i'm like i'm just literally saying hey bro like that's pretty cool what you're doing just yeah. being all this time off and then it's like yeah like ah, you know how he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he's uh, grouchy and yeah, yeah yeah but yeah it's it's cool you know he i think he got top 10 this weekend so yeah uh, it's cool to see him coming back to to his own maybe he's not so grumpy anymore yeah maybe not uh thanks lorenzo thank you man appreciate it good luck we'll see you at southwick 
Thank you, guys. See you this All weekend. Right. See, See you, Lorenzo. You. All right, that's Lorenzo Lafishu, everybody. Wildcat. It's a cool story, man. It is. It is really. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like you said, completely caught me off guard. I didn't think yeah. that this would be the story we would be talking about yeah. this year, but it's, that's the great thing about it's it. It's almost like Masterpool's crushing it, and March Banks has been great, and <clears> Lorenzo's almost not getting as much press as he probably – he's eighth in points. He's yeah, probably but not I getting think, as much points. I, I think know. that's because everyone's still shell-shocked that Jose Butron yeah, is out yeah, there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're like, Wildcat, Butron, <laughs> what, I don't even – what's happening right now? So, uh, Thank you to Renthal for bringing him on board. And, again, get in touch with Lorenzo if you want to be part of his program. And it's crazy. Kelly, you and I follow sport pretty closely, and I knew he went to MXGP, and mm-hmm. you know, I knew that he was uh, – I think I knew the Bud Racing thing and all that. But – you know, there was that time where you just like he's not racing anything, he's not doing anything, and then you hear him tell the story of yeah. what he's been going through. It's the, like just the old story about racers, right? Yeah, so. unbelievable. Uh, thank you, the folks uh, at Wildcat, for letting me part of that that deal. That was really cool. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, job of the week. It's a first and only job board built specifically for motorcycle industry people. And if you want to get started in the industry, you can't just start at start your systems with a hundred thousand subs like Kellen. And, you know, be off and running and be super rich. you got to start somewhere. <laughs> and it's the bottom. And you can get a job at the bottom or in mid-level on MotorcycleNewsyJobs.com. Job of the week, Triumph. Mm. Triumph. Looking for dirt bike racers. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, new dealer recruitment manager, full-time job based out of Atlanta. Uh, Triumph is uh, looking for... Full-time dealer recruitment manager. The purpose of this position is to develop new dealers and potential dealer prospects on a weekly basis to support and maintain a profitable, professional, and sustainable dealer network. Probably got a dirt bike coming. I would mm-hmm. guess they want to probably find dealers for that. Probably. Probably. I would think so. Right. Uh, so please check that out, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. And if you're a company looking to find people, uh, contact those guys to up get your uh, job posted on there as well. Alex Ray coming up here on the show as well. Ex-Brown Goggle Tariffs. For now, it is the Race Tech rant time. For nearly 40 years, Race Tech has been supplying motorcycle industry with the high-quality suspension components made right in the USA. The gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. All Race Tech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Race Tech rant. I got two of them. All right, let's hear them. One moto-related, one not. What do you want first? Uh, let's go not first. Okay. Listen, people, I get it. <laughs> July 4th. Oh, God. America's birthday, Independence Day. I'm cool. Everyone gets to get hammered and go on a river or uh, whatever the fuck you people do to celebrate. I get it. It's fine. We got the same thing in Canada called Canada Day. So this rant is not American directed. It is also directed towards Canada, who has Canada Day, and any other countries that have sort of their Independence Day. So this is not like I hate America thing. So just calm the fuck down on the emails and the tweets. <laughs> You'll get him anyway. Here's the thing. I, I think we've discussed this before. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with fireworks, man. Like, oh boy. I don't get it. Like, listen, I'm as thrilled as the next guy to see a color in the sky and hear a, a noise. Oh, wow, look at that. Like, you know, cool. But, dude, five fucking hours of it? <laughs> like, this is where we're at? Like, just... Listen, I, we've had animals my whole life. Every animal is scared to death of fireworks. I really feel for these little guys and the fireworks. I yeah. mean, our dogs over the years have been just... We had one dog that pissed itself. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, So I, I'm not saying no fireworks, people. My race tech rant is just like, can we calm the fuck down with the fireworks? <laughs> can, we do, can we just shoot fireworks off for... Can there be a law 
two hours of fireworks, and then that's it. I think there kind of are laws like that. I no, mean, a lot there's of, no laws. Well, there's a lot of I'm states that you can't do fireworks at all. Like, what? I live in California. You can't shoot fireworks off in California. It's a fire hazard. What are you talking about? You can't shoot fireworks. They can do they can do the shows because they get the proper licensing for it. But just any Tom, Dick, and Harry in the neighborhood can't just go you stand in the street. You can't go out and of your it. street and shoot a firework off. No. Hold on. I lived in California a long time. And a lot of people shoot fireworks off because they go across the border and get them illegally and come back. Okay, so, all right, so hold on. So technically it's illegal, but no one's actually getting arrested. Because if a cop shows up when you're doing it, they're not going to arrest you, but they'll well, be like, hey, okay, here's so, a ticket. So for this. your big law doesn't really even apply to California. No, but I'm saying there are okay. laws. Okay. Can we just calm the fuck down with the fireworks? Like, you know, I'm going to hear it no more. At 1 a.m., I'm going to be sleeping. And these goddamn fireworks will be going off. And, like, again, you're a child. You're amused easily. At what? At, at the hour three mark of the boom and the red sparkles in the sky, does it start getting boring? <laughs> is, it, is it the third hour in where you're like, oh, I've seen it. I, I, just, I, just, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. It's scary for the animals. Some of us are trying to sleep. And what is so amusing three hours in about the same thing that you've seen for three hours? What, why is it still so interesting? And why can there not be laws that two hours and that's it? <laughs> or whatever amount you want to make oh, it. Oh, man. Like, it's fuck, Kellen, it's going to go on for fucking six, six hours tomorrow night. Like, I, know. I live here. Mark's right. It's, it, it seems excessive in Vegas. It goes, it goes real late. Yeah. It, it goes, seems excessive you here. You do in live Vegas. in a party town, though, to be fair. So it's like double as bad here. Of course, there's going to be people coming here that are like, yeah, Airbnb, let's just go out front all night and but, keep fireworks. But, but, okay, okay. But three hours in when the same <laughs> shit is happening, like the same <laughs> and the colors. Are you still excited? Are you, oh, 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 I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Three hours in, you're like literally like, I can't wait to see what I just saw for three hours. Like, why are you, why are people still excited three hours in to see the same thing over and over? I just went to Indiana Jones. I liked it. Good movie. I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones movies. I'm not sitting in the same out, Indiana Jones movie three hours in a row. <laughs> like, I'm leaving. I'm not no longer. What I'm if no it's a three-hour movie? Well, I, that's fine, but I'm saying the same, the same movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer entertained. Okay. I'm going to move on with my life. And not to mention the animals and the dogs that are all scared. And not to mention some of us have to fucking work the next day. <laughs> So I don't get it. Yeah, I'll agree with you uh, be, for a little bit of it because okay. I have an animal. Uh, I have two dogs. One of my dogs is deathly afraid of fireworks and thunder, so we have to give her some like CBD treats to try to get her to calm down, and then we put earmuffs on her, and that still doesn't really help. Earmuffs. Yeah, so like it, I go through that struggle as well. But just like anything, people love just like loud stuff. You go to a concert for three hours and just have like you leave with your ears. Songs. That's different songs. That's that's like I'm I, just I, saying. You go to a loud thing for three hours and leave with your ears ringing. But if you were drunk, you're like, I just had the best night of my life. Like people are into that because it's just like a way to party and have fun and like be young and dumb and stupid okay, again. That's so that's great. what they do. That's great. Party and have fun is great. What is fun in three hours of seeing the same <laughs> shit in the sky that you saw for three hours? Like what is fun about that? Where you're like because Ooh! if there's if there's, if there's, let's say there's 25 people at a party 
Yeah. Everyone at the party might want to shoot one firework off, but after, you know, an hour, only five people have done it. So the next 20 have to do it. I'm just saying, I think that that's why you end up having people just do it all night long because there's dumb and young and having a good time and drinking and there should be laws kellen two hours and that's it for two hours you can be you can be a, a, a booger picker and be amazed at a fucking red light in the sky would you say a booger picker booger picker <laughs> you, can, you can be you can be amazed <laughs> at the red light in the sky <gasps> like you could just freak out for two hours and then oh it's God. over and then it's over yeah okay <laughs> i'm not saying don't do it I'm not saying that, but what the fuck is so amusing after three, four hours of the same shit? That's where I'm at. So, Booger. Booger. Marks, are you with me on this or no? Just light them off all night long. Like, light them off, sure, but like, I I do get mad when they're going off at one in the morning still. Yes. I I would agree with that. Fucking Talon's probably a one in the morning guy. No, I'm not a big firework guy. I like my fingers and hands connected to my body. (laughs) I just, I don't get the, like, I get the celebration, and I even get lighting some off. But for fucking hours, this is still cool to you. Like you're like you're some sort of child. Like you're a, like you're an orangutan, and you're just, uh, uh, like what? You saw it, bro. It's three hours in. You're good. Yeah. To, uh, well, move I mean, on. I, I, move again, on. I agree. Like yeah. it shouldn't be that late, but I'm sure that there's there's people in this world that if they saw four four hours of motocross racing, they'd be like, "You just see the same thing. You see them do the same jumps over and over again. They're just going to no, circle for four changing. hours." Riders are passing. I know each that other. because we pay no, attention to it. So those that, people that's, might that's think the it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Okay, whatever. It's just the riders are people are into what they're into. If they like throwing fireworks in the air, then that's what they do. I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of what is so exciting. I've seen the same <laughs> shit for three hours. Like what, what is it? Like what? I don't understand. Like I just put yourself in the shit. You're just, you're hearing a boom. You're seeing a red thing go across the sky. And then what? You're just beating off for three hours. Cause it's the, <laughs> it's the best, it's the most exciting thing you've ever seen in your life. So that's my, what's my one? Okay. Right. All right. Okay. I'm not hey, a firework guy off. either. I don't really even care. But right. yeah, right. I couldn't I t- pull the penis out of your mouth while you're working. I couldn't <laughs> tell you the first time that I, the last time I lit a firework off. Like I, I've probably never Probably when one. I was 15. I don't think I've I, ever I done don't know. One. Maybe you need to do it again and relight that uh, candle there, Steve. So yeah. we go in the front yard after this? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. All right. That's my one race tech round of the night. <laughs> Take Pookie to Boulder City for the firework show. It's pretty good. I've got, we went to a firework show. Pookie and I went to the top of the fucking Red Rock a couple times and watched the firework show. Again, nothing wrong with it. 30 minutes. Yeah, a show is like, different than yeah, yeah, yeah. in your neighborhood yeah, for yeah, five yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not trying to be a firework hater. 30 minutes, cool, right on, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's over, it's done. It's, it's, it's the fucking 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. of the same shit, and the bomb's going off like it's fucking Baghdad 2003. <laughs> oh my God. Like General Schwarzkopf has sent in the troops. That's stupid. Bombs over Baghdad. Oh, okay. gosh. My next rant is... Oh, there's more. Yes. Oh, there's another. My next rant is, if people are listening to this that are my friends and in my group text, and there's that, that doesn't exactly narrow it down. There's like probably a hundred. You have a lot of group texts. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. I gotta, uh, JT's in everyone, and Weege's in half, and I never know what's fucking going on. I have like three group texts, and two of them are you. So, like... No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, anyways, my this is a rant at those guys. There's a, so they're industry people, they're riders, you know, they're 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 VIPs in the industry. Let's call them either riders or industry people. That those this is my rant at those people, like the World Supercross. Mm-hmm. 
I just I don't like the I don't like making fun of it. Like, okay, I, I mean, again, you're gonna hear an interview with Lewis Phillips who was at the the British round, and we do have some laughs. The gate didn't drop. The flagging. You're gonna hear Lewis talk about this flagger restart. <laughs> but I mean, we also make fun of the AMA series and the motocross series. We're doing the same I mean, things. I work for Racer X, who owns the motocross series, and I still. Yeah, have a hell of a laugh at a lot of motocross series and the AMA and everything else. Yeah. So I'm not. This this is different. That, that what I'm talking about is the snide comments about the series itself. Like, oh, did you hear this? Did you see this? They canceled the round. They they, they you know they did th- like they did this. Like like there's a certain amount of glee mm-hmm. that people are getting from this seeing this series fail or make mistakes. I don't like that. That's my race tech rant. Like, dude, this is just another series that's paying guys a lot of money that are, you know, like Grant Harlan with an eye. Our buddy Grant Harlan with an eye. He can make a lot of money doing this. Cade. Uh, like, I don't see any. Like, uh, listen, I don't have any hatred for these guys. It's awesome. More rides, more money, another thing to follow, another thing to watch. They're they're going to be in for a tough struggle in my mind because they don't have the industry support they need to, 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 to seemingly to, to, to survive. That's another story. That's not none of my business, but for now, like, like the gate didn't drop, you know, and there's a lot of things going on in my group text about that, but we've seen the monster cup gate, not drop. I think the AMA supercross gate didn't drop one time too. I we definitely had game malfunctions, like full restart. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, like, so like, you know, it's happened over here. And I just I don't like the attitude where they're happy these guys are struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. There's a lot of money for racers out there. We're always yelling about there's no rides, there's no rides, and it's right. There are no rides. Right. There's rides over there. There's no money. There's no money. There's no money. There's money over there. Like this is awesome. Yeah. More power to these guys. I don't see how they're going to make it long term. That's none of my business. <laughs> but for now, great. Like awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? So I kind of don't like. I mean, I guess I could put this in a long text and put it in every group text, but I don't like it. I do don't you wa- push back f- when they come at you with like some sort of ha ha ha? You're like, yeah, they do that here too. Or yeah, do you just- no, no, I, I don't know about something like that, but I've been like, hey man, these guys are making great money. Yeah. Like in JT's instance, I've been like, dude, you would be racing the fucking World Supercross. Yeah. 100%, you would be there. So, you know, yeah. cut it, cut, cut it out <clears throat> a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I just... I don't like the snide stuff um, about about that kind of stuff. I just these guys are trying and they're paying a lot of money. Yeah, and good on them. Yeah, and good for the riders to have teams and all of that. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think for from what I can gather of the people that I know that are constantly kind of bickering about it is that you know they're more partial to the u.s side of things anyway because they have either business here or they just feel that this is the better series or whatever. And, and that's so then fine. you suddenly have that yeah. like you know bleeding red white and blue kind of bias a little bit where you're like i want to see my home stuff succeed more and and that's the same thing that we always have with motocross of nations where yeah. it's like i don't really give a crap about what the other countries are doing i want the u.s to but, win and stuff you know like it's the same kind of patriotism side of it i think yeah and, I, and i've never i've always pushed against that even canada like there's this tournament in hockey called the world juniors and canada whoops up on it for, yeah. for so long they, they haven't won for a few years and now they're back winning and uh, canada would just puff its chest out at winning this thing. And I'm like, yeah, hockey's the most important thing in the world in Canada. We should win this and who cares? Yeah. I've never been one of those Patriot dudes to just 
like my country over everybody else, whether it's this country, which I've now lived in longer than the one I did in Canada yep. or Canada. I've never been like that. I've always been way more cynical. And I don't think if you actually looked at the two series, like there's no fucking way. And again, I hope Adam Bailey doesn't listen to this or get too mad. There's just no fucking way the World Supercross is ever going to take over what we're doing here. It's just not. It's not going to happen. But it can be a viable other series. Yeah. So if you're an American fan, you just just know that there'll be a race in Anaheim one, and there'll be a race in Salt Lake, and whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like American series is fine, and it's great, and it's working well. And there can also be another series that pays riders money and gives them rides. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I agree with you. Like yeah. I, I love that. For all those riders, there's another opportunity for them to go make money, and that for us as you know, fans or members of the media, there's more racing to cover, there's yeah. more things to talk about, and all that. I will say, like just from my side of it, a little bit, uh, like I'm gonna take my racer X hat off here a little bit and just go back to being a fan because I remember feeling like this when I was a teenager and as a, I was yeah. a fan. Uh, the thing that bums me out about WSX, and it's the same thing that I feel about GPs in the U.S. being separate and all this, is that like. I'm a motocross fan. I love watching dirt bike racing. And my favorite race every year is Motocross of Nations, and it's not close because finally we get to see... Eh, but you're not. You're not getting it. You're getting the three best from the country. I'm just saying, finally, we get to see, like, Eli Tomac and, like, Hurlings or Fevra or someone of that level yeah, square off. Right. Like, we don't get that very often. Ideally, I wish that we lived in a world where the top F1. GP guys... Like, F1. But F1 isn't like that anymore either. In the 60s, True. you would have rods, you'd have yeah, Dan yeah, Gurney yeah. and you'd have Jim Clark and you'd have Bruce McLaren from three different walks of life end up in F1 together racing True. each other, and You're they'd right. actually be pretty you know good battles and stuff. Nowadays, it's mostly European dominated. You have one American who yeah. somehow squeezed in because he Canadian. moved to you Europe. Got a Canadian. You got a Canadian, but he bought his ride. Yeah, and so but he's good. I, I know, but it's the same thing with all motorsports. Like yeah, th yeah. that is. There are great drivers in IndyCar that should probably be in F1 but aren't. Yeah. And there are great drivers in NASCAR who could maybe be in F1 but they aren't. Like, it's the same thing. And so I hate yeah. seeing this segmentation, which is happening a little bit in Moto now because there's another series that's pulling attention. And instead of having Roxon and Harlan and Wilson and all these guys racing motocross on the weekend, we don't see them and instead they're racing a different series and it's, i feel the same way that we don't get to see sexton and jet and all those guys race them in supercross right now or that we don't see sexton and jet all those guys go race fevra and uh prado and all those guys right now as well like as a racing fan i just want to see them all together but we will, will not get that with our current model and the way right. that the economics of it work because there's not a pr enough press and all this to go around for the guys that would get 20th even though they're elite level talents yeah this the, the dirty secret of the motocross of nations is it's really not that competitive yeah, it's it's eight guys. Yeah, like class, God, know, I would fall over in my chair tomorrow if we had a you, you might know, top twenty. You might US fall, be falling over in your chair. I know they're but, working on it. Uh, I know, and but can you imagine that? Like just to have the, like yeah. literally have Dylan Wright and some of the best Australian riders aside from the Lawrence brothers and a lot of the Europeans and all the Americans just come together and have one like supermoto race, like crazy like on supermoto bikes or super <laughs> no i mean you know what i mean yeah, like I super i know combined motocross i guess race. when like, i said f1 i was thinking like there's no other competitor in car racing to f1 but i know what you mean you're right your yeah. example wasn't great but i just mean there's no like f1 is the pinnacle of car racing and there's no like somebody with f1 cars trying to be the same series yeah that's what i meant but yeah. you're right you're right f1's more political than maybe anywhere as far as right drivers, but right? The, it's yeah it's, yeah it's all motorsports i just right. I, I just want to see the best the same way in motorsports, yeah, I want to see the best yeah, drivers right, go against right. each other. I want to see the best riders okay. race each other in motocross. Well, so. I still don't like. I don't understand the fucking fireworks things. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, the race tech ran of the night. Skyler, what's up, man? 
Hey, Steve, what's going on, guys? How are you tonight? Good. What's happening? Hey, quick question. I know a couple weeks ago, I know you and JT were talking a little bit about, like, maybe there's, like, a if there's possible anti-Lawrence sentiment out there. And um, I just wanted to kind of talk about that because, you know, I'm a rider. My family rides. Everyone I know rides. And I really can't find anybody that roots for the Lawrence kids. Really? Um, and I don't know. I, yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just more fun. Like, you have rooting interest when you yeah. root against him. I don't know if it's the interviews. But... I'm just not finding anybody that roots for him, huh. and myself included. Is, I don't have anybody anything against the kid. Okay, really, but let me ask you this: I'm they, finding, Let me ahead. ask you this: Is it is it because they're foreigners? Like, did, did, did people root for Roxon? Do you feel like is it a foreign thing? So I, my personally, I'm a huge Roxon guy. Okay, um, right. I love. Yeah, I, I really like Ken. I don't know if it's just recent events with kind of like how they've come off in interviews. Um, I, I really can't tell you what it is, but just everyone that I know, and I know a lot of people that ride, I just don't find anybody like going, yeah, I hope Jet kills it. I hope Lawrence kills it. Well, and I, I don't yeah. know what it is. I, I just, I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with you. You're obviously, you're, 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 I can't disagree with you or you and your friends and all that, but dude, I think they got a lot of fans, man. Like there's a lot of people out there. Like obviously the donut line is long every weekend. And so I know what you're saying, but they're out there, you know, like, yeah. yeah, no, I can't disagree. I just I remember I remember JT saying, "Yeah, I don't think those people are out there." And I feel bad saying like I'm one of those guys. I'm just not sitting on my couch going, yeah, "Oh no, yeah, dude, you, I'm loving that. I'm not, loving him blowing the doors off everybody." You know, you know? you're not you're not wishing they break their arms or anything. Well, you're just not. Yeah, you're just not cheering for them to win. I, I think yeah. that's just it. Like it, a little bit of recency bias. I don't think uh, there's a lot of fans that just don't want to see pure domination. They want to see good close racing. Yeah. And, and like it's awesome to see the talent that's displayed by Jet. But sometimes you're just like, man, I wish we could see closer battles closer action so when someone's walking away all the time you kind of build a little bit of like oh, I'm, I'm sick of it I want to yeah. see somebody else win and we've already had the Lawrence brothers kind of like in our face for the last three years like when yeah. he almost won at Anaheim uh, 2 in 2020 yeah. against Dylan yeah. Yeah. The crowd was like losing it and yeah. then he was the talk of the entire next week like yeah. because he was the underdog now that they're the favorites I think it switched a little bit right which is what Skyler's saying here right, right. yeah yeah huh. yeah I don't, yeah. I, I, don't I mean know. Do you feel like he's going to – I feel like it might go kind of the RC route where RC, when he came up to NC in 01, it was like, wow, this kid's going to beat Rick, you know, Jeremy. And then we're dropping him from the Raptors and Superman or, you know, King stuff. Yeah. And then everybody turned against Ricky for a couple of years, and then it became all oh, its root for Ricky because here comes James, right? Here comes Travis. And there's like – I don't feel like there's anybody to come up against this kid. I think Sexton will, you know. I don't know, but uh... – yeah, interesting. I don't know, man. I mean, they have tons of fans, so I get what you're saying. I, I and I think, yeah, I think it's a. It wasn't like Jet changed from the donut kid. He's just dominating, and so that's what what it is. I think Kellen is onto something there. You know, it's just like we don't want the same dude to win all the time. So yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably right. All right, thanks, Scholar. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, thank you. Um. All right, we got another Works Connection Pro Launch Start Device. Uh, fifth caller, Talon, fifth caller wins the Works Connection Pro Launch Start Device. Uh, we need their email and their year and make and model and all that. So thank you, sir. 702-586-7857. Uh, Alex gave us $5 on YouTube, and it says 5 bucks for Kellen, and you will not be getting that 5 bucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, 5 bucks for Kellen since I missed the RF race this week. Is it Efforts? Alex Efforts? Yes. Yeah. What's yeah. RF? Race Factory? 
the, uh, I thought you run Start Your Systems. I do. I do run Start Your Systems. Race Factory is MX Sports to MX Simulator. Start Your Systems is Peacock to MX Simulator. Race Factory runs the races. I broadcast it. Huh. Okay. So they say RF races because it's it's like saying uh, uh, this um, the AMA National, basically. Okay. All right. Mark, did you get the uh, Wildcat Racing logo on for your, your dumb car racing? Uh, yes. Oh. It's called iRacing. iRacing. Yep. Yes. Do you do that? I did for a while, but uh, it takes a lot of time to play it consistently. Uh-huh. Like it's... time you could be building an app, that kind of time. <laughs> oh man! Let me live my life. <laughs> okay, right. I'm a peacock man. You gotta let me fly. All right, okay. Thanks, uh, to, thanks to Nick for getting those graphics on our cars. Pretty sweet. Alex Ray coming up here too shortly. By the way, uh, uh, so um, first week in August is Sturgis, and uh, I'm doing uh, a little broadcast. Marks, you gotta help me with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing the I'm doing a broadcast. Time I could be using to build an app. The Ooh. I'm I'm doing a broadcast from the Motorcycle Hall of Fame at Sturgis. They're inducting the 1981 MXDN team. Wow! So I'm gonna be like doing the show or hosting it or something on like Monday. That. No, it's like a midweek. Thing. Oh, okay, it'll be on our YouTube channel and Racer X is too. I think so. Just stay tuned for that. But thanks to the guys at Sturgis for having me out. And uh, the 81 MXDN team will be inducted in, into their Hall of Fame. Why not? So I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, also, uh, Kellen, you, um, I just want to talk about the fact that you got Jack in the Box for the show. Yes. So you lived up to, Yummy. like, yep, like there was no, it wasn't a gimmick, it wasn't a game. You stopped for yeah. food and you brought Jack in the Box in. And it was delicious. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't so, know why you're so upset about it. Okay. I'm not upset. It's just, yeah, it's, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, Millville Ride Day, August 14th and 15th. Thank you to John Martin and, and Alex Martin. Uh, Milva Ride Day, Ride Day at pulpamex.com is the email. We're we're picking a select few for the for the Saturday, and then Sunday is an open ride day at Millville. You got to pay some money, uh, thirty bucks I think or something. But uh, yeah, Kiefer will be there. A bunch of us will be there. So thank you to the folks um, for at Millville for doing that. We'll tell you more about that as it comes. But Kiefer's going to be there, and and uh, I think Will Hans going. Phil wants to go. Troll Train. Uh, J- Justin Brayton may go. Oh, yeah. Heavy hitters. So who's who? Uh, Starling wants to go. Osborne mentioned driving up. Is Denny coming? That's fairly close to Denny Stevenson. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Could, you you got to have that? someone rent the Denny and help pay for uh, oh, God. you getting uh, out there. We got our winner for the Works Connection uh, Pro Launch Start Device. Thank you for calling. Thanks to Works Connection for uh, for all of that. Uh, the 8 o'clock hour brought to you by Off-Road Warehouse. I'm proud to be supporting Team Chaparral. Uh, nope, that's the old read. Uh, <laughs> proud to support the ORW guys at the Club MX guys. It's the ORW butt patch on the back of Phil Pants and March Banks and J-Mart uh, when he was racing. They have stores throughout the West Coast, including Temecula, San Diego, and now in Corona and Vegas. Pulp MX code to save at offroadwarehouse.com. Get your bike to the track with style and performance from offroadwarehouse.com. And again, off the top, uh, MTX Braking. Pulp MX code is the code to save at MTX braking. These are these guys. Uh, they come from motocross and power sports. They brought the better braking tech into brake pads. Two different compounds as well. So if you're a mountain biker, try the MTX stuff. It's uh, it's fantastic. Really works well. So thanks to MTX braking for coming on board. Pulp MX code to save with those guys. Uh, before we get Ari on the show, uh, race review on Racer X this morning or yesterday with Weege and JT. It's kind of interesting. MXDN. Mm-hmm. Like, Saxon's changing teams. He's not going to go. Jetson Cooper can't go. He's getting married. Um, who are we sending? I don't know. Are you so you think one hundred percent Chase would not debut on a KTM there? Uh not one hundred percent, but I would put high. Yes, I think that they may not want it. I think Chase would one hundred percent do it. 
So I, I, I'm not ruling Chase out as going yet. Let's go off the fact that most riders changing teams don't race. Correct. Yes. But, I mean, you know. So let's just assume. That. We didn't think Dungey would show up and race Monster Cup when he went to KTM, and they were barely figuring the 450 out, and there he was. So okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. But I, I, if you take Chase out of it, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Hayden is probably about a shoe-in at this point based on the way that things have gone this mm-hmm. year. You could say RJ has been pretty solid, and obviously Kitchen's won a moto now, so you can maybe put him in the discussion. But, I mean, Hayden's earned it at this point. He's consistent. He's yep. now won uh, a moto and an overall, so I don't, I don't think you can bet against that. So then it would be 450, and then what do you do? Uh, I would say, looking at it at the this very second, you would say probably AP and maybe Webb if he comes back, but then he's switching to star, so no. So yeah. then probably maybe AC, but if AC wants to take some time Cowie off at the end of the year, really and Cowie doesn't really do it, so yeah. no Jason. Uh-huh. So then Barsha when he comes back? Okay. Uh, can can Phil make the team? Garrett Marchbanks, like <laughs> Masterpool. <laughs> Masterpool. I mean, Masterpool would you know that's kind of a sneaky maybe, right? Um. Yeah, tell me. Uh, he talent. Sorry, sorry to interrupt there, Tra- Tra- <laughs> Travis. Yes, sir. He said to call him at eight twenty. Uh, he just he texted me and said, "Y'all calling? Yeah, we are. Call yeah, him now at eight twenty when you said to call. <laughs> yeah, he said to call. So well, um, wait, is it give it? Huh? Give him five minutes. Okay. All right. Th- this guy, dude, I don't know. Loose program. I don't know. He's been golfing. I think he's drunk. He so. wants to go golfing with. <laughs> he, he is, and he wants to go golfing with tits. He says okay. drowning in his sorrows. Well, he's got no. T- he's got a lot of time on his hands, so yeah. he can go tits now. Um. Uh. So yeah, it's interesting. Like, it may not be that great of a team. Yeah, unfortunately, right? right? Especially after we just won it, and then we may have to send kind of a B team. Yeah. Like, I don't want to call it a B team. Covington, but Sealy, Osborne. I don't know about that level. I I feel like, wow. I mean. Low-key shot. Sorry, Fine. but you seriously call that a team like that was. Well, I said B team, and you said you wouldn't even call it that level. I, yeah, because I feel like that was, I'm sorry, Sealy and Covington. I feel like that was a little bit of a C team. Wow. Okay. It's just the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quit being a dick. I know, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, they're never going to talk to me again. Um, the girls in from L.A., boy. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I just feel that uh, there's probably a chance they don't go in as the favorites after repeating or yeah. after finally winning and trying to repeat this year. Do you think that, maybe they don't go at all? Let's say they can't, you know? No. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, RJ's going to probably want to go at all costs if, if Hayden declines, so then yeah. you have him wanting to go. I feel like no, you end up getting guys like Barsha and Plessinger that would also die on the flag as well. So I think like, Barsha will come back and be close to good speed. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I think you have too many guys that now that it's we've won again, the curse is lifted, whatever, it's cool to be on the Motocross of Nations team again. On top of that, there's not a huge gap from the end of the year. They mm-hmm. obviously have to go race Supercross kind of before they race that again. But yep. instead of a month off and yeah, then maybe try to get ready off, for it, right? it's just a week and then you get ready to go again. Yep. So I think there's too many factors in play that would say, yes, we're going to send a team. Okay. There's no chance we don't go. What are your excitement levels for SMX? Where are we at? On a scale of one, let's go 15 for Tim Ferry. <laughs> I would say like... I'm getting to more like the 9, 10, 11-ish oh, okay. range just because I didn't really think I would care about this like cutoff for the playoff thing, yeah, but I'll it's actually f- been kind of interesting. Following you on Twitter, you care a lot. <laughs> well, so um, it, that all kind of started from we have a uh, sponsored feature now on Racer X. Oh, that, there we go. Well, okay. listen, I, like I said, I didn't think I would care that much about it, but now we have a sponsored feature that is uh, us trying to detail 
who's going to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. And so that's how that all came about of like tracking it a little bit more. And now it's kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. Like we're going to have some interesting guys make it. There's a lot of money on the table. The format is something we've never really seen before. There was a conversation on Twitter today. So if you're injured or you're not in the class, a la uh, Jet Lawrence. Or Tomac. Or Tomac, they're going to just take more to the out of the LCQ. Out of the LCQ. Nobody qualified. Like, it'd just be less qualifiers. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, like, theoretically, right now, without Tomac, there'd only be 19 people yeah. that qualify in, and yeah. then they would take three out of the LCQ. Yeah. But there's a chance that there's more uh, if Craig but, doesn't but, come back because Craig is currently qualified, yeah. but he might not there's be only ready. Only 10 so. in the LCQ, so like we could be taking five out of the LCQ or something. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, I don't know, you know, if if it gets to the point where there's a lot of guys that aren't there, will they add yeah. more to the LCQ? Because right. it sounds like it's, like, really a hard 30 cutoff is what they're trying to go for. Right. That you have 30 riders that make it plus yeah. maybe a guy that wins a race or whatever. But, okay. yeah. Marks, what's your excitement level at 1 to 15 on this SMX? Talon, or Talon, uh, Kellen just said he was, like, a 9. I'm stressed more than excited. Oh, Pulp Max Fantasy yeah. purposes. Yeah. We, we were discussing scoring earlier and it made me realize shit i got work to do <laughs> so yeah. yeah we'll see we'll see racing wise yes i'm i'm pretty excited it'll be cool yeah what where are you at yeah like a seven that's not that far away from me i said like a nine uh, i'm half i'm <laughs> halfway excited uh, yeah i mean look that's, i'm that's still the equivalent of a five on a 15 scale <laughs> yeah thank you you're such a cheater i'm still uh i'm still full of Focused on motocross and and now WSX and MXGP and paying attention to their championships and stuff. Canadian but like, moto, yeah, definitely deep in there yeah. too. Um, Balls deep in Canadian yep. moto. <clears throat> uh, but I, I think it's just going to be really interesting to see for the first time and see how it plays out and see how the riders take it. See what we're going to get. Like because if this is going to be what we're doing moving forward, obviously this is going to be a talking point ten years from now at some point if they're going to keep doing this. So. Um, it's something that, that's new and unique and might as well get excited for a little bit more racing. Got a tweet here that said fireworks of any kind are illegal in San Diego County. And if you get caught setting them off, you could be looking at a $50,000 fine. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, but everyone does it. I mean, I, I, know. I, lived, I lived in San Diego. I remember a lot of fireworks. Yeah, I mean, we live so, in a very hazardous fire area down there. Yeah. and uh, but, but I don't yeah. feel like that, that threat doesn't mean anything to people. They, there's just tons of fireworks. Well, I mean, be. the problem is, is that like if there's if you shoot them off on a random night there's a chance that they'll find you because you're the only one doing it but when yeah. there's a bunch of people doing it on the fourth of july i think most people just assume like oh, they're not going to catch me because there's 14 other people right. doing it that's it's the I mean. same thing well, so yeah. that's, that's why i'm saying like on the july 4th day these these threats don't mean anything yeah no not at all right okay that's all i meant <laughs> Uh, Kellen Brower here from Start Your Systems, uh, and please check out uh, Decal Works. They're, they're bringing you Kellen tonight as well. Uh, Pulp Max 23 is the code to save with those guys. Um, okay, all right, we got our next guest on the line. Uh, I want to talk to the folks at Get as well. Uh, thank you to the folks at Get and um, uh, the two-stroke CDIs, four-stroke e- EFC, EACUs. Honda's using uh, the ECUs on the 250 side. And they're using the get data loggers and the whole, and the um, uh, whole shot devices. The you okay, Steve? L the dashboard, the RPM dashboard. I don't know why that just blanked out of my mind. Uh, yes, the RPM dashboard as well. The Honda guys. So thank you, the folks at Get. If you want a discount from the folks at Get or uh, anybody else, uh, check out the pulpmexshow.com. 
and to, for, to, to learn how to save, whether it's a discount code or an email or whatever it is. W Atlas Brace as well. Uh, the Get Guys FMF. Their codes are all there. Their way to save is on pulpamexshow.com. So thank you to those guys uh, as well. All right, let's get to uh, our, our next guest here. It's an impromptu phone call. Alex Ray. Yep. There goes, goes my, my hero. hero. Oh, Watch him <laughs> as he goes. Stop, dude. No. <laughs> okay, so wait. Are you really done? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm done. That was it. I'm over it. That was it. Yep. Yeah, you just don't. You're Never mind like a bike issue and it's not going that well. As you told me at the race, like you just, you don't want to be out there. No, this was this was going on a little bit before. Like, I mean, yeah. I was talking to my dad about it, like, sort of on the way to the race. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, hey, like, you know, if this is like, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be there. Like, yeah, uh, right. I don't know, I don't know. Like, I haven't really, like, I, I said it this morning, like, on our pa- our podcast on the Swap Motor Live thing. Not like, familiar with that company. Not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, didn't you used to do a thing at Transworld? Yeah, Transworld, yes, but not not from a oh, swamp. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. All right. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I was I was talking a little bit on there. Um, my buddy, like he's pretty much my best friend, right? Like Heart Raft, he had a he had a crash uh, at the beginning of the year, um, like preseason stuff, and uh, you know, I was I was just it's just been on my mind, right? Like. It was pretty tough on him, um, you know, with, you know, almost being paralyzed and, mm-hmm. you know, like he's a guy, he's a guy who went his whole career pretty much. I mean, which it wasn't, you know, very long, obviously, because he's still young, but, you know, he went, uh, he never crashed, never, like never crashed. And obviously like he had a bike malfunction mm-hmm. and that, and that's what led him to crash, but it took one crash, you know, and I've had. I mean, it's no secret. I've had 12 years of pretty much landing <laughs> on my head and just eating shit, and, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, crazy stuff. So, yeah, like ever since then, like it, it just, it's just been hitting, you know, a little close to home and, and, uh, you know, just with me getting older and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm engaged and all this stuff. And I, like, I tried to get it out of my head. Like it just, it, I couldn't get it out of there. So, yeah, you know, no, like it's, I it's, think it's, it's smart of you. On me and yep. I was just, I was just like, hey, let me just, you know, count my blessings, wipe my hands with it, and I'm, I'm done. You know, and that's, and that's what's been going on like pretty much the whole summer, and in which, you know, me showing up, I, like it may not seem like it, like I told you earlier, it may not seem like it, but I, I haven't been riding like myself, and I don't, uh, I just, I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it anymore. You know, at that level, I, I mm-hmm. still want to race. I still want to have a good time. I still want to go to the track. I still want to hang out with my friends, do all that stuff. But I just don't want to race at a professional level anymore. And and you know, it just uh, yeah, I'm I was just sort of over it this past weekend, especially with the the bike issues and stuff like that. Yeah, and and with my dad being there, it was a little bit a little bit easier, you know, like, cause he sort of seen and, and like what I was going through and everything. And, and yeah, I was just, you know what? Um, I was over it. I was done with it. Well, I mean, it's, it's good that you recognize that. Right. Um, and you're not trying to just put it in the back of your head and send it and, and, and possibly hurt yourself. Um, and then, and then if you hurt yourself, you're like, I don't want to be here anyways. Why did I race? And now I'm hurt. You know what I mean? Like you stopped yourself before yeah. anything bad happened, which is a good thing. 
Um, yeah. No one likes to go out the way that you did that. Like you, you know, you want to go out Justin Brayton way or, or whatever. You know, all these ways where you're you're putting in a good result and you're going off uh, proud of yourself and everything else. And 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 not that you're not proud of yourself, but I mean proud of that race or whatever. However you go, however you end it. But know this, yeah. a Ray. Like ninety percent of racers go out the way you do. Either they don't qualify, they have some shitty results, or you know what I mean, like. Well, and the thing yeah. about it is, like, what what it comes down to is, like, I mean, I went out saying that, like, hey, this is, like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Like, I didn't, I wasn't forced to be done, which no, is, which true. would yeah. be way, way, way worse, right? Yep. So, that that's a plus. And then, and then two, like, I don't know, you, you can say it any which way you want to, but, like, whenever I started racing Supercross, whenever I turned pro, I was a young kid. I was fat as fuck. I was, I shouldn't have been out there, whatever. I was a gate filler, right? Mm -hmm. And then I turned it around and I put in the good results. And then after, like, say this year, like my head wasn't in it. And I felt like I was, like, after I got hurt, like after I broke my thumb and then after I broke my finger and like all this stuff happened, I just, I felt like I was a gate filler and I couldn't like catch up. And I, I, I'm not going to just be a gate filler whenever I show up there, whenever I'm, I'm spending my own money. I'm, I'm, it's all coming out of my pocket. I'm in the red. I'm not going to just be a gate filler. Right. So that like between that and just everything, like I've been there, I've done that. Like, I feel like I've, I've done enough for myself as a kid, just coming from Tennessee, just being a young kid coming from nothing. Like it's a lot harder for me to do well versus like someone with a little bit more talent. Right. Like, like, for me to get where I was, I had to kind of work my ass off, right? Like, I mean, I, like, I'm sketchy. Like, everyone, everyone says, like, yeah, like you crash, you do this, like, but that's me putting my 100% effort into it, and that's, I mean, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had told Pink JT A Ray, hey man, you're gonna make 70 main events, you're gonna get a factory Yamaha fill-in ride. You're going to get to travel the world racing. He would have signed up for that. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, whenever I was 16, like, dude, I walked around with that freaking lanyard around my neck, like, dude, and with the, just a heart on all through the pits, dude. Like, you could just see the, my, just, dude, I was just, yeah, just bricked up the whole time, you know? Like, I was stoked, you know? Like, yeah. And, yeah, like, and then, that was just I was just stoked to be there too, you know. And I and I had a lot of friends who were who were older than me, who were who were racing with me and, and stuff like that. And like I was just the dude like there. Like I mean, I may have had a little bit of bad influences around me at that point in time, but I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything, man. Like I had I had the most fun probably out of anybody in the pits, you know. So I'm I was yeah, I'm yeah. stoked on it. You got you, know? you had two chicks in Finland. Oh, yeah. I asked for help, but nobody wanted to help. I I needed help. I had two chicks. My own hands. Yeah, I mean, you know, these things are great. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I've, uh, I've had a good time, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, listen, buddy, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been cool, man. I mean, I mean, it's a little bit bummer because we're going to lose the pop-up on Pulp Fantasy. Well, yeah. Just give it to somebody else. I'm give it gonna, to Hardy or someone. We're going to add him to the list every week, and yeah, I'm just going to click it. Hardy. Give, give it to Alex Ray Memorial <laughs> pop up or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a memorial pop up. We'll call it the Alex Please Ray Memorial. Yeah, and it'll be Hardy. Um, it'll pass, <laughs> yeah. pass it on. Um, 
no, man. Like I said, yeah, it's been it's been terrific to to see all the things that you've yeah you accomplished. You know, it's so funny. Like uh, like hanging out with a guy like Coop. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's had so much success, like you know, in Supercross and and outdoors and everything. Like mm-hmm. everybody, like we call him like five times, six times. Like you know, and then I'm like, Yo, bro, I got six LCQ wins. So like everybody's calling me six times, and then everybody's calling him. You know, like with his like championship <laughs> wins. Yeah, and I'm like, Yeah, bro, I got six LCQ wins. Dude, yeah. come to the gauntlet, dude. You don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want. You don't want anything to do with that LCQ guys. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. So is it just? Straight into enjoy the ride life, or like, do you? What are you gonna do? What's next? How long are you gonna wait? Um, and decompress I mean, yeah, that? like that's uh, that's that's sort of the plan, obviously. Yes, but uh, I'm I'm probably gonna take a couple weeks to myself. You know, I'm yep. gonna take this week. My my fiance, she's in Kentucky. She's on her bachelorette trip, so she's there the whole week. So I'm just in. I'm in the house by myself. My roommate Kenny Bell, he went to uh, where's Kenny Taco Bell? Australia. Oh, yeah, Jesus. he went to Australia tonight. So I got the whole house to myself. The last time we went to Australia, he got lost, or they couldn't find him, or <laughs> they thought he died. No, he went to no, he went to like Cabo or something. And oh, was that Cabo? The first oh, oh. day. Yeah, and then he was there for like four days. He was supposed to fly home on a Wednesday, so I'm sitting here on a Wednesday night, like waiting on him to get home. He never comes home. Yeah. So like Thursday and Friday, we're calling the embassy. The dude's nowhere to be found. We thought he was dead. And then he just shows up on like on like next Monday. I'm like, all right, dude, like that's cool. Right. So okay. So yeah, he's hopefully, like, yeah, man, it was crazy. I love my phone. It's the whole thing. Kenny Taco Bell <laughs> listens to No Man. Oh, uh, man. So hopefully he can yeah behave himself down under. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, probably not. Well, come up yeah. here and golf with tits. He golfs every day. So that's what I'm saying. I went I went golfing today. I'm gonna be golfing all week, uh, and then and then maybe maybe next week I might get my life together. But this week I'm I'm for sure gonna be. <laughs> come on, Alex. Together. Where's the invite? I got my clubs too. Better than oh, tits. Well, let's go. Let's go. Gee, yeah, man. I, I'm <laughs> ready. I'm ready. You say the words. I'm there. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it. We're gonna. I mean, I think of the joy you've given us watching you over the years and the, the tweets. The amount of entertainment. And the tweets. It's, it's amazing. I mean, never mind, like, your own personal safety. Just the <laughs> just the things that we've all seen that we're not going to see anymore it saddens me, you know? Yeah, the amount of tough blocks. Like, I mean, I've fought the dude in the middle of the fucking track. Yeah. I've <laughs> oh endoed. I've looped out. I, I That's yeah. why I told you this before – I told you this a month ago or so. Like I really like you're working. For, you're gonna work for O'Neill. You're gonna you're gonna sell some gear. I get it. But man, like ride a little bit. Come race the West Coast stuff. Like you'll get in the night shows. You maybe make some mains. Like you know, don't don't kill yourself getting ready. But yeah, race a few supercrosses for fun. You might you with all the pressure. No. With all the pressure gone. <laughs> no. With all the pressure no. gone, and you know you got Absolutely. to go to. Okay. All right. Never no. mind then. Scratch Look, it. I saw Alex ride at the. They did a Max's tire intro recently, and that was the happiest I've seen him all year. He rolled up with a smile on his face. Yeah. He wants the no pressure. Go out and just ride and have fun type yeah. of life now. You know that that's the best thing. Well, you know, whenever you can go out to Paris or or you know like the local track here in California and. You know, I got Dahmer, Swap, Chase, like, you know, like just like the whole Swap Moto Live crew. Like, we just cruise around. I'll follow them around. Maybe we'll throw some whips and then, you know, have a Modelo or something afterwards with Dahmer. And, and like, that. that's that's it. Like, I, maybe I want to maybe I wanna do, like, uh, Day in the Dirt or or something, you know, maybe race vintage bikes. Or, world Vets? Like just, world Vets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, World Vets, 30-plus class. Like, I'm yeah. down. He could know? be part maybe, of your 24-hour like, team. Loretta's, but, like, I don't. Dude, I'm telling we you, can't, he can't be part of my 24 hour. <laughs> we need the bike back. It's got a lot. 
and, and like and you're saying like hey dude like maybe like come out do the west coast series or whatever the amount of pressure i put on myself for like a professional event or like supercross outdoors everything i don't want to go through that anymore every single weekend at supercross outdoors whether it be any any of the races i put so much pressure on myself i give myself nervous so bad to where i'm like i've said this before i i'm literally pissing all over my seat like i piss yeah. myself every weekend <laughs> and i and i hate i hate that feeling yeah like, i mean you can ask yeah, yeah. the last few mechanics i've had like i'll have a puddle of freaking piss on my on my seat it sucks and like i just i worry myself to death on the gate or you know before practice or anything and i hate yep. that feeling yep, so yep, yep. you know so like yeah i just i i want to i want to go out i want to have fun with my friends i want to ride my motorcycle and then not have any pressure of having to go fast or do anything like that so okay fair enough well uh we do have the expert on goggle taros for you oh okay all right all right let's do it let's do it it's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. It's quieter X- this week. Yeah, we tur- did we turn it down? We- can we turn it up a little bit, Talent? <laughs> it was already pretty loud. I don't know. If I know, but we, we got to be somewhere between where it was and where it is now. Okay. All right. Definitely I, was quieter. One I, I turned three. it to 69%. Hey-oh. Perfect. Hit it now. Quiet. No, that's fine. That's segment. fine. Okay. 15 second rapid fire Q. The X brand goggles. Uh, the the X brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Fantastic goggle. The lucid goggle couldn't be any better for uh, sweat absorption, lens changing ability, the colors, the styles, all of it. The FXR factory ride goggle and the Alpine Star goggle. They look a lot like the lucid goggle. Uh, Pulp Show 23 is the code to save with X brand EKS brand.com. And, uh, yeah, great company, great goggles, um, and they fit really well, as, of course, as well. So uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Kellen? I like Moser. You like Moser? I do like I'm Moser. not familiar with him. Oh, okay. A-Ray? Uh, I don't know. There was, a, there was a drunk guy wearing a torpedo Speedo or some shit. We'll be in my mechanic one time at Washougal, but that's all I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Steven? Yep. Will Jet go undefeated this outdoor season? No, I said off the top. Nope. I like that you timed yourself for that answer, and you knew that you were going to yeah, only answer the one. Know, right? Like, come on. <laughs> we run a tight ship room. <laughs> tight. Hey, Ray, who's your biggest rival? Oh, biggest rival. got to be Kate, right? Hanny? No. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. What? Oh, Too man. Soon. Oh, God. I, yeah, let's, let's go. Uh, let's go. Cade, yeah. Kellen. Yep. Besides Deegan, who has the biggest social following? Uh, I think Kenny actually has a larger than Deegan still. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Steve, what was A-Ray's best race? Ooh. Well. Come on, you got this. You got this. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's been a few... The LCQ in Minneapolis was something. Minneapolis? That was a good one, yeah. There's, yeah. there's that one. That's absolutely incredible. Um, was that a Triple Crown? Was that during the day and then it was Triple Crown to get in? Was yeah, it was, I yep. think it might have been a Triple Crown, yeah. Yeah, okay, so there's that one. There's also the Red Bud LCQ a few oh. years back. Oh, yeah. That he, was he, was, he, was eighth, <laughs> he was eighth or seventh on the last lap and passed four guys completely out of control. 
completely no, out of dude, control. Dude, my lap time is like four seconds faster than anybody's. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just went for it. Um, well, the Glen Helen, the Glen Helen YZ450 fill-in ride day was pretty good. That was very eventful. Very eventful. Uh, so, yeah, I, go, I, I think I'll go with the Red Butt LCQ. Because I was like, yeah. he's not making yeah, it. He's, I'm like, he's not making it. And then, dude, it was like a fucking rocket. Never shit. doubt, dude. Never yeah, doubt. Yeah, but I think I DNF both motos. <laughs> <laughs> he blew his load in the LCQ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I shot my wad. I think my bike blew up, too. Or so. I don't know what happened, but. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ray, what's the best and worst thing about Cade? Best, uh. God, I don't know if there's a best thing. Uh, worst thing is probably the amount of, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, the amount of personalities he has. It's and called then, being uh, a fucking friend. You should try it sometime. Yeah, yeah. And then the the best thing would probably, probably be his fucking consistency, honestly. <laughs> He's such a douche. All right. Kellen, what would you like to see improve in moto gaming? Oh, God. In 30 seconds. One yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh, take away the fucking joystick, dude. This made it too hard. What? <laughs> so yeah. The joystick? <laughs> um, golly. Yeah. There, it's, it, yeah. Uh, probably just in general... Uh, people who make the arcade games that understand how, how to ride a dirt bike, I would say, is probably number one. So we'll just never get the physics back from uh, the... From Reflex? From no. Reflex, right? No. Just never get it back. Nope. Gone forever. And right, I RP. still don't get it because Ron Cotta works on the dev team at MXR's ATV, and okay. it's pretty weird, so... I heard Legends is close to Reflex. It's... Close-ish. I don't know. I wouldn't call it close to Reflex, but it's getting better for sure. Steve. Yep. I don't know, man. I suck at all of them. <laughs> I want to bring back ATV Fury, man. I agree. It was great. Percentage pie that Kellen could transition from virtual announcing to live announcing. You know, I've never heard his virtual announcing, so I don't mm. really know. Is he good? Is he, like, bite us? Is, is, is it screaming and yelling or what? You, you know, should like... support your guy over there and watch one of his streams. Mm. Wow. Imagine that. Do you? I feel like on a real broadcast, he would just he would just slip up and say Jeremy Smith ten times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, you can do it. Honestly, uh, live announcing is not that hard. Uh, what Weege does is pretty hard. The the play by play of a of a sporting event, getting in and out of commercials and all that. But I do a lot of live announcing at the nationals. It's not hard. I will be on the Racer TV broadcast for Loretta's this year. Oh, you will be. Okay. And but that's the announcement. She'll just be live announcing at the track. Yeah, I mean, basically, but it's on Racer TV on YouTube. Yeah, no, I know, so. but they don't, it's not a separate announcer. They just take the No, track I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kelly and right. Megawatt and all those guys, yeah. Right. Hey, Ray, Swap or Steve, who's helped you out more? Ooh, I feel like, I feel like Steve gave me a platform from the beginning, but I felt like Swap has given me a little bit more of a, uh, of like a sturdy base, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like he he helped me out this year, like with my program and and just over the past few years, and giving me a voice like through the podcast every Monday. Mm-hmm. What a mm-hmm. waffle! <laughs> what a waffle! All right, last one, Kellen. Yeah, 
I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. Who has <laughs> been your biggest influence or help into Moto Media? Uh, yeah, probably Weege, honestly. Uh, I mean, but, like, originally, uh, I'd say Andrew Campo, or maybe... Yeah, no, probably Campo originally, and then Weege now. Kellen has this story where he was in the press box, like, back in, like, 08 with us. 08? No. Or 2018 with no, us. 20. I worked at Verb from 12 to 17. Yeah. And so I went you're, to, you're like, like... You're like, yeah, I was in the press box with you guys. I don't think so. I, was, I literally asked this question to you already. Do you go, like, hang out with Chase Curtis and Ryan Nitson? Like, you're just up there, like, hey, guys, what's going on? Like, good to see you at Anaheim. No. Exactly. That's who I was back then. Okay, calm down, dude. Don't get all mad. Uh, well, you, you just I don't know. Mad. I've witnessed Steve in the press box. It's very, very, like, I don't know. Like, he, he's he's the man. Like, he, he steps above everybody. You know what I mean? Stop it. I, I, what, because I talk to everybody and I and – I, uh, we we like to laugh and joke with everybody? Is that, is I don't that... know. Steve's like – honestly, Steve's like the Donald Trump of fucking the press box. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks. It's badass. Thanks, Thanks Ray, Ray. That's great. Um, I don't. I don't. I. I. We and JT like to say this holding court thing, but it's not. I just. Yeah, we're just talking. Just when Sean Brennan shows up, you do hold court. You like it's like a gathering of the circle, and then you start making demands, and we're all well, just sitting around the, waiting I, to hear. But what's I'm just next. talking to Sean. I'm not. I'm not saying, "Hey, everybody, gather around." No, you start I, saying like, "I would like you know for him to be able to interview those guys," and, and you're just like pointing at all of us and saying, "Ah, oh, demands and this." Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Last time I got you. God forbid! God forbid! Someone gets pizza delivered to the press box, and then you have like all of the VIP guys come in and just take all of. Yeah, no, that's what happened. <laughs> the, the, the Indianapolis Colts players. <laughs> That was actually pretty funny, the whole pizza thing. Like, you know, Sean getting his pizza, all that. I demanded, like, three three races of pizza. Did he end up uh, living up to two races where it was just for us and yeah. not for other people? Yeah, and then, he, okay. and, then, and then Cade and Cartwright bought pizza in Salt at, Lake. In Salt Lake, yeah. 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 And so. Sean had pizza delivered to your house, too. Yes, on a Monday night. Unbelievable. Yeah, Sean had, like, so much pizza. We had so much pizza. Unbelievable <laughs> amounts of pizza were delivered to yeah. his house. Oh, man. It's pretty funny that all year all year long. That I still love that they tried to get pizza in Oakland, and then just nobody could accept the card. Yeah. It just kept bouncing. Yeah, yeah. You can't, get, can't deliver to the stadium. Catch the fever, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. Customer, customer satisfaction, high. <laughs> well, A-Ray, hey, you got more time to come up here to host the show. Let's figure out a date for you to come up. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot of free time on my hands. Yeah, you know you're not I mean? doing nothing. So we'll get <laughs> yeah. you, fuck we'll, my ass. We'll get you up here. Yeah, dealerships aren't open on Mondays either way. No. Uh, you know, DV's coming up in a couple of weeks. That would be a good one. Oh man, that would be good. He, he would just teach me how to gamble. He would just berate you the whole time. I feel. <laughs> I'm all stressed out about DV. We're coming up here because I, we had Lucas on the last time. It went south, and it was uh, uh, Rutledge Wood. That went terribly. Ronnie Stewart, he told him to quit and get a job. I, I got to, like, somehow get, like, McGrath, Stu, and Carmichael as guests. <laughs> Otherwise, DV will just fucking ruin them. He'll still oh, probably try to ruin them. Radio, so either way, you win. Either way, you win. I guess. Oh, Fuck you, you're fired. I'm just stressed that I got to figure out this guest lineup for DV <laughs> that will somehow get some respect from him. 
Yeah, just all the people that who've who've beat him in the past, and then then yeah, I think you're good. I yeah. think you just needed a 10 year anniversary Lasergate show. You really do. You yeah. need to bring Watson in studio somehow because he was in studio for that. You got to yeah. have Genova and Tony on the phone. Good guy. And Kyle Cunningham was on that show yeah, too. Poor, poor, laser, 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 laser. Poor Kyle Cunningham. <laughs> Bro, I watched. I or I listened to that not that long ago. I'm like. And I think I sent out the tweet. I'm like, yo, it's 10 years since the laser gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is so bad. Oh, I think my you God. Raped her. Marks, were you around then? Uh, I was a listener, but I was not uh, okay, uh, part so of the program. Here. I believe it crashed our server like twice. I just remember you saying during the show I that what we had for a server, but Swizz was stressed. at some point during the show. You said you had sponsors texting you saying, "I don't care about my commercial. This is awesome." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, it was, the funniest thing was Genova's like. Texting me saying, Tony's going to call in and straighten this all out and talk about it. And it just, I mean, if that was the idea of, of PR, <laughs> like, you know, like, awesome. if, like if they're like, Listen to me. hey, let's call Mathis' show and, you know, f- explain everything and. It just it, just, it went it went absolutely. There's like bug ring inside of MX Sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible! Oh, yeah. Well, A Ray, what a what a career, man. Yeah, yeah. I know it. I mean, I mean, you've you've been my mechanic. You yeah. sponsored me for Washougal. Yeah. Outdoors. You know, like yeah. hey, you know, I appreciate everything you've done. I remember for when me. you when you got hurt and you were like, I got no money. I'm like, here's a thousand bucks. Just come up and. I'll do a podcast with you. You'll sit on the show. Like I was just like, remember I took out your trash. Yeah, that's right. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, here, I'll, I'll put you to work. Here's some money. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did everything. Yeah. Just yeah, fuck I'll off. Do anything for a dollar, man. But you know what? Care. You're you're gonna you're gonna still ride dirt bikes. It's what you love to do. Like you said, all the cool events, all the swap moto stuff. Like you're gonna still have a great time. You know, riding a dirt bike. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you so, know. So. So it's what? Be I better not hear like before the world vets that you know, you and Mister Side are in some sort of training camp, <laughs> you know? Oh God, no! Okay. Absolutely not! I ain't going to Texas, dude. I don't, I'm just checking. I just you know. No, no, world vets. I, dude, I'm gonna ride 30 BC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ride 30 BC. I'm gonna show up with no numbers. I'm gonna show up like like with a freaking cloth O'Neill like. 1993 jersey no number on the back no name nothing no one's gonna know who i am and i'm gonna ride 30 bc did you speaking of o'neill did you see the rock in his o'neill gear this weekend oh dude no okay so i didn't see him riding because i had left oh. before that oh you did leave like, yeah I, I loaded yeah. up all my shit i loaded everything up we left me and my dad we we peaced out was ronnie but good I, with this or was ronnie like was he sad or what was ronnie, ronnie was beyond stoked with this oh he was okay <laughs> all right yeah yeah ronnie was beyond pumped but i did see the rock walking through the pits with his little entourage of kids i don't know who it was with their Loraco shirts on but that dude i don't know what type of fucking he's, drugs that dude's on hgh steroids he's trend, jacked everything dude. <laughs> bro the dude the dude was walking through the pits like it, it was almost like he was pissed because it was like he had veins like going through his neck and shit like i'm like i'm like this guy's pissed off like, I'm like, damn he, like he, this dude just left la fitness like like he, he had a pump going on before he, that freaking fight left he did man and i saw i saw him in his yeah. O'Neill gear i wish took a photo of it I I saw him smiling, talking to fans, yeah. and I was like, "Wow!" wow. Mike Larocco smiled. I'm surprised they didn't turn a stone. He's actually got a really good sense of humor. When you no, get, I know. Yeah, yeah. When you get to know him a little bit. Um, 
Well, yeah, A-Ray, let's, uh, let's get you back up here uh, hosting a show. You got some time on your hands. Congratulations on a great career. Uh, 90, ah, 85% of pro racers would take your career in a second. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. you did a lot of good, cool things, man, so be proud of that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. I appreciate See it. Thank you. you. Hell yeah, A-Ray. Right. Later. Later. He's there. just in my ass. Yep. Mm. There goes my hero. Yep. Shame. Well, I, honestly, I mean, shame on, or not. I mean, Kellen, you've been following the sport. The gentleman gave us so many. So many. Like this year <clears throat> at Salt Lake, first <laughs> practice session, he's fucking sideways and upside down like the first time he did track. Oh. It's, it, it is a little bit of a bummer that we don't get the, oh, there's A-Ray off the track. <laughs> oh, there is over the bar. Oh, there's top blocks on the track. I bet it was A-Ray or whatever anymore. Yeah. Don't get it. We're gonna, we're the real losers of this. Yeah, I we're, know. Our high life real. Poor us. Uh, poor us. <laughs> Anybody think about us? Right? <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to have Hardy be the new uh, A-Ray yeah. memorial pop-up. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody. Hey, so um, Lewis Phillips, our guy, he uh, went over to the UK, watched the opening round of the uh, British World Supercross round. And um, because it's uh, super late in London, uh, Kellen came in a little bit early and we called up our buddy Lewis Phillips uh, to talk to you, uh, to talk to us about what he saw, what happened, the, the, the ups, the downs, the cardboard tough box, all of it. Uh, so thanks to the folks at EVS Sports for bringing us Lewis Phillips. And uh, yeah, here's Lewis and I and Kellen. Talking about the uh, the World Supercross round, the opener, a little bit of MXG talk, GP talk as well. So uh, we'll be right back after this, everybody. Here's a here's a conversation. All right, everybody. Next up here on the Pop MX Show, brought to you by the folks at EVS Sports, the original protective gear company. They've been protecting champions and riders for over 30 years. Chisholm, Axel Hodges, Travis Pastrana. And they also help out RJ Hampshire. And if you know anything about RJ Hampshire, then you know that EVS protection gear is really good. Uh, so thank you to the folks at EVS. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save at EVS. What started out as one knee brace has evolved into a full line of protective gear to help keep riders safe. Uh, all right. The opening round of the WSXSX series was over in the UK this past weekend. And uh, I want to talk about that on the show. I want to talk about some of the results and everything else that happened. But there was only one man that I know of that was on boots on the ground in the UK covering World Supercross. Lewis Phillips, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good, thank you. Yes, my boots were firmly on the ground. I was, um, eyes and ears were wide open, mm -hmm. and I was taking it all in. Nice. Okay, so you were also at the uh, the one last year. I went to that one as well, the opener in Cardiff. Uh, no rapping, though? No concerts this year? No, none of that, which is a shame because I'm a big fan of music. Yeah, we know this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, but they disappeared without mention, which uh, is weird. But the cardboard tough blocks, of which I love, they were back. They, they, were, they were back. Yep, and there were just as many casualties as last year, sadly. <laughs> we were talking. The cardboard boxes need a union fast. Yeah, yeah they, they are not treated right. There's no way. Uh, our buddy Kate said they're going to bring in some foam ones, I guess, but I don't know, man. I just I love the ease of which the cardboard boxes get kicked out onto the track everywhere. <laughs> so. My um my favorite part was on Friday when I walked into the stadium and I got a behind-the-scenes look at the cardboard boxes being prepped. Yeah, I felt like that was that was what it's like to be behind the scenes. Yeah, is that why they were in the grandstands? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know if they were like covering the lower part of the seats with cardboard boxes too. Like they're just everywhere. Yeah. they're on the track. They're in the stands. They're anywhere you can see them. 
Um, all right, Lewis, what's the vibe? What's the, let's do a vibe check. Uh, Friday before the race, Saturday before the race. Like, you know a lot of these guys really well now, uh, the American-based uh, Supercross guys that were there. What was the vibe like? I guess the first thing that really stood out to me is I'm surprised how little everyone prepared for this. <laughs> pretty much every single rider told me that they had, like, one day of riding and – they haven't tested this part yet, and they don't know what they're doing with this. But So that was a shock. But we've got 91 days to round two, so I guess <laughs> that's not a laughing matter. But I guess this was just a – this is kind of like a preseason race in a way. The yeah. series starts in September, so any kinks can definitely be worked out over the next two or yeah, four they, months. Yeah, they probably that. need to work on spacing of the races a little better, <laughs> I would say. But they had the cancellation in uh, uh, France. France, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they've added uh, Dubai for it, but I guess that's the best weekends. But, yeah, you would like to see a little big, a little less of a gap than 91 days. <laughs> yeah, um, 91 days is like, when you say that out loud, it's quite like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I watched some highlights of the race. Ken Rocks in the overall. McElrath won the overall in SX2. Um, what's your thoughts on the racing itself? Honestly, it was all very similar to last year. Yeah. It kind of felt like this was just a direct follow-up to Cardiff. Not much changed as far as the event and the racing. The racing was chaotic. Obviously, everyone presumed that Kenny would run away with it. He didn't. He got stopped by the force that is Vince Freeze. We all saw that coming, of mm -hmm, course. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's to do with the format. They, the reason they put that format in is for chaos and entertainment. So I guess it's working. But ultimately, yeah, the riders who we expected to win won. Everyone kind of slotted into their place despite the crazy format. And yeah, my biggest takeaway is it just felt like a carry-on from last year. It felt like we have never been away from WSX. The floor plan looked pretty small. Then, then Cardiff, or was it, or am I just not catching it right on on the video? Like it looked like a, a more of a arena cross. Yeah, I I was. This was the first time I've been in a soccer stadium, and I was surprised how small the floor was. But again, I I don't know if that was just some sort of perception issue, or like mm -hmm. being in the American stadiums. Like the football stadiums are obviously massive, so maybe it was just a you know a weird comparison. But it did feel small. Mm -hmm. The track, they could have made better use of the space. Like, they had those that switchback section, which was just inside, inside, inside. But for whatever reason, that seems to be a WSX thing. In Cardiff, we had that, a section like that. Um, Melbourne had the flat S-turn. So that seems to be a section that they want to make their trademark, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, yeah, not many guys were happy with the track. Not many, not much room for passing, too basic. Right. It was really basic, to be honest. The only thing that made it technical was the soil was quite soft, so it got quite chewed up. Mm. Did you have any of the guys, or, or did you ask any of them about how the jump spacing feels, how the jumps, jump shapes feel? Because this is obviously not the same people that do U.S. Supercross, but a lot of these guys are more used to that. Is it the same? Did it look the same? Did they feel like it was the same? I think... It's it's different, but it's fine. I felt like the trans. Well, it was all a lot mellower. Mm. So I guess it would you have a problem if these guys who don't build the AMA Supercross tracks are trying to build steeper, gnarlier transitions because that's when it gets a bit hairy. The track was so mellow that it was fine, but I don't know if it was mellow because we've not got guys who are experienced building Supercross tracks, so they don't really know 
the way they should be. But as I, I said to a lot of riders, like everyone in the series, American or European, has a Supercross background. Like Subaras, guys like that, they can ride Supercross. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised that the track design looked like it was built as if we were getting a load of MXGP riders who had no previous experience in Supercross at all. Well, do we think that maybe they just did that for the first round the same way even in the U.S. sometimes the first few rounds are a little bit more tamed down? They don't want to hurt guys right away, so they start easy? Yeah, I did hear that it was an effort to keep the riders safe, but then Kate told me it was for another reason that I forget right now. Kate, to be honest, no one is on top of WSX more than Kate. <laughs> Kate is asking every question possible. He knows every flaw, every positive like, Cade is on top of everything. It's very surprising. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> um, so, the Vince, the, the the freeze win, just first turn chaos and got a start? Yeah, well, Roxanne's starts were terrible yeah. all night long, Like, which is surprising because I don't feel like they were that bad in AMA Supercross. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't remember many Roxanne hole shots, but I feel like he was always there or thereabout. Mm-hmm. Um to be honest, Freeze rode really well. Like, of course, the format suits him. A tighter track where you can't make passes suits him. All of that. But just watching Freeze, he looks better than maybe I can ever remember. But I feel like maybe that is a result of, look, these guys know this is an easier field. It's an easier championship. That must give guys like Freeze a lot of confidence because they believe they can do it for once, which mm-hmm. is obviously quite a difference to AMA Supercross. Yeah. And I think that maybe just brings the best out of certain guys, and Freeze definitely falls into that category for me. Savachi so upset, uh, spelling of his name, upset he wasn't in the press conference. Uh, poor Joey. But the spelling of his name is inexcusable. <laughs> Why wasn't like, he in the press I, conference? I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Cade was mad that he wasn't invited to the press day. <laughs> oh, Cade, Cade also, okay. Yes, again, Cade is on top of everything. <laughs> Listen, um, I think the MDK guys, they seem like they had a terrible weekend. So maybe MDK needs to, you know, really shape up here. Um, another rider on MDK, not Cade, told me that they are very late, but they have the potential to be good. So okay. 91 days, and I guess yeah. we will see that potential. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the second race, uh like freeze gets the win roxon's behind him but it says in the official results they get third and fourth because they jumped on like on a medical flag or didn't respect the medical flag so when did that happen is that was that known in the stadium as well like what's what's the deal with that yeah that so that happened there was fallout from that before the podium after the final main event but it was never really communicated anywhere which that was a problem last year. Like, stuff wasn't communicated very well in the stadium, and it was, unfortunately, exactly the same thing this year. Um, results, penalties, anything. There was no real education on what the situation was, what was going on, what had changed. And, yeah, it was just kind of like everyone was along for the ride. But did you actually see it happen? Like, did you see them not respect the medical flag, as it says? No, I didn't see it. Not with my own eyes, anyway. Oh, okay. Or with anyone else's, for that matter. uh, Reading your tweets and following along, uh, Michael Lessie caused a red flag. I watched it on Chris Blose's uh, Instagram, and Mike looked like he went from one side of the track to the other. Um, And then, like, the red flag didn't come out enough or far enough for what you were thinking? Like, it took a long time? Um, Well, Mike was knocked out for four laps, 
which is what four minutes just shy of four minutes yeah it took them five laps to bring the red flag out and when they ultimately threw the red flag it wasn't a red flag an official just stepped out in front of shane and gave him like the kill engine gesture mm. which was bizarre and you could even see shane like double checked and was like wait what you am i stopping racing what am i like <laughs> it was it, but honestly that whole that whole situation needs to be addressed because the yellow flags were atrocious the medical flags were atrocious um the next lap they came around shane and max tripled onto the tabletop mike was pretty much on the landing of the tabletop shane and max had to land landed on the tabletop slammed on their brakes so hard that we are very lucky that shane and max didn't, didn't join mike on the ground Jeez. um and then even once we had the medical flags out they were positioned on the inside after the turn so effectively every lap shane and max went round and had no idea whether they were meant to commit to the section or roll hmm. so, so so the flagging yeah. the flagging in american supercross is often bad so what you're saying is the WSX guys don't have any sort of lockdown on great flagging either. I, I, I can say I have never seen something like this. Wow. <laughs> Even once they eventually stopped the race, the fans were screaming like, about time. Like really, everyone was very... To be honest, I thought that the Mike situation was extremely serious. He was not moving for a very long time. Mm. And... There was uh, it was such an obvious red flag. Like it should right, have been red right. flagged on lap one. Anyone did they, who's did they have a red flag on. or no? Do we need to get him a red? <laughs> it sounds flag? like not. Yeah. They didn't okay. Need... There was a there was a rumor that the reason the red flag wasn't thrown sooner is because they didn't have one to hand. I don't know how true that is. Okay. All right. But well, that please. was definitely something that went around. Lewis Phillips on the Pulp Mech Show brought to you by the folks at EVS Sports. Uh, Pulp Thirty is the code to save. EVS-Sports.com. Uh, Chiz. Also using EVS and Chiz in the World Supercross round uh, at round one as well. Um, speaking of the crowd, how how was it? How how was the fans? I, I thought at Cardiff, like the you know in the pits and walking around, genuinely the fans were very stoked. Uh, I felt like they, they were awesome. They were stoked to be there and really happy to see Tomac, Roxon, and all those guys. How was it for you? Yeah, um, there's been a lot of negativity about how empty the stadium was online, but truthfully. I don't think that we can expect any more from British motocross than the turnout we had. Mm -hmm. It's the middle of the summer. Uh, Tomac isn't there this year. The lineup isn't maybe as strong. There's not the intrigue of Tomac versus Roxon, which I would think sold a majority of the tickets last year. So it didn't look great on TV because two ends of the stadium were just completely empty. But as far as British motocross standards, I think it was a success. No, they, and they were into it, to your point. Yeah, no Phil either. No, we saw last year that that was the main reason they turned up. No, absolutely. Can you walk us through the Enzo Lopes uh, story of the day? Because all I had originally heard was like, Lopes' shoulder is out, he's done. And yeah. then I look at the results and he finished third overall. So yeah. like, what's the deal? What happened? Phil was trying to get a hold of him on a WhatsApp after practice and said, his shoulder's out, he's fucked, it sucks, <laughs> he's done, I can't fucking believe it. And then, yeah, I'm like, you, Kellen, third? <laughs> Yeah, he popped his shoulder out on, like, the second lap of practice and then walked into the medic tunnel. Two minutes later, he was just stood on the side of the track watching like nothing had ever happened, which was confusing. Mm -hmm. Then he told everyone that he was just going to tape it up and it would be fine. And now he's telling everyone that, yeah, I'm probably going to get surgery in the 91 days. So 
there's a wide range of emotions there. Yeah. <laughs> but he did pop his shoulder out, and somehow it was fine for the night. Wow. So yeah, it sounds like he rode really well. Um, he was close to winning the third one, I think, right? Um, yeah. He caught Shane or something. Uh, yeah. What? So disappointments and surprises, rider-wise. Uh, give us some oh, surprises and, and give us some surprises for riders of and disappointments. I think, well, like I said, I think the biggest surprise would be Freeze, yep. just because he he did genuinely look good. I know I've said that already, but you can put a lot of it down to his starts, the format, all of that. But he genuinely yeah. looks quite yeah. competitive, and like using the eye test, you could figure that out. Um, I expected Colt to be better. Just I feel like Colt could be the second best rider in this series and kind of run with that title. He was he hadn't broken in his race bike at all, so he was struggling with that on race day. They only have two practice sessions of like ten minutes, mm-hmm. which is no time at all, really. So yeah, maybe I would have expected more from Colt. Um, I think Cade. I think Cade can do very well in this series. I think he should shoot for top five each week. Wow. So, wow. Got a lot of Cade I had, talk. I on this. We, <laughs> yeah. had this, we had this conversation. I really motivated him. Well, Cade, Cade did tweet about this conversation. He said it was one of the best he's ever had or something like that. Yep. That's so. what I do. <laughs> That's did what you, you do. Did you talk to him about the boat and the dominoes? No, no. Oh, okay. God, no I go. feel like somehow I escaped from that conversation without Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't know I was there yeah. or doesn't remember that I was on that show, but I don't feel like implicating yeah, myself. Don't bring that up, I guess. It's just, just with Kellen. But so genuinely, like you thought speed-wise he's better than Chiz and Brayden and Nichols and those guys? Because, like, I mean, those are legit dudes that he would have to beat too. No, okay, this was going in. So Kane said to me that his goal was fifth to eighth, which I guess if you look on paper, that is kind of realistic. Um, and I said, yeah, shoot for fifth to eighth, but definitely shoot for the top end of that. Because obviously stuff happens to those guys. They're not going to fill the top five every week. Um, well, look at the weekend. Colt wasn't in there. Brayson mm-hmm. wasn't in there. And I think, I meant to bring this up with Cade, but I believe in his qualifying session, he had the second best time. Hmm. So we can work with speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I checked in with Weege about Brayton's seventh, and he said that uh, they're just lucky to be out there at his age. So, Well, you know, this <laughs> format probably isn't built for Brayton. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think they had 39-year-olds in mind when well, they made this up. Brayton, JB is saying he hurt his neck, too, so... Uh, all right, so disappointments? Uh, what, rider-wise? Yeah. Uh, well, Nichols, like I said. Yeah. Um, Seely doesn't look great on paper, but he actually thought he rode quite well as well, like using the eye test I was going to ask you about that because, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't good on paper. Yeah. yeah. And obviously his AMA Supercross excursion was rough mm-hmm. um, this year, but he looked more competitive. I felt like it looked like he was better prepared at least. So I would expect more from him coming up. I have no idea what happened to Harlan, who is spelt Harlan on the results. <laughs> Harlan. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw him just watching in the middle of the track in the third main event, like le- leant up against his bike, <laughs> just best seat in the house. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there, but As you in, like, expect him to be better than that. He started the race and then pulled off? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Or got to... Well, someone told me he got taken out, but... The problem is with this format, so much happens in the space of like 15 minutes. Yeah. It is so hard to keep track of what happened when, who, like, it, it is, I feel like it's impossible unless you sit and take frantic notes. Oh. Um, 
last year we saw a freckle go like 13, one 13 or something or, or something like that. And, uh, this year looked like more of the same. He did really well in one race or two races and then crappy in the other. Yeah, he um he should I think he can win this, can't he? Oh, Let's yeah. be honest. Like, I think so. he is in the McElrath Anstey Lopes conversation. Sure. I'm not sure what keeps happening in the one main event a night. Right. Because Yeah, that's yeah, what he went one one three. Yeah, he went one one sixteen, I think, last year in Cardiff. Yeah. But again, I think I, I, I wanna clarify this with SX Global. Because they, every interview they do, they mention that they are all about the entertainment. So I think, based on that, I get the impression that they want results like that. Mm-hmm. They don't want someone to go four, four, four. Right. They want, they want craziness and oh my god, I can't believe these wacky results. Which to each their own. If that's the goal, then it's clearly working. Because look at these results. Um, no one was really consistent apart from Miller and Peters, who somehow. Managed to run the board with exactly. Yeah, no, the Peter, same. Peters is always going to Peter. That's Peter, <laughs> see, that's it. Uh, what about? Did we get to the bottom of the Melbourne logo on Roxon's jersey? Yes. Apparently, WSX can sell stuff against Roxon as part of oh, the okay. deal. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, like, he's got commitments as part of his deal, huh. which I don't have. I'm, I'm, I still need to like clarify that and get my head wrapped around how exactly that works. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if when we get to Germany, there is additional. Right. Can we get, um, can we get a win- going on? If I go to the city of Winnipeg, could I get Winnipeg on this? On this <laughs> if you've got the cash. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've already seen you, you win with Wildcat. So oh, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Wildcat performed this weekend, although it couldn't escape the Pulpamex jinx and the shock bolt fell out <laughs> in the second photo. So. You know, well, at least Boutron came strong. Oh yeah, Boutron had his best results since since the opener, and and I think you know this, Lewis, but we found out that Boutron and Jeffrey are talking a lot about suspension and settings and everything else. Yeah, this is why I told Boutron to just ask Jeffrey for money to finish the season. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> just do that. Like it's quite simple. Jeffrey has a lot of it. Uh, okay. I was gonna say, is Boutron the new man friend now that Ruben's out? Is that what we're missing in this whole thing? Yeah. Now, Boutron's always, like, at every GP, Boutron just hangs around the side of the KTM truck. Like, like a fan, but obviously not a fan. Yeah. But he's just waiting <laughs> the, for someone to come out so he can poach him for information. Lorenzo told us he's big on, like, measuring the heights of tires and the widths, and he's got a shim stack in his notebook, and he's very, very analytical. So You don't become an EMX Open champion without that sort of routine. No, you don't. Definitely no, not, not at all. How was opening ceremonies and all that? Did did Ralph and Jeff and Chad did, did they know what did you talk to them at all? Were they were they down? Were they happy? What uh, well, opening ceremonies, um, very similar to last year, every single rider came out. Okay. Very funny because the riders who weren't interviewed had no idea how long to stay on the track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to see them all looking around, like, clearly quite pissed off. Yeah. And then randomly, Colt was the one who said, fuck this, started his bike and just rode off. And then <laughs> everyone followed. <laughs> and what? You've got two, you've got 44 riders out there. So Colt started, and then you had four, well, apart from five of them, you had 39 riders snaking out of the stadium it looked like a european beat race like uh, um like homer in the bushes just going backwards yes. just being like uh i'm out of here yeah, so i got i got a lot of joy out of that and speaking of opening ceremonies and ralph I, another thing that tickled me is ralph was reading the names and he said like on the mcr bike we've got michael alessi 
Oh. Very Von Burgundy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought to myself, like, Ralph, you've called this guy's career. You know it's Mike. Like, this is the same man. Yeah, yeah, there's not another 800 out there. Well, we had Tim Cotter this weekend say it was Jose Burton from Wild Racing. So That's close enough. It, it's, it's close. It's in the ballpark. Yeah. Um, but no, I was actually very happy because one of the – one of the gripes I've had is I feel like every interview that SX Global have done has been very PR speak. Like they haven't really let the mask slip at all. And I was looking for a bit of humility, I guess you could call it. Just a bit of like, you know what? We are new to this and we're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed Chad on press day. And like my first question to him was, look, there's been a lot of PR speak, but you're real. So let's get real for a second what's wrong with this series? Like, what do you need to fix? What are you and Adam butting heads on? And he gave a fairly honest answer. I mean, he didn't actually touch on anything specifically, but it was more, like, I feel like when he was on Pulp, he was, you know, peddling the series quite hard. Yeah, there was some criticism uh, I got from listeners that he was like, yeah, selling it a little hard. It was less than that, though. So I I was quite happy that there was some realism to the comments from the official team, okay. which is what I'm hoping to get from Adam later this yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, overall, obviously you are at Cardiff. I think my biggest surprise is we are eight months on and I can't really see much that has changed either for the worse or better, mm-hmm. which is odd to me. I feel like, yeah, like it's been eight months. I kind of expected to walk in and see a completely different series almost unrecognizable. Obviously, that's why there's a pilot season to, right, we learned all of this, let's throw that out and start again for real. But yeah, it was mostly the same. Format didn't change. Opening ceremonies was the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, if you ask me for what, if you ask me for the biggest difference between Birmingham and Cardiff, I don't know if I can even give you one. Okay. Well, so like, I haven't been to any of these races yet. Is there like, you can see people with like FIM shirts down there, like shooing people around the same way that the AMA does here. Like, is there some sort of like you can actually see the whole production going on, or is it very much just like suddenly guys are on the gate and then we're going, and and it, it doesn't doesn't seem like there's much rhyme or reason to it. Great question, Kellen. Actually, because um, so obviously I'm quite familiar with the FIM. Every year in MXGP at round one, there is an FIM representative who's in the press conference and kind of opens the series. Mm-hmm. Last year at WSX, same thing. Adam Bailey, Tony Cochran, and an FIM representative, like, opening the series. This year, there was no FIM representative mm. kind of there as a public figure, mm. which I, I actually asked the PR team and said, like, it's a bit odd, no? They do that with MXGP. They did it last year. Apparently, there was the PR person there from the FIM, so someone was there. Was that but, was that uh, Gypsy or was that? No, no, he was the PR person for the series. Oh, okay, got it. You've got your wires crossed. Okay, I'm sorry, my bad. Close, sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was weird to me. And so again, I had my eyes and ears open to everything, so I noticed that and kind of tried to figure it out. But there were there were people in FIM shirts on the floor. But to your point, it felt like there wasn't much rhyme or reason to things, which. Leads me perfectly to another moment that tickled me. Um, so after the Alessi red flag, we did a staggered restart. Mm-hmm. And two great things about the staggered restart that I will never forget. One, 
there was a guy with a green flag, but he stood with it above his head and didn't do anything. He just stood with it above his head like a pole. <laughs> and for some reason, then an official who I believe was wearing an FIM shirt, but maybe not, went up to Shane and gave him a thumbs up, which meant go. <laughs> and I have no idea why the man didn't wave the green flag. Because that's how you do it. So then the guy gave Shane the thumbs up and Shane again kind of looks very confused. So the official just went, yeah, go. <laughs> but the second best part of this is the track snake. After turn two, you cross the start straight. So the guys at the back of the staggered restart <laughs> were in the track. Oh, and the guys at the back did not obey the staggered restart at all. Because after the leaders went, they fled like they feared for their lives. <laughs> well, and to be honest, to be honest, they needed to because if right. they had stayed there and ob obeyed the staggered restart, yeah. they would have died. Well, to me, that green flag thing sounds maybe the most FIM that I can think of because in GPs, isn't it? I don't know if it's Ingo Parch still or whatever his name is, but doesn't he walk across the start gate just holding a green flag and then puts it down and then they put the 15 card up or whatever? Like, there's no rhyme uh, or reason as to why he th does there that. There is true. That is true. I believe you're right. Yeah, but that's, yeah. a, that's a start. No, I know, like, but I'm saying that seems like the same thing. Just a guy holding a green flag saying, like, the session is about to go green, I guess, is what the point of that Ingo, would be. No, Ingo Parks walks across as in he checks everyone's in their position, checks everyone's, there's no issues, and then he raises the green flag behind the start to tell the 15-second board people, like, we're good. Let's go, like, let's go racing. But I thought he was um, in the middle of the, of the starting straight, and then he walks behind the board people, wave, like, just holding the green flag. No, he walks behind the riders and waves the green flag. Oh, okay. Maybe that's yeah. different. Whereas this man just stood with the green flag, and the, the riders were told that you aren't allowed to pass until you pass this man. So his purpose was just a marker, which, mm. again, co confused me, because he could have waved a green flag, and the riders <laughs> could have gone. They either had a thumb guy or a green flag guy, and they had to pick. They had to go one yeah, or the other. Like, the, these are the observations <laughs> that I left with. Right, right. Wow. Well, listen, um, they got 91 days to tighten it up. So I, I am very, very interested to see what happens in Singapore because it's obviously like in England, it's, you've got Anstey, you've got Wilson. That's a good platform to start from. Add Roxon, like it's good. Australia, I feel like Australian fans really feel a sense of ownership with this series because obviously SX Global comes from there. And I see a lot of um, Australian fans who kind of hold it dear to their heart. So obviously Melbourne worked. Singapore, that could be the most amazing event ever and a sellout, or it could be empty. I have no idea. So I'm really curious to see what the hell happens. And also whether they make changes, because as I said, I haven't seen much at all. If anything, to be honest, um, I don't know if you remember, but at Cardiff, the press conference setup was quite cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember they had like a structure? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was all quite Formula One and felt like a step forward. Mm -hmm. Whereas this year, they just had a backdrop and a table. And again, I was like, well, hang on. This feels like we've gone backwards. Right, right. Yeah. It's a press conference, so who cares, I guess? The fans will never see it. And But once again, I had my eyes and ears open to everything. So that again made me wonder like, well, hang on. How have we... Like, they should have kept that set up. It was really cool and really professional and made an impact on me where I'm talking about it a year later. Right. Sure. Yeah. Huh. Well, um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, they'll figure things out. Uh, I, the field is good. There's a good, good depth of riders. 
You know, like I feel like everybody's pretty close. The way this, the way the format is, will work as well to keep it all close. So that's all uh, interesting and to watch. But yeah, it is. You know, in 91 days, I'm not going to be able to tell you anything about the UK round and what happened <laughs> yeah. and, and where we're at. You know, so they um they said that they have no interest in starting in July ever again, and they want to start August at the earliest. Yeah, which kind of makes me wonder. Like originally, they came out and said we don't want to be an off-season series. We're going to compete with. We're going to go alongside the nationals and the summer races. Blah blah blah. Whereas now saying that they want to do August at the earliest, mm-hmm. that kind of sounds like they're going back towards an off-season series. Maybe I don't know. I mean, honestly, but- it might be the best thing they can do is do that. You know, it, it attract attention. There's something going on in the off-season. You know, oh, I yeah, I would imagine yeah. they realized that, but yeah. Yeah, maybe the plan is down the road to extend into the summer, but mm. September until November seems like a prime opportunity any, for them. Any conversations with Rick Ware? No, I've never done that, actually. Oh, Rick's great. Rick's awesome. Honestly, I just spent all of my time talking to Cade and Roger Harvey. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, not a bad duo. Yeah. Was Genova there? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Big guns. Yeah, to be honest, everyone everyone was kind of there who you would expect. Like Garibaldi was there mm-hmm. instead of Indonesia. Okay. Wow. Which yeah. again, that kind of made me go like, oh wow, this is clearly taken quite serious. Right. Um, yeah, there was there was no one missing who I would have thought should be there. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, MXGP talk before we go, Lewis here on the Pulp MX Show, brought to you by EVS Sports. Pulp thirty is the code to save at evs-sports.com. Uh, Kellen and I were talking before we got you on the phone, and dude, I thought Yago. I mean, I just was like, "There's no way Yago's got a chance at this. Like, there's just it's not going to happen. Like, he's missed too much." But he goes one 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 this weekend, including the Saturday qualifier race. He's forty points back. Like, he could actually win this. Yeah, it kind of. I, I was with you. I thought there was no way, but yeah. suddenly it feels like we blinked, and he's in it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah. I think, honestly, I think it's going to cut. It's between Adamo and Gertz now, because I think DeWolf is only off the top of my head. DeWolf is like eleven points clear of Gertz, mm-hmm. so that's effectively a straight up shootout between the two. And you've got to put your money on Gertz. Adamo is the only one who really has a buffer now over Gertz, where maybe he could get it done. But yeah, I and think Adamo it's is be good at those two. And, and Adamo is kind of like not a, not a one soil specialist. He's pretty good everywhere so yeah yeah. he's not great in the sand right probably a sixth seventh eighth place rider in the sand but he's been working on that with caroli like a lot right um i hear that even between hard pack races they've been a model so obviously they've realized that um but adamo is adamo is a little bit like a young caroli he doesn't make mistakes he's there every week sometimes he settles and like takes what he can he can get but he's He's just there every week. He doesn't put a foot mm-hmm. wrong, really. So there's a good chance that he could take it. But yeah, between Adamo and Gertz, I would say. Do you have a, a favorite of those two? Like, do you think Gertz is going to get him, or do you think Adamo is too consistent to to lose it at this point? Before this weekend, just gone, my favorite was Adamo. But now I think that Gertz will do it. But it's kind of like recency bias because Gertz was great and he swept Indonesia, but. Gertz was also great at the start of the season, and then round four or five, he threw it away with stupid crashes, mistakes, tip-overs, and started losing points. So 
there's nothing to say that old Iago might not come out next weekend, the weekend after, and suddenly Asimo hasn't lost any points or maybe gained some. Mm. But right now, um, we've got Lommel coming up, we've got the Dutch GP coming up, we've got the Finnish GP coming up. There's a lot of sand, so... <laughs> I think Gertz will get it done. We uh, we got out of the four motos in Indonesia, we got three eights, while the uh, Beta Watson train uh, got like three twelfths. Um, honestly, we had a rough we had a rough trip to Asia. It wasn't it wasn't for us, but that's why I'm going to the next round in Locket. I am going to do what I need to do to get us on the right track. Maybe I'll stick a twig in Ferrato's front wheel or something, or take out some spokes, whatever needs to be done, mm -hmm. and we will gain the points that we need. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Because right now the Ferrato watson wagon battle is it's, it's over. <laughs> it's over. I, I wonder it's if over. Ferrato will punch me when he sees me. Can you get me a Ferrato jersey? Haven't you got one? Yeah, but I need another one. <laughs> you want you want to slim down? Yes, yes. The other one I have is double XL. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is custom made. <laughs> yeah, th this one is you know this is this that was MX2 Ferrato. So, um, in case you were wondering, MXGP wise, Fevra hates Prado, and that's not gotten any better after the weekend. So just oh, I didn't see any highlights. Well, they banged oh. the bars a few oh, times and Prado, like when he took the lead okay. in the first race, like kind of cut over on him pretty hard, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fevra hates Prado and that's <laughs> not changed. To this day, maybe my favorite interview I've ever done was Mantova in 2021 when Prado on, on the microphone was going, Fevra just called me an asshole and I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Well, Prado, Prado's got a little bit of Mike Alessi in him in Mike's prime <laughs> where, yeah, he tends to move all over the place and he tends to get good starts and then just go, what? What? So, yeah, that was exactly the interview. But, yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, Fevra and Prado are not going to be sending I feel each other. Like, I, don't, I mean, I feel like I don't hear that as much Prado, from Prado about this year because he's better, right? But... I yeah, guess he has he's just in better. front of them. Yeah, he's just better. He, he, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't like get, get caught and then had to fight, right? He's just right. speed wise, but, um, he's good. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if Prado becomes the cleanest rider in the world. Fedra's yeah. opinion will never change. Right, right. Okay. Well, uh, call you back up in ninety one days for a round two update for World Supercross. You yeah, know? I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping I'm allowed to go to Singapore. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Maybe I'll be the thumbs up guy. There you go. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right, Lewis. Well, thanks for the uh, thanks for the in, thanks for the intel on uh, round two WSX and uh, yeah EVS Sports uh, Pulp Thirty is the code to save at evs-sports.com uh, and uh, we will talk soon, Lewis. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the voicemails about this call. <laughs> Sounds good. See ya. See you, Lewis. See ya. All right, everybody, that's Lewis Phillips talking about the opening round of the UK. <laughs> the thumbs up guy was, was great. Uh, we're going to try to get some cardboard tough blocks for the studio here. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Like with WSX banners yeah. on it and everything? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Love it. Um, no, that series is interesting. Uh, I just watched the highlights. I didn't watch the individual races, so just watch the highlights and yeah. You know. It was tough. I mean, like it was happening at the same exact time as Redbud for yeah. us and Wi-Fi wise, it wasn't really easy to pull up the live stream in the media tent, so. No, no yeah. absolutely not. Uh, Michelin guys are on board with us, of course, whether it's a... Uh, 
uh, motocross, whether it's a, a street bike racing, whether it's the cruising market, Michelin's got a tire for you. Uh, also, mountain bike guys, they've been really uh, good, great tires with mountain bikes. The E-Wild series is fantastic. So thank you to Michelin for the Starcross 6s. Thanks for the, all of their tires across the range. Michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin motorcycle tires and uh, six versions for that SC6. Sand mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions. All of it um, available and uh, really good tires. they got rebates going on well as well from our buddy Randy, as he mentioned. So please check it out, Michelin, uh, michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle. And the uh, 9 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at Acherbys USA. At Acherbys USA, whether it's discards, frame guards, chain blocks, and slider kits, uh, replica plastic kits as well. I love the Acherby stuff. Fits great. Uh, Cooper Webb, Adam Cerullo, Justin Barsha, Anderson, a few others. Use a Cherby's uh, fork log protectors. I mean, hey, you never can have enough of those things. Uh, add a Cherby's USA on social. They got some cool plastic they've been putting out all year long. And thank you to the folks at Troll Training as well. Trolltraining.com. They got a Loretta Lynn's boot camp coming up with some uh, Will Hahn guy. Uh, the Troll Training guys and Will Hahn teaming up to do that. So go to Trolltraining.com to learn more uh, from those guys. And I think Troll Training is going to do a Wildcat sponsorship coming up. Wow. Yeah. Is a flip off? Ah! Is a flip off war over? Yeah, oh, okay. we have decided. Ah! We have decided to uh, uh, call it off for outdoors. Okay, it was stressing us both out too much. <laughs> we were not sleeping. Stressing we out. We were we were too worried about it. It was affecting our lives, so we decided to wow. call it off. Yeah, is this from you first or from him first? Who 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 came to who to say let's stop this? Callum Brown, everybody on the show, brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. It was me. Okay. <sighs> was it just the loss after loss after loss that was really wearing down on you? Yeah, I had a lead on him outdoors, though. Yeah? But I just I just, I couldn't do did it. Did you anymore. ever find out who the ringer was, who was the insider giving him details? No. No, I never did. All right. Yeah. Complete bullshit. <laughs> uh, so thanks to Lewis Phillips, by the way, for calling in. Appreciate that. EVS Sports as well. All right. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. That's my mom. It's the Motosport.com Tweets at Talon segment. <laughs> Motosport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts at great prices, great return policy as well. Uh, whether it's um, uh, Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Honda, uh, they got parts for you. They got e-bikes as well. Big e-bike guys at Motosport.com. Free, uh, free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. Great return policy as well. They got a dedicated team of gearheads over there like Talon. Talent, did I miss anything in promoting motorsport? Fourth uh, of July sale ends tomorrow. You can get up to 60% off on some gear, discounts on OEM parts, and we have some pretty good deals going on. All right. Um, oh, uh, YZ250 are giving away for outdoors, too. They got a YZ250 contest going on. I'm not eligible for that, so I'm butthurt. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter, and uh, Talent picks the best ones and, uh, and reads it to us. Let's do this. Uh, from the Brop crew, since we just were talking about the uh, World Supercross, uh, round one overall rating, looking at the track, track layout, the racing, broadcast, et cetera, with 10 being the highest. Well, I only watch highlights, so I don't yeah. know if I'm really, I'm really um, <laughs> judge, a really good judge here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Six or seven, I guess. Sure. Uh, this is riveting. Uh, Brett Clark. Steve, when it comes time to pass the pulp torch, which of the following would be in line to make the show less janky? Lewis, Darkside, Marks, Lone Wolf, or Frappy Pete? And we'll throw Kellen in there. Less, there's, there's three right answers if we throw Kellen in there. Less janky. Like, what, 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 what would make the show less janky? Upping the professionalism, when, but when you're the, ready to... When yeah. It's like when you're ready to step down or something. Yeah, but then what? Yeah. Who takes over? 
Well, it doesn't snow. It was, it was more than that. It was something else. It was less janky, too. But I don't understand. I feel like... Well, if only Talon could read the question back and all of us are just... <laughs> when it comes time to pass the torch, mm-hmm. which of the following would be in line to make the show less janky? Okay. But I feel like... It's worded oddly. It is worded oddly. Yeah. Uh, Frappy Pete. All right. Wow. Yeah. He has the funding. <laughs> I'm leaving. It could be a golf show. Every I'm day. leaving. It would, be, it would just be a golf show. Yeah. There was only two wrong answers, and they were me and tits, and you picked one of so them. So today on the par four, I had a seven iron, and I'll tell you what, I was about 20 yards short. Par four, shot a seven. Yeah. Good job, tits. Oh, man. Uh, from Ray Atwood, who would be the best to watch on a GoPro, RJ or A-Ray? Oh, I think RJ. I think RJ too. Yeah. Like A-Ray would be, I honestly, I don't think you would capture enough of the wild moments A-Ray has because it's all happening at the rear of the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. RJ would be just like, oh, he's passing that guy. Oh, he's crossing over here. It's like, it's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Oh, he saved it. Oh, he yeah. won. Oh, he crashed. Yeah. All of it. All of it. I'll go RJ too. Uh, Steve's elevator mechanic. Kellen, what is a better drop? We just laugh or Steve's wildcat? <laughs> Should we play both just so we have yeah, let's uh, let's hear him fresh. Let's okay. hear him. There we go. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Weege's laugh. Gosh, it, they're it's, both so good. They're both very good, but I feel like Weege's laugh, especially Marks or whoever it is that does does the drops, you guys put it in, in very well opportune times. Yeah. I feel like. I like I the Wildcat. Know. You like the Wildcat? It's good. Uh, the Wildcat's not even from Pulp. It's from the review show. Like it was, it's out of line. It's taken, it's, taken, <laughs> it's taken out of context. I'm an equal opportunity dropper over here. So. Is that the first time that you've had like a Pulp drop not from the Pulp yeah, show? I think so. Really? No, no, no it's, no, it's no. happened. Well, I mean, like that's uh, of it's Steve or it's not someone often. else like I that. Think, yeah, I think we have. Uh, we'll get there. We'll time. I think the the JT Wine and Dine in '69 is that from the review show? I'm pretty sure that uh, one is. Uh, okay. I don't know. From 671 Mac, Steve, do you think Mitch will let Kitch run the steak pegs? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, he let he let Mumphy run the ankle savers. So, yeah. I kind of feel like Mitch is willing to do anything yeah. to make those guys happy and win races for him. Right, right. Yeah, he's letting, he's letting Kitch uh, train in Florida and California a little bit. So, mm. yeah. From Heather's Stopwatch. Kellen, is there any chance we see you bring a bigger focus to the GPs on Racer X or going to be more GPs to cover the races in the future? Or are you going to more GPs to cover the races? Um, I mean, I would certainly love to, but it's it's tough um, with our current schedule. We do have a lot of heavily focused U.S. side stuff. And it doesn't get clicks. It's yeah, it really, it's kind yeah. of the truth, right? Like, we do have some GP-related content, and it doesn't get much traction usually so that's the unfortunate side of it and in terms of going to gps like it it was a perfect storm that i went to the last two in 2021 because title race was close it made sense to go into one city for two rounds i don't know if that's going to happen again but if if there's storylines to cover that i think they're interested in covering them for sure i definitely my interest since jeffrey went out has dropped a little bit yeah, I feel like the you know? 450 class has become kind of a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And is the two is MX2 enough to say right. like, hey, we got to go cover yeah. it and all this? I don't know. Yeah. From O Sashes, 
I've heard it pushed around in at least semi-legitimate spaces that Suzuki is in fact going e-start for 2025. Is there any truth to this or just rumor BS? How the hell would you have 2025 RM Army info? You know, like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying this guy's wrong, but, uh, I mean. It's I, an uh, updated bike, but no e-start for 24. I think yeah. Kiefer said something. Kiefer said it was coming with e-start. So if anybody wants to get on Kiefer. Well, I think they've already posted you know? about their 2024 models. Yeah, no, it's out. It's, yeah. it's not right. any e-starts. Right. So, but so Kiefer maybe, said it was. Well, he says maybe they'd come out with like an FE that would be e-start. Oh. You're fucked. Bless you. Thank you. All right. Uh, from Ezra Banks. Kellen, do you think the addition of paid content into MX bikes has hurt the progression of the game? It seems like lots of people are unhappy with the state of the game right now and making the switch back to MX Sim. What's <laughs> a loaded question? What games are you talking about? MX bikes. What's that? It's a different simulated game. So there's two simulation games that are really kind of oh. like the popular ones right now. Is it the one that you do? Start your systems. Well, I play both of them and I cover both of them, but oh. like the racing series that I cover is in MX Simulator. But you just said. Okay, never mind. Okay. The answer to the question, um, you know, I think it's going to make some people unhappy, but I do think it's hurt the community. And uh, I, I think that if you go back to a decade ago when MXM went to more paid mod st stuff in the community that it really fragmented people and a lot of people weren't happy about it back then and a lot of people left the community and i think we're starting to see that kind of same wave happen in mx bikes it's too small of a game it's too small of a community to bank on the fact that everyone's willing to pay for created content and i agree that the creators deserve to be paid because they're putting in a lot of time and effort but i think it's just too small of a community to be successful so yes i do think it's hurt it from MXG, address the suspicious timing of Webb taking the weekend off after signing with Yamaha. Thanks. Uh, did he sign? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I, I, I think. He, I mean, this week. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. that's he crashed. I know he yeah. crashed, but uh, yeah, I don't know. From Jimmy G, gentlemen, is Kawasaki offering master pool engines or parts? I can't understand why they wouldn't. Kawi looks worse when a top five guy blows. With the top five guys bike blowing up after a privateer beating their factory riders. As with any like privateer that's crushing it or whatever brand they are, they will get if they go to Cowie and say, Hey, can you get some clutch baskets or you know, we're we're, we're chewing up through uh, we're chewing valves up, whatever it is, they'll they'll help out. They'll they, yeah. they'll give them production stuff. They're not gonna give them factory stuff, but all these OEMs, like when Freddie was crushing it at Honda, they were giving them parts and uh, the blue crew guys are giving out parts as well to guys. So all these OEMs will do it. They just got to be asked and, you know, and figure it out. So, mm -hmm. Another one from Jimmy G. Do you think Dungy would have found the podium if he made his outdoor comeback this year over last year? I don't know. I'll say yes. Sure, yeah. Uh, from Greg Wilcox. Kellen, who's your USA MXON picks? <sighs> yeah, loaded question. Yeah. I think... Like I said, based on the what I think is going to happen, I could see it being at this very second, uh, Chase, Deegan, and like AP, or maybe Barsha, something like that. Would you like to bet that Chase doesn't go? I'm not really a gambler. Okay. Right. I just feel that like Chase is really prideful in it, mm -hmm. in my opinion, well, from what are. I understand. They, they all, all are, are yeah. but I feel like having been on the winning team. Yep. And then not being able to go back and rep the number one is what he would be ending up with over there. Like, uh -huh. I don't know. I feel like that's too big of a draw to skip. Okay. 
from Jamie J two twenty seven. What and where is Kenny Watson these days? Kenny's working at Paris Raceway. He's a marketing guy there. Uh, he's around. I haven't. He only texts me when he really wants a phone number. He texts me, you know, Kellen number, and I send it to him. He goes, "Thanks." So mm, I haven't yeah. got any text from him. No, well, that's just, <laughs> I animal, know. But, but uh, yeah, he's around. So Kenny's Kenny's alive and well. I'm a kinky bastard. Okay. From LL Cool James 425 for Kellen. Does Hunter keep the red plate for all of outdoors? Oh, man. Um, yes. From Todd Krieg 531. Steve, who would you be more afraid to arm wrestle, JT or LaRocco? Whose <laughs> biceps are bigger? Well, I feel like LaRocco's bigger, like bigger guy, so more leverage. You know, bigger arms, longer arms, more leverage. Harder, I would immediately than... lose to both, so yeah. I don't have any okay. skin in the game. I'll go LaRock. He'd stare daggers through you, though. Yeah. Good guy, LaRocco. <laughs> From Not So Average Joe, do you guys feel as if this Dylan struggle with the bike is a him thing or the actual motorcycle, and do you think Eli would have figured it out by now? Yeah, but he actually touched on that in the interview with Dylan there a little bit. Um I, I, I don't think, like like Kellen said, Del, Dylan's not giving you excuses. He's saying he's, he's not comfy with the bike. Yeah, so. and I, I feel we don't give enough credit to the fact that, I mean, he came off a really tough injury to yeah. deal with and then has little to no help developing the bike right now on a new platform outdoors for the first time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, that's a pretty tall hill to climb. Yep. McG194, how long until Jet pulls a Bubba and rips all the tear-offs on the line? Ooh. <laughs> Probably not long, the way it's going. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He does hit a lot of lappers, yeah. unfortunately, so I think you'd need a few at least. Uh, from Lax Defense Coach, who is the 250 free agent that everyone is waiting on a decision before everyone else signs, per uh, Mr. Mayetta and A-Ray? They said there's a 250 guy that's holding everything up. Um, is there a big guy who hasn't signed yet? I don't, th I don't know what Justin Cooper's doing. I think he's going to the 450 side over there, but mm -hmm. I don't know for sure. But does that, like, hold everybody free up? up a star no, space? I don't really I don't think, I don't so. think so. No. Right. Is it is it Voland? No, he's not no. holding everything up. But no. but he could be a free agent that maybe people are waiting on because... I mean, he's fourth in line or whatever. Like, <laughs> Kitsch and Shmoda. Well, so... signed. I have a question for you. I feel like there was a little bit of rumblings that if Volan was out, Kitchen would be in at KTM, but then we know Kitchen's mm. not going there. If Volan is out at KTM, who goes there? Yeah, I don't know. They 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 offered it to or they Kitch Kitch rode the bike, uh and then Shimoda. Yeah, they were trying those two guys. But neither right. of those yeah, guys yeah, are yeah, going yeah. there, no, so yeah. hmm. from Heather's stopwatch. <laughs> Steve, were you stressed at any point that the pulp sticker curse would affect the Pulp Mex Wildcat race team and wow. mess up their solid season? I mean, it kind of did. A shock bolt <laughs> fell out. You know, we had three out of four good motos, and then a shock bolt fell out. So it kind of lurked, the Pulp Mex deal. Well, they did only put one. one uh, they had, you had those Pulp Mex Wildcat stickers? Yeah. I think they only put it on the Curcio's front fender, not yeah, Boutron. That's true. And Boutron oh, finished both boy. motos. So uh, I got some of those stickers to give away. Uh, Contact Marks and uh, figure it out, Marks. And if you want some Pulp Max Wildcat what? stickers, <laughs> contact Marks. <laughs> Just DM him. Yeah, yeah DM Marks. I, I don't open my DMs, so that won't work. Okay, well, sorry everybody. Marks is fucking you over. Yep, sorry everybody. 
Uh, last one from Lightning, Mr. 78. He says, Steve, if you have a 10th anniversary Lasergate show reviewing the show about a show with mm-hmm. the original suspects, yeah. he'll consider forgiving you for your fireworks rant. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. Laser, 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 laser. I mean, I said DV's coming up here, but I, and I thought it was after Washugo, but it's it's, it's not. Before, it's right? before, It's, it's after. Well, Milo, you could so. preview yeah. reliving it all. I, 100% when DV's in there, we will discuss the yeah. Lasergate show and get into it and and then what will DV, you know, what will DV be? Fuck you, you're fired. I mean, he, you know. Do you think you could get either Genova or Alessi to call in and talk no, about it? No, I don't. Hmm. Do you? What the hell? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I feel like they might. Why not? Tony might. Yeah, yeah. maybe. You could get him. Not. N-O-T. Because I feel like I was listening to Rerasables with you uh, talking recently about maybe reviewing this one, but you're like, none of those guys would ever call in. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you could get I one of them. I was wrong. <laughs> Jeff Alessi on? <laughs> I don't know. Jeff, what exactly were you thinking? I will say the unfortunate thing is um, Jeff stops by some of my streams, uh-huh. and immediately people will go to the lasers Yeah, right away. Yeah. yeah. Ten years on, people will be like, laser. you got your laser pointer on you right. in the chat room? And it's like, come on. Yeah. No, I'm You're out of your mind, dude. Yep. All right. Oh, that's horrible. Motorsport.com, tweet at Talent segment. Thank you to Motorsport guys. Great guys, huh, Talent? Great guys. You've been enjoying your time at Motorsport as a gearhead? Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's nice working from home too and saving on gas and just I don't know, it's it's just nice working from home. Everyone's cool. Like we have a group chat where we all talk all day and right. we talk moto, like I'll, I had to work this Saturday, so we're just talking about the race and hanging out. Do people know that you work for the pulp show? Like do they know who you are? Like Wolfie? Like you're like you're a star? Wolfie. <laughs> Uh, the people that listen know, but I mean, I don't think anyone's ever really like announced it, but oh, okay. if you know, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. If you know, you know. Okay. Goddamn. All right. Well, Kellen Army was in, in effect this weekend, so your fan. <laughs> Sorry that you caught me at a time when I no, was I, stopped in the middle. No, I, this is great for you. Yeah. You know, you're getting publicity yes You're getting fame it, I, i'm loving it um Ba-da-ba-ba. <laughs> like mcdonald's <laughs> uh all right everybody 702-586-7857 you can call anytime leave a voicemail and uh we're gonna play them this week we don't always have time but we got time this week to play the voicemails here's the best of the best that was uh for uh the the, the voicemail line and let me tell you some real fucking nut jobs out there all right here we go hey steve driving into work this morning and listening to the show uh, man, when you surprised Daniel with Jim, I, that was, I was literally sitting into my truck in traffic at a stoplight grinning, like by myself, just anybody saw me, they probably like, what's wrong with this guy? But that was great. Great stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Great stuff. That's a, that's a pair right there. A good combo. Anyway, really enjoyed the show. Always enjoy your stuff. Thank you. Look at that, a nice voicemail. We're coming in hot with a nice voicemail. Yeah, Daniel was scheduled for a long time because he had some stuff going on in California with Orange Brigade. So Daniel was scheduled for a long time to come in here. And then I was talking to Jim about coming up, and we were kicking around some different stuff. And then I thought, hey, Daniel's coming. Do you want to come in with him? And then he's like, absolutely. And then I'm like, well, let's do it as a surprise. Let's not tell Daniel. Come in at you know 505. And he thought that was even better, and there we go. So Daniel was really happy, like legitimately yeah. stoked to see Uncle Jim. Of all your like regular-ish co-hosts, yeah. is that the best like you can surprise him with this person moment, or is there another co-host you could think of that like if you were able to work it out that X other co-host came in? Mm. 
Paul Lindsay and Kenny Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like Weege and JB. Yeah, yeah, that would be something pretty like good. that. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty good. Blow his mind. Yep. Hopefully, one will right. whip up a titty. <laughs> oh pie. Oh pie. Dark side needs to stop telling you that he gave you a heads up on how bad of a shape mm-hmm. that bike was in. Thank you. Guy could have told you. Oh, I told you it was in bad shape. Oh, it's a fucking it's a relative term, right? That's subjective to each individual person. So you're sitting there, oh, it's bad shape. You know what? I probably got to replace some parts, this, that, and the other, where my dark side, dark side is like, oh, well, all the bolts are rusted and shit. Like, dark side saying, is try, you're making it seem like it's a 5 out of 10, you know, on the bad shape scale, when it's a 10 out of 10 on the bad shape scale. And Steve thinks he's getting a 5 out of 10, and you gave him a 10 out of 10. Of course he's a little frustrated mm-hmm. by it. Come on, dark. Come on. Come on, bud. Yeah, come on. All right, mini race tech rant for you. I don't know if you're playing voicemails anymore. What the fuck's going on with that? You should. Uh, your drunk listeners are funny. Anyway, people, for fuck's sakes, when you call into the show... Get to your question. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, what's up? What are you doing? You fucking know. Shut the fuck up. Get to your fucking question. It fucks up the flow of the show. Just fucking ask it. Jesus fucking goddamn holy shit Christ. Fuck off. (laughs) I mean, he's he's not wrong. Well, literally that voicemail, I think I've heard it. A hundred times on your show. Yeah. So many people say that same thing over and over again about like, just get to the point. When you, like, I'm a fan of other podcasts and radio shows or whatever, like radio shows that are podcasts. I I listen to those. Yeah. But sports mostly. No other callers call in and be like, hey, man, what's up? Like, everyone just says, get to your point. Maybe we should have the producer. I was about to say, do those other shows have their producers say like, when he brings you on, go straight to the question yeah, or he will cut you. That's like, I'm tits would more than happy. To do that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, so maybe talent, we need to start being like, Hey, just go right into your question. All right. There you go. I can get that in. Right. I also tell him just stay on hold for two hours. We'll get to you. <laughs> yeah. That too. Yeah. So I fucked that last one up. But anyway, I listened to main event from Daniel Blair. If he's going to talk about anything to do with him leaving his role at Race Day Live, Failed Entertainment, whatever, it's going to be in the music. I'm hoping, hoping, because I love his music, that he expresses it with music. I hope so. I really hope so. That'll be the true story. All right. Thanks, guys. Love the content. I mean, I, I, yeah. Next main event album, going platinum, I yeah. guess, with all the depressing NBC notes. NBC can screw off. <laughs> like, what, what, you know, like, you know, yeah. You won't make me pop the corn anymore. <laughs> I didn't like Race Day Live. <laughs> Steve, I know you don't read DMs, nor do I care that you read DMs. Pretty awesome having J.D. Beach on. I know he's in Kentucky now, but don't let him fool you. He's a Northwest kid, all heart. It's pretty awesome that you bring flat track into the MX world because a lot of the flat track guys, that's how they cross train. So if you can get Kiefer on a flat track bike, that would be even better. I mean, hell, we can even get him on a flat track quad if he wants to come up to the Northwest. 
anyways, keep up the good work. Awesome show, and I appreciate it. Thank you. I like how everybody just volunteers Kiefer to do anything. I know. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, hey, man, uh, uh, I love bull riding. Let's get Kiefer on a bull, you know? Um, I'm not scared. I know that you don't love MotoGP, but those guys all cross-train with Moto2, like yeah. that guy says. Like, yeah. Have you ever thought about just – No. Okay. Uh, JD Beach was cool, though. Really, yeah. really awesome guy. And, you know, he works with kids who stutter. We heard his stutter on the show. Um, and he texted me afterwards and said, you know, I have no problem talking about that. I didn't really know how to go there. Like, I know he works with people who stutters, and he, he's an advocate for helping people. With uh -huh. But I wasn't sure, do you want me to bring it up on the show or not? Like, I don't know how it went. But he was like, no, you could have, or no problem. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm... He's aware, obviously, you know, and he embraces the getting over it and all yeah. of that and, and tries to help people get over it, I should say. Uh, but he was really cool. We got a lot of great feedback from yeah. people on that J.D. Beach interview. And thank God for Uncle Jim, too. Dude, Flat he track. every question, he just knew, like, oh, what about these twins and what Dude. about this? And he was like, what? Are you getting chased by the Indians? I know. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, uh, and I think Roto put it in our group text, uh, Father's Day is, sa is Saturday in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, cool, man. Right on. <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff, Jimmy. Oh, I love oh, Uncle man. Jim. Just an absolute beauty. Just, yeah, just. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. And... All right. Well, I know you won't do MotoGP, but okay. could, a guest that I would love for you to try to get on one time, because he is in Moto a little bit. Mm -hmm. He'd never do it. But if you could, Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, he would never do. He yeah. would never do I, it, but I, it would I be would, pretty. I would love to talk to it'd Kim. It'd be Kim. so cool. I, I, it would be, and I would love to talk to him for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no chance. Boah. Team manager. Boah. You just hear boah. Boah. All time. Boah. Why? What? What? Is that what is? That's his thing. People would ask him questions in F1 all the time, oh. and oh, well, he, he would just he be like, misses it? Mm, boah. Boah. Like, right. Just didn't want to answer it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Hey, it's Lou from Nashville. I just had a mini race tech rant. Um, all these listeners that call in, they're want you to come out to a to a vet race and i want to meet you steve and won't you come out to my vet race in the middle of nowhere no steve's not coming to your shitty vet race in the middle of nowhere if you want to meet steve go to a supercross race and hang around alex race pit he's probably there not anymore if he's not there check the honda truck he's probably eating chipotle okay stop calling the show asking to come to shitty vet race later I mean, I'm going to the vet designations in England. Yeah. So I am going there. Or if you go to Supercross, just go to the Pulp Fly live show thing. Yeah. Like R.I.P. on that though. We we didn't do the last little blah. Yeah, but is it done? Done? I don't know. Oh. I, would, I think so. Oh. But yeah. Oh okay. You can find me. Yeah. I'm not like a ninja. I'm around. Hey, a lot of people stop you in the pits. Like, yeah, pretty easy spot to find you. Right. Also, now I'm like fat. And I'm no, like, I'm not saying that. It's pretty. You're always walking through the pits, and people will stop you. Like it's. It's actually you actually kind of make a, a little bit of a crowd of people that are saying hi to you in the pits sometimes. Yeah, and and my and you've been with me. Am I an asshole? No, I'm a nice no. guy. Yeah, right. So all these people that are saying like I'm a dick, I'm not. <laughs> I think the difference is is they'll meet you, and sometimes you're a little short with them because you want to go talk to somebody, like you want to yeah. go talk to PC or whatever. Weege will just hang out. So yeah, if they meet no, Weege, Weege will just be there for the next hour talking and to them about dark, whatever. And Dark would probably just hang. <laughs> dark Dark will give him a business card. Dark will hang. <laughs> Dark's got nothing better to do. So that's where they get the you're yeah, a dick I thing guess, because yeah. they're like, Weege's awesome. He hung out with us for an hour. Steve yeah. left us immediately. Weege, Weege will go take you to an IHOP. Yeah, whatever. He'll just pick up a card yeah, at an airport yeah. and give you 10 grand. Right, right. <laughs> I met you at a race, and here we are. Yeah, see? There you go. 
he said uh, Talon was like, "Hey, I tried out for the for the the producer job or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And he's like, "No, I, I'm like, do you really want to do it?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll try you again." Or something. <laughs> I, I remember how it went. But you told me to. It was before the producer job. Okay. And you just told me to email you, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'll never hear from him again." <laughs> Right. And here you are. Yeah, yep. here we are. Well, look at Marks. Yeah, yep. Marks wishes tits never would have introduced him to this. The worst part is, is I asked tits. <sighs> I'm an idiot. The you worst said, part is I asked tits. I asked tits. You asked tits to hey, I want to. I said, I said, to, I said to tits, I was like, hey, get me in with uh, pulp. He's like, oh, I think, I think you might be looking for a new guy soon. Oh boy. Mm. I was young and dumb. Yeah. Now, now look what you happened. Look what happened to you. you. Made a whole fantasy side and everything. Yeah. Oh boy. Silence. This is riveting. This is, this is the part <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's not letting me click play. Uh oh. Oh, there we go. Dave, are you mad, Cub? What's going on? Uh just want to call about Lewis Phillips. <laughs> he is the whiniest fucking loser cunt I've ever met. <laughs> Well, I've never met him, and I wouldn't want to meet him. He's a fucking loser. Anyway, oh. Father's Day is September 3rd in Australia, for your listeners. And Roto Moto, don't listen to that cocksucker. Five-hour show isn't long enough. And I don't know why you're getting that little pipsqueak's opinion anyway. You ride these misses, Red. See you later. Uh, Austri- Aussies, man. Yeah, they come in hot they do. with the they, opinions. They, they have a lot of <laughs> thoughts on a lot of things, Aussies do. And so I, I got a bunch of stuff on my social. When Rhoda was in, was he was he talking about don't do live hour, long shows or something? I don't remember. but I don't remember that either. I got a lot of people on social saying, like, don't listen to Roto. Don't, I, don't, I don't remember Roto being like, hey, don't do the five-hour show. I don't remember that part. He must, he must have said something. Yeah, I know. Totally, because it was multiple people. It was. You know, I think he was talking about the clips, like, on YouTube, do better, because the 10 minute or 20 minute because they catch people's attention spans oh right. yeah 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 i think that's all he said yeah i don't think he said something short in the shows no. yeah i don't know steve i don't like it when we don't have nationals going on it's friday i didn't get to hear your voice yesterday i didn't get fantasy 10-3 sounds you. gay the voice of an angel <laughs> i don't know what to do without you i love you Hey, man, you beaten off? <laughs> Bold. Steve, I don't know why you're not answering your phone at 3 in the afternoon on a Friday, but it's very rude. Uh-huh. Listen, I'm glad you're finally playing voicemails again because you get to listen to idiots like me and other callers. So, show 549, all of your uh, voicemail guys talking about Lewis Phillips and how much he's uh, disliked on the show. I disagree. I think Lewis Phillips has a lovely voice. I think he should be on the show more often. Mm. In fact, I think you need him in the on the show again in person with Max Ancy so we can get some just fantastic British accent kind of uh, spruce up the show a little bit more. And those guys are calling Lewis uh, a douchebag and whatnot. Hey, if, I, if we're going to be canceling people for, for being a douchebag, maybe we ought to uh, limit JT's exposure on the show. I mean, the dude looks like he's trying to be a 13-year-old kid with that haircut. But 
I would agree. His his arms do look fantastic. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a backhanded compliment! And then, you know, like yeah, he, the girl's haircut. And, oh man! But his arms look fantastic. Oh man! Can you imagine Max Yancey at a five-hour pulp show, just talking? Is it? it I think it'd be longer than five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rules assigned applauded. I take. The, the, it's nice to see that uh, Lewis has a, has a you know a fan out there. Yeah, well, it yeah. balances out with the other guy that hated guys, everything uh, about him. Right. Guys, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mathis, Jay from the North. I was just listening to the re-raceables. Uh, you guys were talking about Lasergate, asking if Alessi had to pay that fine or not. And just by Lasergate. chance, I was listening to one of your archive pulp shows, and you said that Alessi's fine would be stayed as long as he doesn't get in trouble for a year. So let's find out. Did he get in trouble that year and have to pay it or not? Okay, have a good one. Oh, by the way, what do the beavers say when he fell in water? <laughs> Damn it. See ya. There we go. So that Alessi thing, Yeah. Uh, 2014 is when he teed up Tickle at Atlanta. So if that guy is saying that that Alessi uh, wouldn't have had to pay the suspended fine, yeah, would that have brought it about? Who knows, man? Yeah, we'll never know. They may may have forgot by then. Yeah, they've been yeah. like, yeah. we'll just put him on a different probation. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, is that it? Oh. Red Bud is this weekend, nineteen eighty. Danny Schwantz won on a four ninety Mako. Uh-huh. Beat all the heroes factory bikes. How come there's no mention of Matt Birkin? Qualifying on a 250YZ in the 450 class. Birkin. Birkin. The first four races. And uh, you got Carson Brown, 5,000 bounty up there in Washougal. Now he's got to ride just a 250cc, not some big bore uh, exotic bike built by Jamie. How's he going to do? Later. I don't know, man. Two-stroke guys. Yeah, Carson raced a two-stroke at Washougal last year. I don't know, man. Two-stroke guys. And when he talks about nobody's talking about Mac Birkin, it's Birkin. Yeah. And I did an hour-long podcast with him about We've it. also had him on two of the first five best post-race shows on Racer X. So, yeah. like, he's been yeah. around, and we've talked to him, yeah. and yeah. People always say that. Like, they're always just like, uh, you never read anything. Well, just because you haven't <laughs> seen it doesn't mean it's not out there. If it's not on TV, it didn't exist. Right. I think is what a lot of people get. Yeah. Hey, so since the last episode in the voicemails, it was like sharks with blood in the water regarding Lewis Phillips and how much he fucking sucks. So I thought I'd jump on that train. Last time Phillips was on Pulp and Max, he was talking about probability within motocross, implying every time you get in a race, you're increasing the chances of a circumstance happening more and more. He's using that term incorrectly. The law of probability resets every time the circumstance begins. So, for example, if you get on an airplane, there's a one in it's something like 10 or 11 million chances, which it's probable you get in a catastrophic crash. That resets every time you get on a plane. He's implying that probability continues on so that it increases the event occurring. So I just want to throw it out there. He's using that term incorrectly because he's a fucking idiot and he doesn't know what he's talking about in the moto industry. Have a good day. Okay, have a good day. What the hell? <laughs> have a good day. I honestly did not think I don't know anything about the rules of the laws of probability. But if you if 
you, the more airline flights you take, don't you have the greater chance of something happening? Because you know this guy's saying it is one in one million or one in ten million, let's say, of a, of a plane crashing, and then it resets every time, so you're back on a plane with one in ten million, but now you're on your second chance. Now you're on your third chance. Yeah, but I don't think it's like it. two of ten million. I think it's one of nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred nine hundred nine hundred. Yeah, at that point. But you've taken more chance. I don't. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's a rant for you. Watching Red Bull, <laughs> Red Bull, <laughs> Red Bud <laughs> coverage, and the biggest thing you want to see at Red Bud, Bud is Larocco's leap. So what do you do? You show the riders going up the takeoff ramp, and then you switch this camera to them going down the takeoff ramp. Worst view ever. Best feature of the track, we're going to do a split view. It does not make any sense. You can't make this. You can't make it up. I don't know, man. I will say that, um, you know, we have Tom film for us at Racerex, and we get a lot of comments on Tom's videos about why don't they have these cameras for pro motocross? He's, he's got such, so much better angles of what's going on and stuff like that. And I will say, I think that the difference is, is that TV is trying to cover the race. Tom is trying to get cool, like aesthetic shots. Yeah. So if you have like a straight on shot of the roller section, uh, for example, coming to the finish line of red bud, mm-hmm. you don't know how close those guys are or if they're side by side or what. Yeah. So they may put a TV camera in a different location so that you can see, if they're close together or what. Now this leap jump, uh, the the Rocco's leap jump, having the camera switch from front to back, I think is more of a logistical problem. I don't think that they like had the ability to put a cameraman be able to see the face and all the way over the top and down the backside and catch all of it. So I think they needed something up front and something at back. That's right. how I look at it. Uh, also, they have the cameraman up high on scaffolding. Yeah, for, for some, yeah. For, so, but again, that's so you can see yeah, the battle. That, yeah, but that's not going to be as good as Tom down low exactly. on his knee going up. But that's why so, we have media members down on the floor yeah. getting action like that is so you get different angles. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Uh, 702-586-7857. You can always call and leave a voicemail. Uh, before we go, uh, shout out to uh, Nick Hayes. I don't know Nick at all, but he crashed recently hurt himself pretty good i guess he's a loretta lynn's champion older guy and uh he's got a long fight ahead of him so um there's a road to recovery tab for nick i believe to donate to help him with this and uh yeah man like i said i don't know him at all but he's got a lot of industry fans a lot of people like him so uh yeah man heal up get well soon and uh man every every day make a little step forward i guess that's that's all you can say in in a situation like this where He's got some uh, paralyzation going on. Just little steps every day, man. Try to get better and better. So uh, we're thinking about you, Nick. So thanks, uh, thanks for um, you know all that you do in the motocross community. And uh, like I said, people really uh, are a big fan of yours. Many people. So yeah. Um, all right, uh, Dylan Ferrandez, Lorenzo Lucrucio, Brian Deegan, Lewis Phillips. Best interview tonight, Kellen. Uh, I'll say Brian. Brian Deegan. I will go Brian Deegan also. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fun. I liked it. Marks. Um, Lorenzo. All right, Talon. I was going to go Lorenzo, too, just because I didn't know much about him before, and hearing his story and everything makes you a fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, Kellen, thank you. 
Yeah, Just thank you. You got yeah. Jack in the Box. You got some Toximoto. It's awesome. What what could be better in life? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> this is awesome. Padres won. I know. I can't like, believe yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. jump off the balcony. Yeah, everything's great. We're trying to get Chris Betts on the show. Yeah, and he he's said, too cool for us. He now. said he was uh, sorry that he's American, but he was going out for the. Well, concert. I don't know if you noticed. I sent him this long text the other day, and then he just goes to me. Never. No, I didn't even know that. Well, digit assholes, get the fuck out of the way, so we don't lose the win. Uh, so we were trying to get bets on to have like more hot baseball talk, but yeah, I'm sure the fans would have been so pumped after your, your fireworks discussion, we could have followed up with baseball talk and just driven everybody away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, happy fourth, everybody. Appreciate you listening uh, to the archive or watching it on YouTube as well. Thanks to our guests tonight. Thanks to our sponsors. Again, check them out on popamexshow.com for all the codes to save with our, with our guys. And uh, we really appreciate it, whether it's WUSA or, or uh, the new guys, MTX Breaking. Um, whatever it is, man, we really appreciate it. We, we thank you for the help. It allows us to get guys like Kellen to come up here and all of that. So uh, thank you to Roto as well for all his help. Marks, thank you. Thank you. Guy in the corner, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to uh, SwissCore and uh, and Pookie and, uh, and and all of you people again. Kellen, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, thank uh, you. Southwick this weekend, and then uh, you'll not be at that one. You will be at Millville. Yep. Uh, fantastic. All right, good to hear. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Pulp and Mech Show. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Oh